Oh, I hate turkey hunting. I'm freezing. Me too. It feels like 25 below. 25? Did you know you can get up to 25% off grocery store prices at BJ's Wholesale Club? Up to 25% off? BJ sounds perfect for Thanksgiving shopping. They have really good turkey prices too. Then what are we freezing our bleeps off out here for? Let's go to BJ's. Get a Butterball Whole Turkey for just 99 cents a pound. In club or BJ's.com. BJ's. Absurdly simple savings. Welcome to another edition of Soap Party 411, the place to be for all your soap opera needs. Take that, Steve Burton. I said it first. I'm your host, one of them, Candace, along with Carrie and Tia. Hello, ladies. Hey. Are you even so Tia's on outside projects right now. <laughs> um, real quick, I do want to give a shout out to my former Forever New Day um, brother, Tony Moore, go over to YouTube, ask the soap party for Dish and Dave. Some of you guys are already there, probably doing two things at the same time, but Martha Madison and Camilla Bannis is over there. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Martha and Camilla, if you'd like to come on our show too, because Martha, you was on here before. You can, I'm just saying. Hopefully you guys had a great week. Um, can you guys believe that, practically speaking, next week is Thanksgiving week? Yeah, we're just flying by the year. And before you know it, it's going to be time for the Soap Party 411 Awards. Live from, well, you know, the house. <laughs> well, more information, stay tuned for that. Okay. Real quick, the big news of last week, the past week, was the strike is over. Sag, Afron. After a historical over 100 days, they've come to the decision. So that means that all your shows and movies are allowed to go back to work. This did not affect the soaps. Their contract is next, is next year. But we just wanted to say congratulations to those who fought hard, hard for this. And so we're going to give a shout-out to them. Okay, the other big news. Okay, this, look, y'all know when this announcement came out, one of us was screaming, even though they kind of put two and two together. December, six, December 15th, let's say that. Friday, December 15th, at 9 p.m. Eastern, it's going to be delayed on the West Coast, only on CBS. It is, with great honor to say this, the 50th annual Daytime Emmys will be live from California. All your favorite daytime actors, your daytime stars will be there. Now, they are doing something a little different. Um, let me explain. So they have the gold, silver uh, honorees, which is sort of a bigger version of the Lifetime Achievement Awards for those who've been in the industry for over 30 years, between 25, 30 years and on up. Some of them includes Wendy Rich. You guys know Wendy, right? You know, we talk about her all the time. Renee Watson, who is over there on General Hospital. But we've known her, Fresh Prince. She's been on Room 22. She's been on, like, Josie the Pussycats. She's been a part of this industry for a long time. Obviously, Friday is the daytime Emmys, which we're going to see Susan Lucci get her second Emmy because she's a Lifetime Achievement Award winner as well as Murray, because we're going to find out who's the father. 
Saturday is the Creative Arts Lifestyle Creative Arts and Lifestyle Awards, which honors, you know, like the home shows and stuff like that. So get ready, folks, because it's going to be all Emmy talk on somebody's social media page. Um, I'm going to, I'm just, I'm just excited about that. Thoughts about that, ladies? We finally, finally, it's the most wonderful time of the year, right before Christmas. Your thoughts about the daytime Emmys finally coming, coming up, Carrie? I'm happy for you. <laughs> I mean, look, I obviously, I, you know me. The last three years, I've been like, you know, blah about it, but at least it's happening. So we'll see. You know, good luck to all the nominees. Yep, Tia. Happy about it. I'm happy it's going to air, and I can't wait to see it. And I hope we get some good winners here. Mhm. You guys know what I have said. I mean, I'm glad. Let me just say this. I'm glad that the awards are are happening. This is the 50th annual daytime Emmys. I'm going to be selfish. I don't care. I want a good show. I want the awards to represent the, the last 50 years of the industry that a lot of people sleep on. Um, so I'm, I'm excited. Um, now we have Kevin Frazier, and I can't think of the, of the young lady's name from Entertainment Tonight. They're going to be back for their second year. Okay, I'm mm, I, I just want to see who the presenters are going to be because I need a mix-up to celebrate 50 years. I'm just saying, that's just me if I was the one to do it. But obviously I'm not. Um, but, yeah, really excited about that. Okay. Um, I didn't want to start the show off this way, but I do want to address this. It seems to be an ongoing theme. Our thoughts and prayers goes out to Eden McCoy. For those who don't know, Edie McCoy posted on her social media that her mother passed away due to cancer. Eden had her mom for 20 years, which I know a lot of people is like, wow, that's, you know, and I'm a part of that club. I mean, Eden had her, her mom longer than I did. Um, and some others, you guys who are listening in the chat, or, you know, wherever you guys are listening, you probably had your parents, if you're a part of that club, like I said, if not, you don't want to be a part of that club. I will say this, Eden, you know your mom loved you. Me and Jay actually, we actually met Eden's mom years ago at an event. Eden's mom was a cheerleader for Eden. She would come into spaces. <laughs> and listen to the fans talk about General Hospital, and she will engage. Eden, we love you. Please know, please know, we are here for, for you. Um, and that's it. So, and, um, yeah. So, I'm trying to think if there was any news. Oh, the Bay is back. The Bay is back. The Bay, the series, is back. You can check it out on Popstar as well as Amazon, as well as Tubi. And that was it for your news. Something if anything else happened. Uh, nope. So, see All right. so, so we're gonna start it off with uh, Dave's, I believe. 
Yep, and order is pinned and revealed. We have no clue. So, yes. um, <laughs> Stay TBD, TBD. Yes, you first to the first. You have to know that you're going to hear only once today. USA, 605-562-0444. Alternative number, 717-734-6904. Canada is 867-292-3066. Show ID is 128803. Press star 2 if you want to come on and speak with us. There might be a lot of technical difficulties today, even with some of our regulars today. That's all I would say. So if you hear people <laughs> appear, disappear, what to say about that, just to say it might be technical difficulties, and we hope that the listeners don't have an issue with a lot of the stuff that gets said today. So it might, <laughs> we, you might hear people coming in and out. It might happen. It's just one of those days. I think, you know, talk to you back and forth. I'm just warning everybody of what might happen today. So let, let's pray for the best. I hope we all make it through this and no one hangs up the, show, the phone. We, we will all make it through this. Now, let's go ahead and start with uh, these stories here. We got John Lena. They celebrate and they love getting more love in the afternoon. Oh. Here, these other couples in here. Then we got Constantine who continues to charm Maggie, but Steve believes he's full of crap. Um, Kim cares. I hope that your phone working well today. That's all I would say. What are you? What are your feelings on these first two stories? Dot 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 for now. Oh, I I'm sorry. I have to believe really quick. Yeah, what two stories really quick? I'm sorry. John Lena Constantine and Steve not believing any of this foolishness at this point. But Maggie, my, oh. my, you know what? Yeah, you know what? I, so, Jarlena, I mean, it's cute. You know, their celebration, everything. That's congratulations. You know, that's great. Um, and with Constantine, oh, kudos to. I mean, <laughs> Steve is just amazing. I, I don't. I'm, I gotta ask. I think Daphne uh, decided that he was going to be in the smart den. Steve is just on point all the time. And you can, you can tell Constantine is on to something. I mean, and then the way Constantine looked, kind of looked at Victor's picture when he was hugging Maggie, I was like, oh, my gosh. You know, but instantly Steve knew. So I love that. And I can't wait for him to find stuff out about him and just take him down or whatever, get him away, far away from Maggie as, as they can. So I'm loving this storyline. I cannot wait to see what transpires. And it was good. Like, congrats to Jarlena. Candace, if you're still not paying attention fully in the interview, do you have anything? <laughs> I can't even hear. Uh, you know, Constantine is such, like, first of all, you're, you're too sloppy with all of this. I love the fact that Kayla and Pat, they, they're on to him. Like, a tablecloth, a tablecloth, really there? Like a Dollar Tree um, cloth table, is that tablecloth, is that? Come on now. I, uh, I actually, I, I, I want to see where this goes. Um, this is kind of giving me a little bit of classic '80s days. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm like Carrie. I'm like kind of dot 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 in the sense that I, I do want to see how this connects and how, where does it go? See, I'm paying attention. Thank you. Okay. Um, just a quick thing. Alex offered Teresa a job running Bella magazine. Can someone remind me of this? When Victor was alive, although the actor was gone, when, the, when he was alive, Maggie shut down the company. Victor gave the approval on it. So when he became CEO, he brought it back up. Did we get, or did the writers forget that Maggie closed Bella Magazine now? Or am I losing my mind here? Didn't, isn't that what happened? Then Bella Magazine get closed. Exactly 
to this next story, I'm going to be honest. A lot happened this week that I actually forgot I didn't watch Friday episodes. Well, I'm sorry. I'm just going with that shows how much I love this show at this moment. But I, I must have forgot to watch Friday's episode, but I do know a little bit of details what happened, so I'll kind of recap it on to what I believe is going on here. Okay, we got Leo and Dimitri who's still on the run. When they're about to leave the hotel, um, they run right into Jada somehow. <clears throat> But what happened on Friday's episode? I guess they escaped. <laughs> I don't understand. Again. No, okay. So you want me to help you out with that one? All right, go ahead. What happened in the hotel? What happened? Okay, so basically, Leo and Dimitri was 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 trying to leave town because they had to make sure that they got onto Doctor Ralph's submarine because the submarine was leaving town in like about thirty minutes. So Leo's like, okay, we got to go. As soon as they open the door, freeze, it's Jada. Jada's like, you're not going anywhere. We got a report about y'all stealing, I think it was some Tito's or something like that. I don't know. So meanwhile, she's saying that there's backup, that she has backup if they try to do anything. So Leo and Dimitri, they're like, you know, going back and forth, like, you know, because she's like, you guys going to be arrested and stuff. And Leo's like, I can't live without Dimitri because he's my life. And everything else like that. Demetrius like, we gotta go. Jada's like, you're not going anywhere. So meanwhile, she she um takes out the zip line, the zip um thing, to I think it was to Leo. Keep in mind, y'all. While she's doing that, Dimitri got the gun, and then he he like points, and then he he shot he shoots the gun right. So Leo's like, what are you doing? And Demetrius like, wait a minute, this have is back up. This is a long recap. <laughs> I'm telling the story because you're feeling you know, it. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to help you more. So pretty much eventually they got out of this situation. Now let's go to the second part. We got Nicole <laughs> over here. Also, Nicole and Eric earlier ran into each other as well, you know, the real baby daddy. That something gets big. But later on in the day, she's over there in the vehicle. She's, I would say she's safely talking and driving. She had the phone sat there. She's looking on the road. Everything looked good. Talking to Eve. She had it on speaker, unlike somebody on Bold and Beautiful. And, that's, and I still give her credit because uh, you can't have some people doing what this case did. But, again, so pretty much she's over there talking, saying, I love you, and I'm so happy you the father. EJ hears this. And then she see a, a car that, because I think Dimitri and Leo car oh, got the whole car. He went to the wrong lane. So, Nicole was driving the car, aims her way, and causes a crash. And the, the, the EJ is terrified, like, what the heck just happened in Nicole? Because now I just heard her scream, and he tried to call her back, which is how the week ended. So, and also, we oh, Melinda Salone. Oh. Salone, the baby she was supposed to get, must have died, my God, again. And so we clearly know what's about to happen in this storyline with the help of Melinda. Yeah, piece of trash. Okay, so we got a big part. If you know what, and that's what you could say when you reveal how you felt about the okay. storyline. So, again, so how do you feel about Leo, Dimitri, Nicole, Eric, Nicole, EJ, Salome, Melinda? You could talk about the big part when you say which part of this you liked and didn't like. There you go. Okay, okay. so here's the part that I don't like. Because while Jada was doing that, they knocked Jada out and took her car, her keys and her car, and drove off. It's the same car, it's, they're, they're all on the same road as Nicole and EJ, right? So that's, that right there, because I said this, I said, oh, hell no. They better not connect this to Jada. Like if, you know, Nicole and, you know, like, because you got 
guys know how I felt about that whole Jada Nicole Eric situation. Okay. When it comes to Leo and Dimitri, okay. I tried to give give some something for Dimitri. Leo, I love you, Greg. I'm glad you're coming back to Young and the Restless. But I just feel as though what is this? What 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 do we? Do? I mean, okay, two cons in the room. LGBT representation. I I don't mm-hmm. care. T, t, you know. Oh, sometimes. I'm, and when I say that, I don't want people to say, "Wow, Candace, that was really hurt." No, it's that to me because when we get to another show, I'm going to say something about that too. To me, okay, you got two cons in the room, Leo and Dimitri. I just feel it so. Uh, if you don't know what to do with people, you can shove them or don't try to. T- I don't know. Like, I'm so confused as to Leo and Dimitri. Like, okay, you have them both on the run, like, kind of on the run. They're kind of criminals. They're kind of, I don't know. I don't know. That's how I feel about it. I'm just like, huh. But once I saw what they did to Jada, I was like, uh uh-uh. uh, nope, nope, and nope. Mm mm. Um,. Melinda, she's broken. This woman has been broken, as I said somewhere else a few minutes ago. She's pretty much lost all credibility, and not for nothing, I mean, she's just, she's looking out for her best friend. She's just, that's how she, that's how she is. Um, what was the other part about Eric and the baby and about the ba- oh the baby? Yeah. <clears throat> First and foremost, when Melinda came in with the gen- you know saying it's a baby boy, got the little thing, and I was like, I kept doing like this like the TV because we because we called this months ago about the wasn't going to probably happen, but to me, I'm just like Melinda, you're broken, and Eric, you don't have questions. Eric, I mean, you're hot. Don't get it twisted. But when it comes to brain cells, I think you're losing a lot of them. I think you're losing a lot of them. Because I would be asking questions. One minute you guys have it, the next minute you don't. Why? What happened? What What, what, what do you mean? What, what's happening here? I don't understand. That's what the white story was, yeah. Right. Well, that's nice. We know how you feel about that. So let, let's go. Let's let's go on to Kim. Do you have any better thoughts about this story? Um, with Leo and Dimitri, I was just I was like, okay, what's happening here? And then when Jada walked in and they were just going back and forth, I said, okay, wait. Now Jada, I know she's gonna take them down. She's gonna have backup or whatever, or have someone with her. I know she didn't. She was surprised that they were there. But then when he got the gun. And he, you know, he took it from her, and then when he knocked her side the head, I'm like, oh no, oh no, 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 no! I was so upset. I said, okay, this is just way too far. And of course, I know Leo was like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? Don't shoot! Don't shoot! Don't shoot! But at the same time, he still, I mean, that's just, I mean, come on now, just because he he knows what Dimitri is capable of anyway. It's a come on. So I just. I just didn't like it. I didn't like any of this, them escaping and everything and just getting away with it. It's just, it's frustrating. It's confusing. And then, of course, 
I mean, they shouldn't blame Jada. I mean, because they're the ones that knocked her outside the head. So it's just, I don't know. I just kind of wish there was a way that she could have at least pressed something. I don't know if they had like a belt buckle, something like that or whatever. Like, okay, sit back up or whatever. They could trace where she is. I don't know. That would have been great. But it just, that that sucked. That entire scene, that whole Leo Dimitri situation sucked with Jada. And then with my Eric Cole babies, I love Eric Cole. They're my favorite, always will be, no matter who they're with. So I love their scenes, especially in the square and everything. You just didn't see her with Dare You, that's why. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> you know, I still like her and Eric, though. So I, they were in front of the pub, too, and I think, you know, every time they see each other, they talk about this man. He was like, you know, if you wouldn't, wouldn't have been with EJ or you wouldn't have been pregnant or whatever, would you have married him? Said no, you know. And then, of course, they had another conversation, fast forward to the pub, and, you know, he said, you know what, honestly, we'll go back and forth about this, but you know we're always going to love each other. We're always going to be in love with each other. We always are. That's just how it's going to be. And she's like, you're right. So I just, that right there, that's true soulmate. The age just really is. So with this whole baby situation and him rushing to marry Sloan because EJ and, and Nicole did, and he admitted it to her, you know, to, to Nicole, I'm just, and then, of course, as she was driving, and she had just finished the conversation with Eric. So she's back, you know, in the car driving and just, oh, you know, EJ, I love you. I'm so happy. You're the father of this baby, et cetera, et cetera. And then they swore, Leo and Leisha swerved into the lane or whatever, and it crashed. I'm just like, oh, I mean, here we go. I'm like, here we go. Let me put on the seatbelt because it's going to be a crazy long ride for my Eric Cole to get back together and find out that that is his baby. I think we were on space or whatever night, and I said, I think someone else said, I'm just happy that Eric and, and, and or Nicole does not know that, that that he's the father or whatever and hiding it, whatever. But I just didn't want that situation at all. So I'm just glad that we're just a step forward. It was just how her to get this crazy process out of the way. Sloan, she gets on my nerves. Melinda, she gets on my nerves. They need to go. This is just ridiculously horrible. And Eric, he's just so quick to just believe any and everything that Melinda has to say, but doesn't trust Nicole or whatever, or, you know, with a 10-foot pole, or with one-foot pole. It's, 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 it's crazy. But then I cannot wait to see him grovel when he finds everything else Sloan has done. So I'm just excited. I'm just excited for Eric Cole to reunite and raise their baby together. That's all I've ever wanted for them. So let's just get this show on the road. I'm ready for the ride. Let's just get this crap over with, we're crying out loud. Tia, did Nicole uh, try to throw herself off the roof like Chloe did for Daniel? No, she didn't go that extreme, but I can tell you one thing. I hope my soulmate is that person who don't appreciate me for who I am fully, but you know, everyone has different soulmates in life. Uh, I pray that's not um, what I have received, but you know, very like I said, we we all got different soulmates we don't pull with. But um mm-hmm. next up mm-hmm. we got <laughs> the last story of the day, which is interesting. Lee man, Lee Shin, it was nice to see you around for such a long time. I don't know why you had to go this way. But Gat Stefan walks in on Gabby yeah, holding a knife on on under well, holding a knife that she took out of Lee Shin's body. I mean, I, I haven't done any crime scene, I guess, since I like criminal justice. That's one of the things I know not to do. If I walk into the crime scene, I know not to touch. Oh, hold on. Let me not say nothing. I don't want to help any criminals out. So I just keep my information to myself. So um, I would just say I know certain things 
what not to do in the crime scene. Gabby did everything wrong. So pretty much they over here talking, and she he's like, why would you do something like this? This is what Stephanie said, and she said, I promise I didn't do anything. And it took him, like, what, five seconds, and he believed her. He said, okay, I believe you. But unfortunately, while these fools are sitting over here, Wendy, ah, she comes in like, what the heck is going on here? And that's exactly how she screamed. And I said, Wendy, um, yeah, too much has happened here. So she pretty much automatically believed that it's kind of a Gabby who uh, committed this crime and she's pissed off. Harris later comes in, who's been like the deputy or whatever, the commission, whatever he's working on, the officer for what, five seconds. Stephen told him about himself and said, who the heck are you to come up in here arresting anybody? You just got your badge. Are you serious? So he said, I'm just kind of doing my job. And he said, it's looking a little suspicious of what went down. So she's pretty much taken to the station. And, you know, Rafe is in a difficult situation. And he's telling, and I like it as a brother. He looked like he instantly believed her too. He like, I believed you. And they, I like that we got Stabby who said, are we sure that Lee shouldn't have laying there? And I said, thank you so much for saying that. Because <laughs> they like the DT fake his own death? And then they said, well, wait a minute. Is that really him? And they said, well, we have seen crazy things in this this city. I said, it's about time we really mentioned the crazy nonsense we've seen, even masks. Like, we've seen some crazy stuff. And then Rafe saying, do you think that he could have framed you for his own murder? So at this point, I'm gathering that the people who believe in Gabby believe this is Lee Shin who's doing this to frame her and that they pushed and Stabby pushed him over the edge. Okay. So now, on the other end, so we got Wendy right now, Tripsy, and don't know which way to go. She just wants to bring Gabby down. Lee is like, I can't believe it. You didn't let my brother be, and all that, and look at what happened. Then we got Pauline on the other end, who's over there arguing with Melinda Trask. She said, what a terrible person she is, pretty much said, you have done nothing at your, at your job. And I said, you know what that is, too, because she said, I, I know how to prosecute people. She said, you didn't prosecute, you never prosecuted anyone. I wanted you to take down Lee Shin, and you couldn't even do that right. She went in on Melinda Trask, and I said, you know what, Paulina, I 100% agree with you, and I love that we got Paulina being the way she started on this show, because I understand we have the relationship with Abe, but I sort of believe it tamed her a lot to the point we didn't really get to see Pornina be sort of as ruthless as she was when she first came in. So I love that we get in there. And then she said, then, you know, Melinda's like, I don't think you're going to find another DA. Well, I'm not happy for her. She goes straight to EJ and say, hey, I have a new job here, you know, as a commissioner DA. And at first, EJ's like, no, nah, I don't want that job. But then she kind of said, you know, you're looking for something that could be a perfect situation. He got the job, but then uh, too bad for Stabby. He said his first job is going to be taking them down, and now they know they are screwed, that now he is the DA. Then we have another one, which we all could say, which was weird. EJ, uh, Belle's last scene. She is now Gabby's lawyer, and her and EJ, EJ and Bell have this little tick for tack as to how they're going to go about things. And she said, okay, well, you know they didn't do this crime. You need to stop trying to prosecute them. Please stop this. Gabby also got sent away this week. They got sent, I believe, the same day. She's crying, saying, please, I, I can't believe this is going to happen. I can't go to jail again for a crime I didn't commit. She calls Ariana on the phone, and it's just she's just breaking down. Like, I cannot believe. I'm going to go to jail yet again for something I didn't commit. So I'll start on this one. I would say I understand that Wendy is the victim. I don't even want to say the victim. And I I know she's speaking in grief. And I usually could take that out of the way of my feelings. But when she was crying and complaining, 
I didn't feel zero sense. I, I, I didn't feel anything. I said, okay, so are we going to do something else? I didn't care. And then when she went at Jada, she said, oh, so are you not going to go against Gabby because you sleeping with the rape or something like that? So, oh, my God, Wendy has lost her mind. But I said, okay, this is clearly going to be a real – see, this is a difficult storyline because we got, I'm assuming it's going to be a who killed Lee storyline, but we unless it's some secret revealed, we know – we won't see Gabby on screen for less what the next eight months. Bell also, I, I kind of feel like just to defend Ron a little bit in this situation for me, it felt like Ron wrote this episode, and then the next episode they said, "Hey Ron, you know these two people are not on the show no more." Because the way Bell ended it, it literally looked like, "Oh, we're about to see EJ versus Bell. This is going to be good." That's her last right. Episode. I, like I, I am, I I don't get like to me. I know people saying Gabby's exit is. I agree. Her exit is bad because she's going to jail for a crime she has not committed yet again. But I felt that was more closure than Belle. Belle seen as like I'm talking to a friend in the park, and as a matter of fact, she's like the character and, and that had goes upstairs, and you never see her walk downstairs again. That, right. That's what that is. So I'm like, I'm like, wait a right. minute. And like, people say this is her last episode. I said, how? How is she literally talking to him? Like, I'm going to go against you unless they did a secret recast. This story makes zero sense. It just doesn't. And it's unfortunate because I do love the story potential we could get here. And again, I love that her last scene was with EJ. I, I, those two just got chemistry. Me too. I'm, sorry for, I'm sorry for the EJ and the Kofi and the EJ and Sammy fans. Yeah, really, with this really virgin of EJ, with Dan's virgin, not Dan, with Dan virgin, Belle has the most chemistry with him. And it's just like, why do we ruin this couple? I don't quite understand. Even when they mm-hmm. open to argue and not like it. And God, for y'all people who watched them mm-hmm. this day's interview that came out today, Martha Madison is team EJ and Belle too. She oh my God, I knew she was going to do this. She did explain. She did explain. Yep. Let me let to help people out here. There was a question, like obviously she, you know, she was talking about, you know, if if she had to pick, you know, Sean, you know, stuff like that. And she did break it down. She does, you know, like the most of us. But I think she was trying to also be polite about it. She kind of like wishes him. there was more for EJ and Bell, especially the been. Sammy, the Sammy, the Sammy part of it. But she also said about Sean and Bell, which we've talked about too. And yes, to the Bell we and and no, because she said about the damage and all that stuff. And with, you need to watch that interview. And for those who are Bell and Philip fans, depends with Philip. Yep. I mean, tell you, don't give it all too much. Like Tim would be that girl. Like if you like like Tim, Carrie, you want to go see a movie? Tia comes in like, girl, let me tell you about the end of the movie. No, <laughs> you know, I'm not that person that goes to a movie that none of us that none of us watch. But I will say this. To me, I, I, I will say, I, I just don't think, I think they closing, especially bells, literally make no sense. And this is where I am going to defend Ron. I am going to assume, I could be wrong. If I'm told wrong, I'd be like, well, I was wrong. I'm having an issue. Someone said, Ron, you have these actors out and he's going to give them an ending like this, especially Belle, because her ending is more like she went upstairs and we're not going to hear from the character again. But I'm going to let Kim go first on these stories. Gabby going to jail for a crime she didn't commit yet again. We have the EJ Bell stuff. EJ is also the new DA because uh, appointed by Paulina. So what do you feel about all of this? Um, so, it was so good seeing EJ and Bell together. It was. Um, 
I was extremely happy because I am an EJL fan. And that just actually made my day. It made this episode for me in regards to those mm-hmm. things, the storyline. Um, so I thought that was great. Um, with him being uh, the the assistant DA, I was glad. I loved the scenes that he had, the conversation he had with Paulina. That was awesome. It was funny. She was like, you know, we're technically family. You know, my daughter, your son. It was just hilarious. You know, and we all know that Paulina is a huge Janelle fan too. So and so was EJ though. So that was really cute and everything. So. I'm just looking forward to it. It was just so funny seeing AJ. He was just like, oh, I cannot wait to take you down, Gabby. So that was just good. He is definitely going to be a good assistant DA. He's going to just, uh, he's going to kill it. I'm just, I'm just excited for this and looking forward to it. But at the same time, oh, uh, this kind these, these, these scenes made this, this last week made me a little upset again, because I know it was both of their, their exits, you know, Martha and Camilla. So, when Camilla went off to prison, they, they you know, escorted her off the set. I was like, oh, like, I felt nothing, only because I knew what was going to happen, or I knew not what was going to happen, but that she was, it was going to be her, her, her last episode, rather. And that makes me upset, because it's like, okay, now what? Like, can you guys just renegotiate? I don't know. There's something. This is crazy. And then, of course, with Thel. I was like, wait a second. Okay, I thought she was like, wait a second. What's happening? Is, is she staying? Did they renegotiate? I was just all about negotiations last week. I was like, what happened? Did I? I was like, maybe I'll just wait to see if they get it's part of the announcements on Soul Party. But unfortunately, that wasn't. So that leads me to believe that there wasn't any negotiations. So I'm upset because I'm still hoping that they continue to do their negotiations and bring them back on or something. Recast, whatever. This is just, I don't like any of their exits. And I didn't shed one here at all for Camilla. I mean, not for Camilla, for um, Gabby at all. I mean, of course, I hate that she's going to jail for something that she didn't do, obviously. But this is just going to get really interesting because, and I, the one I, the thing I hated most and that I almost teared up with because it was so sweet was her conversation with her daughter, you know, with Ariana. And they tell you, yeah, I said, hi. And, no, mommy, no, she's got to go back here. And this is, uh, that was just really sad. That was really heartbreaking to hear that conversation with her daughter. Um, and so I don't know where they're going to go with this. That's what I'm saying, either recast or something or negotiate. I don't know, but this has got to continue on. Like, don't do stabby like this. I'm just so heartbroken, y'all. And then with Belle, I was like, y'all got to bring up – I need to see her comfort EJ through all of this when he finds out the truth about Nicole and Eric. I mean, I just do. I need Belle to be there to pick up the pieces. This is just, this is too much. I'm upset, y'all. I hate it. And then with this whole Lee and Wendy thing, I, it's just curious. I'm curious to find out who did it. I mean, and I was like, okay, I know Lee couldn't did he stab his own self in the back. I don't know. I mean, I just, it's, I know he definitely wanted revenge. So I wouldn't put it past. It would be horrible to, you know, find out that he did. I don't know, though. So that's going to be interesting to find out. I know Wendy, you know, I didn't feel any tears or anything for her either. But at the same time, I just, ugh, I just want to know who did it now. Or I don't know. So that's going to be interesting as well, too. But other than that, uh, bring them back or something or recast. Because this is preposterous. Candace. Martha and Camilla, we're going to miss you on Days of Our Lives. I hated the way that they, they were written out. This is where I don't care what anybody says, that behind-the-scenes stuff like budget cuts and 
some other people's um, decisions affects a storyline. Um, with EJ being DA, at first I was like, you know, if, if, if somebody was still staying on the show, they probably would have asked Bell to be the DA. But EJ being a DA, it's going to be interesting because he gets to work with other people. He won't be isolated. But at the same time, I'm like, y'all pick EJ. Like, you know he has a vendetta on certain people. Obviously, Stabby was the first first of his many victims um, that he's going to try to. Hopefully, EJ, you don't abuse your power, but I have a feeling you're going to abuse your power. Gabby. Screw this. Really, Dave? Y'all really did this to that girl? You really wrote this for her exit that she has to go back to jail. You could have at least, for me, okay, she may or may not have stabbed this man. Stefan, we got to get you out of here. You want to, where, where is, uh, where is they at? Where is uh, Will and them at? Saudi Arabia, Argentina, where are they at? I forgot. New Zealand, they're in New Zealand. New Zealand. They're in New Zealand. Thank you. Because, yeah, yeah. Claire and Allie and all of them down there, apparently. Right. You can't go to Africa, right. go to New Zealand. So I'm right. like thinking maybe, you know, there's a scene where Gabby, you know, is being escorted and something happens. Like, Race made a decision where he's like, go. And have Gabby at least be with her daughter instead of going back to jail. I just felt as though. That was some bullshit. I'm sorry. All right, if you're going to set up who who did this to Lee, because Lee was like, Gabby. My thing is, okay, I do need a flip, because I have a feeling that Lee, that something happened, and obviously Gabby is being framed. I'm going to be honest, though, real talk, I'm looking at her main love as a suspect, because I got to go back to something Vivian said. When Vivian, when, remember when Vivian Besides Dimitri, she automatically, you know what, Dave, you're going to have Vivian did it. Because remember, Vivian was real quick to say, Gabby did it, Gabby did it, Gabby shot him. Like, I just, obviously we all know Gabby was set up. And Dave, I hope, I hope you thought this through considering all the, okay, Wendy. First and foremost, Victoria Grace, I saw your post. She was yelling at a dummy, you guys. I don't know if y'all saw it, but she wasn't really yelling at it. She was doing all those things, and it was a dummy on the floor. I can see them trying to make this her character turning point where she's going to be a bitch, and she's going to avenge her brother's death, or she's going to do something to spice up the character. I feel bad because she is, she's on her own now, unless you bring her father on. So, on one end, I'm not too keen about this because I'm sorry, behind-the-scenes stuff does play in part of this. This is, I mean, it's real talk. But, um, you know, I'm hopeful that maybe next summer when somebody's stuff is off the show, that they can come back. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, a question. What was, what was, uh... See, to me, I, I feel Lee's making his death make a little bit more sense. What was the point of the bad story we found out about the girlfriend? What, what was the reason for us to find that out? Right. Filter. Filter. Right. Right. Filter. Filter. Exactly. Filter. 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 Filter.
that's a real dark past that we we didn't need to no, know. No, but what I'm saying is no. But listen to what listen to what I'm saying. It in the be okay. Then why not tell us in the beginning? Why tell us now before he gets he he dies? What was the point of like okay? You tell us the story, right? And then it's like you see Lee because remember in the last two weeks, to me they've been trying to get that sympathy for Lee. Like he, you know. Yeah, he was really in love with, with Gabby. He really was that person, and then he became that person, and now it's sort of like he was being redeemed or, or, or whatnot, and then he dies. He dead. Kick him, he's done. Kick it. Lee, you all right? You good? It was Walter. So you actually, Walter. Do you actually truly believe he's dead is my question. Do you really believe that was him? I mean, I don't want nobody to be in a mask. I do. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I feel as though I feel as though it would be mm-hmm, karma if he is dead. If he's not mm-hmm. dead, but see, this is the thing. I'm going to do it. Rest past here. If he's not dead and he's faking it, okay, he's doing this to get back at F1. But again, you're going to need somebody to be there, to be, like, when they tell this person, oh, Lee's alive, I I went to jail for this. I, I, by the way, wait a minute. Just get, wait, wait, wait. I, had to, I need a legal expert. Constantly speaking, did Gabby have to go to, back to prison? Well, we're not going to remember. I think, I think it said that EJ was a DA, so he wasn't even allowing so he's gonna he's pretty much taking advantage of his power. He's not even allowing bail or anything. That's what he's not allowing. No, but he's I'm not. saying because Gabby because Gabby Gabby was in jail for something she didn't do. Correct. And now she's back in jail for something. Well, never mind. Because they don't know she didn't if she did it or not. Because she pulled out the she touched the knife. Damn, Gabby. Damn it. Yeah, well, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with you on this. So this is going to be interesting because twice she's going to jail, and I think the worst thing about it is we know at least until we told her otherwise, we won't see her pretty much for eight months. So she's going to be chilling in there for a long I time. I want to know so. where you get this eight months from. I, I go eight months because I'm assuming they're six months out, and we haven't heard anything about a return. So that's why I'm doing two more months <laughs> after that. that. That just makes a lot of sense. I was wondering that. Quick, we just that's why I wanted I, I wanted you to say that because you know. Social media is very crazy. They pick up on anything and everything. So we don't want to give out fake news. And, and, well, I just know, explained they, it to well, them. Team so from they so party. Yeah, team from so party. Well, 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 I, I wasn't reporting months. fake news. I just said eight months old. I don't report fake news. No, but all. I'm just saying, but, you know how they twist things. You know how social media is. I don't think they could twist my words around. I'm going to say, hey, play back that video and tell me when, when, when I said this is We got video right there. That's fake. We're audio. See? Look at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the audio won't get it quite right. <laughs> so it, and... I, I think I captured everything on days this week, correct? Yes, you did, sweetie. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, well, this is a nice surprise just before we transition to the next show. I want to say, you know, it was a devastating soap party last week. Uh, Candace was on, and I apologize to her fans because the fans two weeks prior said, this person is for sure going to be here. She had an overwhelming, I think, 60 Wait, plus. I was disappointed that I was on People here. said, wow. People said she was going to be here, and I apologize on the behalf of her fans, you know. Real-life events come up, so you can't control things. So, guys, we're going to transition to G- General Hospital first. I'm second, and, 
You know Sam is here. She didn't come here last week, but she's here this week, and we're going to put another poll up and hope that could guilt her like into coming next that, week. You know? I, we apologize on the behalf of her fans who were sad and heartbroken. I know. She was there, was probably pl- there was probably plenty that were brokenhearted, <laughs> and there was probably plenty that were like, thank God that loud, that loud mouth <laughs> isn't here. I don't think anyone's saying that. It was devastation. I apologize for the Yeah, it was just the Michael and Willow fans. They just were glad I wasn't here. <laughs> All one of them. <laughs> These fans is uh, too. <laughs> what? I, I actually do know one of them, believe it or not. Oh, and there was probably oh, a couple Kim of Kim is not um, one anymore. No, no, not Liz, Kim. The no Liz fans. Liz Finn, Fliz, Niz. What's your name again? I, th- I don't know which one. They Finn, Lizzie, or Fizz. I, I don't know. Fizz. Oh, I don't even like Fizz. I don't even get they Finn lost Lizzie. their Fizz. Fizz, I need alcohol so when I look at them, so it's appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> flop, flop, Fizz, Fizz. <laughs> okay, so this week in Port Charles is kind of spicy. I mean, we got Anna shooting kids. We got. We got. <laughs> sorry, I can't ever say this without laughing. Ned. Eddie, Ned, floating around in the lake. It's just a lake, right? Or is that the uh, is that a river that's in the on the quarter main property? Anyway, um, we had trick or treaters dressed up in all of the ABC slash Disney properties um, costumes. We had the Star Wars franchise repping. We had Alice in Wonderland. What else do we have? We had a bunch. Anyway, and Drew, Drew is free. I thought maybe Carly was dreaming at first, but apparently, no, he was really free. I must have missed something somewhere along the way where, but. And we have um, some drama in Sprina Land. So let's get on with it. I think I'm going to start. With little Shar Shar. Oh, Shar Shar. Mm-hmm. Grandpa, Grandpa Victor really messed your brain up. Found out this mm-hmm. re- week the reason she's been stalking Anna is because she's trying to protect her father, which we kind of knew already, from Anna. She thinks Anna's going to either kill her father or have him sent to jail. It's her job to protect her father. So she's been stalking. Anna and setting fire to shit. And, well, we don't know for sure she's set the fire yet, but um, she uh, went over to Anna's. At, I think that must have happened last Friday, right? Because I watched a lot of episodes, so I may be blurring things. But she went over in her her little tarot card, whatever costume. Anna couldn't see her face because it was dark thought the person had a gun, so she shot them. And it was little Sharshar. Little Sharshar. 15-year-old little baby. Psycho little girl. And, of course, Anna is devastated. But not as devastated as when she found out that Valentine already knew his daughter was a little psycho. I mean, stalker. I mean, troubled youth. She slapped him, but good. She really did. She slapped him. Woo! Never going to forgive him for that, she says. 
she wanted to go in and talk to Charlotte, but Laura's like, no, she's afraid of you. Mm, yeah, Which I still think Charlotte's playing them all. But anyway, um, so uh, what's pretty dramatic there. Um, what do you guys all think? Do you guys uh, do you think Charlotte's um, really been brainwashed by Victor, or do you think there's something else going on there with little Charlotte's brain? Um. I'm going to start first with uh, Laura. I, I don't know what has happened literally this past month. She's just becoming one of those unwatchable characters, which is sad for me to say because, you know, Jeannie is General Hospital, but Laura for the past month has not been. She's been terrible to watch. I mean, Jen, you coming out the, the room at the end of the episode, she's scared of you. I said, wait a minute, you're you going to lower your tone just a little bit. You know what's going on here. So I'm just having, I, I don't, it's just the way she's coming off with a lot of stuff. I'm just sort of, she's just aggravating me. The way I feel about her is the way a person on this phone feel about Miss Marlena Evans. I just, I can't just take Laura at this point. So first she, I, I just don't care. Um, when it comes to Dante and are you talking about the whole storyline, by the way, because I am about to get into it or just Charlotte, by the way. No, just go ahead. Whatever you want. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. And then when it came to like the investigation of or, or what Anna did, I like that Dante, Mac, Robert, Jordan all came together to figure out the truth. But I like that Jordan pretty much said, we are all connected to Anna. So we kind of need an outside person. I kind of agree because Anyone looking in the outside would be like, they just trying to help their friend. I don't buy any of this. So I do think they're going to have to need an objective person for this case here. When it comes to your mm-hmm. question with Charlotte, unfortunately, I do believe her because of what the audience has seen. We read the notes. We've seen the, the stuff he's implanting in her head that this is what Anna is going to do, you know, what Anna is going to do to Victor. So we keep seeing it. So based on what we've seen, I do believe it. I'm just not sure how much I believe the... She shot me, you know, and see, the issue is because you know she's lying. Even with Valentine, when he hears her, when he moves here her speak, he's like, every word she's saying is a lie because she's pretending she didn't mean to sabotage that house. She's saying, oh, I was a good lady. I just wanted to leave some a note there for a oh, oh, please, y'all. See, that part is full of crap, but the victor part is not. So I would say I'm a little bit in the middle. I will say all these, these people who say, Oh, poor Shaw Shaw. She would never do something bad. I like that Dante said, you know, she wasn't always on the right side of track. Yeah, I know. I was saying, I, I was the one saying, was I watching a different show? Because I don't remember the innocent Charlotte, the Laura's and the Sam of the world seem to remember. I, I wish I, I remember that Charlotte because I saw it then, though. So that's for that case. When it comes to Valentine, he's in a tough spot. Like, this is the one I could sort of, I could understand. All right. In a point, I'm 100%. She would have never shot if she knew it was Charlotte because she would have said, wait a minute, I can't shoot this person because Charlotte might be the person that's doing mm-hmm. it. So she would have never shot the gun. So I could see from her point of view, she'd be like, I could never forgive you again. I was never going to find out the truth. I didn't know right. was doing all this to me, so I can understand her betrayal. But with Valentine, it is his daughter. Like, I think a lot of the characters would have done the same thing, even if it wasn't right for yeah. the tough situation, and, although I don't know how being a cook comes yeah. from this right now. If that had been Robin, Anna probably would have done the same thing for yes. to begin with. She might have come yep. to the conclusion to tell somebody faster, but yep. who knows? And, 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 and I got to say, I love the Sunny and uh, Anna scenes. We got a, we got a good reference to Goodbye Detective. I love, I love <laughs> So that's the part I missed because my power went out for just enough time to hiccup through that, and I never went back to find any of the – I'd heard that that might have been mentioned, but 
go ahead. And yeah, he was talking about. Yeah, he was pretty much talking about the relationship that he had with Dante before. He shot his son without knowing, and he pretty much said, "Olivia came and said you shot your own son." He literally named. He literally did he admit it the that whole he scene. shot his own son? I think he actually Anna? said it the whole word. Okay. Yeah. And I'm, I'm be honest, I don't think Anna I said that was really knew about it. Yeah, she was. She said, "Oh, I heard about that," but I guess they, she never told to Sunny about it. So it was. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed those scenes with them. It's just her and the guilt. And actually, you need that scene was good because I thought that was her Emmy real episode. Same with the whole things with Valentine when she slaps him, when she's talking about I would never get over what she did. Yep. Traumatizing for her. Like for me, Anna was amazing this week. And I could understand if she can't, let's say in the next six months, forgive Valentine. And I'm, I approve of it 100% because you put her in a difficult situation. And now she has to live with the trauma of shooting Charlotte. And this would have never happened if she knew the fact. And let's say that Charlotte is telling the truth with every, everything on her thoughts. The only thing that Anna, Valentine, and the enablers did is make Charlotte truly believe Anna's evil. Because if her brain really saying, Anna just really meant to shot me, that is what Victor implanted in her head. And now she mm-hmm. just sees Anna shooting her. So if she really believes that, then... All they did, like, if you see that end of Friday episode, you see Valentine just close his eyes like, oh, man, she thinks this. Yeah, she thinks this because now y'all done made her look even worse in Charlotte's eyes by keeping this the truth. So, yeah, I just, this was an interesting I will say, I will say, though, I do agree with you that I do believe it's all because of what Victor told her, not anything more than that. But I think Mm -hmm. the lengths that she's gone to, to try yeah. to get rid of Anna. Like she said, she just wanted her to move away, like go live with her kid or something, right? Um, but, uh-huh. but what kind of like 15-year-old mind comes up with, first of all, writing murderer is one thing, but then yep. possibly setting fire? I, I don't know if she, that's why I think we're going to find out somebody else may have set fire to the house. Mm-hmm. Because I think if she just like destroyed a few clothes, like clothing items, and wrote murderer on someone's door, that's one thing. But to go and be an arsonist as well, like that's completely psych, like not psycho, but that's like completely over the top behavior, you know. Uh-huh. Not that the other I'll things aren't, but <laughs> I think there's a difference too between trying mm-hmm. to scare someone and to trying to destroy them too. One hundred percent. Yep. Agree. Next person, anyone? We we got a whole crowd in here. I, I mean, Do I we? agree. I agree with what. Both, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. No, go ahead. Okay. Oh, I just yeah, really quick. I agree with with both of you, and these scenes were amazing, definitely. And I mean, not for her, for Finola, outstanding job. It was just, I mean, so raw and real. And she slapped him so hard, she jumped up almost tripped and then she yeah. came back and did a backhand slap on his yeah. arm. I said, he deserved yeah. everything. You know? And I mean I absolutely loved it. And when she said, Do you understand that I will never ever forget this? I have to live with this that I shot a child. Like you do not understand, you know. So, you know, mm-hmm. she has every right to, to not forgive him for a long time. And this is just something that Valentine, I mean, honestly, I hate to, it, 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 all of this is Valentine's fault. He made it, he, he 
let it get so far. And he, oh, I wanted to protect her and I wanted to do this and I wanted to, maybe she'll get right. No, it, something like that is serious. Just because you move her in, you know, with you and you have your own house with her and that's not going to solve that problem. You know, it's more bigger issues and he knows exactly. Victor, come on now. Like you can't put two and two together. I mean, Hey, you know what? Maybe she's getting some outside fours or something, you know, it's just, it's, it's unfortunate. It's insane. And I really do believe that of course, it's from all what Victor said or whatever, we just continue to do this and lie and say, Oh no, she meant to shot and shoot me and all this and that. Oh, this is just, it's making it worse. But at the same time, uh, I almost said Vanna, Anna is actually innocent because like she kept saying, I did not know that was her. I did not know. I just saw an intruder and I've been, someone's been trying to kill me all along anyway. So what the heck are you supposed to do? You know? And then also, like she told Valentine, if you would have told me it was Charlotte, I never, never would have pulled the trick. I never would have pulled a gun out. That's just ridiculous. So, Oh, I, again, just, I mean, I, this was just from amazing performance from Vanola, and I just can't wait to find out what's going to happen next. I do love her friendship with Sonny. I really, really do. And the fact that she just trusts him and everything, they can have those conversations or whatever. I appreciate that a lot. I respect and appreciate that. So, I mean, we'll see what happens, but she, he deserved that slap, and I'm got, glad she walked out and so said she'll never forgive him because this is just, it's, it's an insane and out of control. So, yeah, they, they was really interesting, really, really good scenes. The guilt on Anna's face, first of all, is like when, when she realized that she shot a child. And this is and this is interesting because I looked at that scene a couple of times. It was the fear that, like, but no, she does. <sighs> Again, I agree, next year, Emmy real, point blank, period. But it's something with the facial expression, like her eyes. The, real, the reality of what she did hit her in that moment. I love the fact that, yeah, everybody, and I think it was, was it this week that Sonny brought up the Dante shooting? What was that last Correct, week? Correct, yep. It was this week. I was like, I was like, did GH whoever is writing this? How are y'all connecting this? Like, okay, because Sonny meant to do that. Like, and then, yeah, I guess, I guess the logic was. After yeah, he did on purpose. <laughs> Yeah, I guess after when Olivia had said, Sonny, you shot your son, I guess that's when he had that moment that, like, you know, I don't, well, I don't even know how it really You shot your own son. <laughs> like, you well, shot your son. You should have told him that before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I still remember. That happened on Good Friday. Lord. Okay, but I'm still trying to connect it. But, again, the Sonny and Anna friendship is something that I never knew that I really kind of was invested in. Considering Sonny's, I mean, Robin is like his little sister. So, you know, I was always, but anyway, back to mm-hmm. this. Charlotte, first and foremost, this is what happened. We, we, t- we, just, we said this last time to you. You shouldn't have went in that house. I also think it's somebody else who set the house on fire. <clears throat> and D.H., don't try to tell me because I saw men's shoes. So I'm just saying. Down well, I'm. Which I'm still trying to. I don't. I'm still trying to figure out how much of this Jake knows about because he's obviously he knew to go to Anna's apartment to look for Charlotte, that's right? True. So and, that's not he, and I wonder if they're going to connect the fact that what happened to him on Casada Island is going to be brought up in this story. But do you know why I don't think so? Because his testimony was the reason they found out it was Charlotte. Because remember, they said he's the one who says 
that Charlotte told him about the keys. If he was like in cahoots with this, he would have never meant actually had told the truth. By him saying that, you that know, is what you everyone. You don't know what people can say when you're brainwashed, though. I, I don't. I think like I think he literally doesn't know how crazy this lady is. That's why he was honest. You're not an honest. You're not gonna be honest if you. <laughs> like that's all I'm saying. I don't know. I I mean, Sam, I'm I'm gonna be honest. I'm kind of with Sam because I don't because obviously there. Okay, I feel as though Jake has something to do in this story arc, other than you know getting ice cream and singing happy days and all that stuff. And and knowing what? that, well, you know, they, they wouldn't got ice cream. Remember, that's how we found out that they were, you know, together. They had ice cream yeah, and, go ahead. you know, the, the moon and the stars and the rainbows. I, I don't know. I'm going to be honest. I don't know, but I'm kind of, I'm like, okay, Jake does have some kind of placement. I just don't know where. Um, let me see what else. I would like to see it where he's just the person who knows what she's doing but doesn't want to tell anyone, but he's not actually participating in it maybe. Or we'll see some flashbacks to whatever he knows. I hope they don't just gloss over the fact that he kind of knows what's going on. If he's anything like his daddy, they ain't going to get a syllable out of him. Jesus. That's for sure. Oh, you know what I really liked, though, was when Maxie said, um, Maxie, because Georgie was there when they were trick-or-treating, and Aiden, Jake. No, not Aiden, sorry, Danny and Jake. Yeah, Aiden, you know we don't see Aiden. And so what I thought was cute was, like, Maxie's like, yeah, you know, all the kids are traumatized. But Elizabeth and Sam and I have a a text chain going, and I was like, uh, do you guys talk about how y'all slept with Lucky, too? Like, I just I just want to know what... Uh, but who would have thought it back in the day that these three would be mother all mothering together like the <laughs> text change? <laughs> <laughs> uh, times change. Yeah. That is true. They all have lucky in common. <laughs> yeah. Woo! Yes, they do. Uh-huh. Um, but no, I just for me, I was just I'm just I was like, as Valentine, honey, you bought this on yourself. I hope you know that. When Anna slept, first of all, Fanola is what, five, what, five, four, five, five, maybe, right? I don't know. And James, James has to be six, one. Let me tell you, I saw that hand grow. It was like. She jumped. She what? jumped into it. I was like, I felt that. I was like, damn, like, and then, because Nella, you had that comment. I don't know why you thought. I mean, I get it. You're trying to protect the child. I don't necessarily. I, I just want to play devil's advocate. I don't necessarily think what he did was unforgivable, because mm-hmm. I think if you stop and you realize why he did it, he wasn't trying to protect himself. He was trying, trying yeah. to protect his daughter. And a lot That's of people do a lot worse than Most that. To try to protect thing, their children. Yeah. He just Ooh, didn't yeah. tell her. And I think That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think in the moment it is unforgivable. Like. To her now, I think it's something you could forgive. My question: Look at all the stuff Ava did for Peter August, right? Like all to this old. Look at how much she did about that. She lied for Peter. Yeah, she did a lot of it. He's worse. She did it for years, and that's why she like set the house on fire. To be honest, well, actually, you know what? If you think about it, the stuff she did with Peter, she when she gets her head on straight, she should technically understand it. 
because of the stuff she's she's done to protect that man before he died for years. Because I really want Anna. Yeah, I really like the pairing of Anna and Valentine. I, you know, kind of fell off the wagon for a while, or the tr- <laughs> fell off the ship for a while because it was just taking so long. But I just don't think this is something that will keep them apart forever necessarily. But they're going to have to work through all of Charlotte's trauma now. All her. They're going to have to deprogram that little madam. Hi, Daphne. Just a little bit. Because, yeah, after she's, after this is all said and done and Charlotte gets some therapy and whatnot, I think Anna will forgive him. But in the heat of the moment, you sit mm-hmm. there and you let me be afraid. You sit there and let me obsess. You sit there and let me wonder. You sit there and you watch me basically fall apart with all of this stuff and you knew and you didn't say a word. You didn't even give me a clue of what was going on. So in the heat of the moment, I, I said, you know what, I'm going to be one of those people that's going to say, look, look, let me go to my Bible and turn the other cheek because um, Valentine should have turned the other cheek so she could swat him again um, so she could get both cheeks and, and, and slug him. Now, I'm going to say this. Charlotte says, y'all going to have to stop calling me Shawshar because Shawshar is a penalty. And as Spencer used to say, they're not counties anymore. So y'all going to have to start calling her by her full government name of Charlotte because this little girl is entitled. She is entitled. And for the people who's going around saying, well, we don't know about Charlotte. And Charlotte, she's this. Did anybody remember she was over there brutally bullying her own cousin? Her own yeah. cousin, who who is her, who is her family, and she was just laying into him. So I'm like, mm, okay, um, Charlotte doesn't get Kim cares, but I tell you who should get the Kim cares. <laughs> Thank you, Kim. And not a second runner up either. Yeah, I hope mm-hmm. Kim that that Anna got your Kim cares because for the whole week. Anna, oh, Anna was on that sympathy. Don't worry, she's going to give me some muted for you. Yeah. Technical oh. difficulty. She, she, she did. She got my own message. She got my own message. Okay. The, 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 I don't think that we get to choose Kim that cares. I'm trust me, Sam. I know exactly. Let me help Sam out. Sam, I'm gonna say this: when you find out who got Kim cares, you're gonna want to disqualify yourself. You're gonna want to get yourself disconnected from this phone line. That's what you're gonna feel after this. Yeah. I, I was. You don't even watch the show. You do not watch the show, and you're gonna say, "What the hell?" Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not a big. I'll get a spoiler alert. Don't tease that girl. Don't just. <laughs> I think that the thing is is that Anna does, has every right to be upset. She has every right to be mad no matter what she's done in the past. She has every right to be pissed off. However, I think she'll have to come have a come to Jesus moment when she realizes how she's done a lot of this same shit and we won't even get into the Peter well, shit because we could be here all day. But I think she has every right to be pissed off. I'm talking about 
I'm not even talking about the stuff that Anna's done. No, we was I'm saying I was sympathetic with Anna. And you guys know I always feel like I've been let down by Anna. Everybody talks about Anna, she's secret agent woman. Anna can take a piece of hair and figure out who did it from nineteen seventy two. And I feel like when I started watching it and maybe that was with the him who we're not gonna talk about, I always felt like Anna the they they, they let me down with Anna. Because I didn't get to, I don't see, didn't see secret agent woman with two secret agencies and Anna for that. So that's why I'm saying Anna kind of broke me a little bit. Now, I'm also going to say I love the Sonny and Anna dynamic. I love that friendship. See, this is going to show you where you can have that friendship as a buddy and a friend, and there not be one lick of sexual attraction to that. Now, I'm also going to say this, because everybody who seems to be on Twitter was ticked off and upset with Liz. Now, I'm going to say this. I don't, well, because they were saying Liz should not have been talking about Anna. Liz should not have been saying about Anna is wrong. And why oh, Anna and carrying the gun around. Yeah, yeah, but my right. point is, you got somebody, when you, when you were super spy and you got somebody shooting at you, you got somebody burning in your house, you got somebody putting murder and all of this stuff, I don't have a reason for her not to have a gun. And I'm going to say I didn't have, I did not have an issue with Liz because at this point, Liz does not know all of the facts that's going on. All Liz knows is because of this, you know, she's got a kid who's going to have some issues because of all of this. And as a parent, I would be questioning until I got the facts. I kind of would be questioning some of the issues and things, well, why would Anna, why would Anna have a gun or why wouldn't she do this? But see, Liz doesn't know what we, the audience, saw. We see Charlotte in her house. Charlotte is in the dark. Now, my question is, this in the dark. Charlotte is over there because her flashlight won't come on. She's shaking the flashlight. So there's one of those things where it's just spear the moment. Now, I'm going to say about Dante. I love Dante Falconeri because he's coming at this and approaching this with logic. He's he's over here asking the question, well, what the heck is Charlotte doing at Anna's house? How did she get in? I don't, unless you're going to have, what is it, Aiden or Jake or whichever the kid is, I can never keep um, Liz's kid straight. Unless, see, I could see that that kid is still brainwashed by Helena and Charlotte kind of knows, and she may be, and that's why I mean they see the man's shoes, that she could be getting um, with that kid to help her. I, I don't know. But I was just, to me, this is one of the storylines on GH that's sort of keeping me. Now, I'm going to say this, and this is going to be my last comment. I am ranking Laura Spencer, um, whatever Laura Spencer's new last name is, um, Kevin Chamberlain. I'm going to put her up into the no. uh, upper echelon with mm. Dr. Marlena Evans and Nikki Newman. Because you're sitting there and you know all of this stuff is going on and you're not saying anything. You over there, well, we go help you. Well, we go find Anna. We go do this. No, um, excuse me, you need to go back and somebody needs, Cyrus needs to institute another recall because I want to know what is Mar- what is um what is Laura doing as mayor because she ain't in town. She over there searching for her son. She over here doing this. She over here trying to keep Esme. So um no, I got to put Laura into that category with Marlena and Nikki Newman. 
all I'm going to say about Laura is um, there were two Lauras for me this week. There was a there was a Laura I was annoyed with and a Laura I was not annoyed with, but I was right. And the one I was annoyed with has to do with Esme. The one I wasn't annoyed with had to do with this because I think she was very fair to to Anna. Every time she talked about what Anna what happened, she was very fair. It was just she just didn't want Anna to go into that room at that moment. So she had to put on her grandma voice. And that's all there was to it. And I don't think I don't think that Laura blames Anna for any of it. I don't think it's up to Anna to protect Charlotte from from or to protect um any of them from anything to have tried to stop Charlotte from doing whatever she was doing. And yeah, she knew what was going on, but she didn't believe Valentine when he told her. He didn't think it was true. She still didn't think it was true. And to me, it's like Laura has every right to stand out there and say, no, you cannot go in there because she's scared of you right now. And um, the and the Laura that I'm super pissed off with is the one who's, who's telling Esme, oh, I'll help you pay rent. I'm sorry. That... Th- that's another we'll get to that in a minute but that's the one I'm like I must have missed something because I'm like uh why are you gonna help her pay rent you're just gonna piss off your grandson anyway I digress um but um as a whole on this story it's been really kind of good because I've been one day we didn't see any of it and I was like get back to the good stuff I'm tired I don't need to see this other stuff so um although there was some good stuff (sighs) Um, I just want to say that I'm team Anna all the way. I think that Valentin, although may have been protecting his daughter, he put his daughter in danger. And he's, I would say, 100% responsible for what happened. Um, because if anybody was to, you know, come home and see a dark shadow with an mm. object in their hand, and they have a weapon in their hand, unfortunately, they're going to have to defend themselves. So then they're right. going to have to shoot first or ask questions later. So unfortunately, for Charlotte, she was shot. So Valentin's at fault, and um, he should warn Anna about what's going on. So he is on himself to blame for what happened. And I'm seeing Anna all the way. That slap wasn't enough. She should have kicked him in the groin because, you know, he he set this all into motion. <laughs> <laughs> a little groin kicking in the afternoon. I love it. Um, and oh, and then the thing about Liz, I didn't know people on social. I didn't know all the people on Twitter were upset about it. But um, I was. I think what they were doing was they were showing different perspectives from different people. Like in that room, like you said, it was really good. They had Robert and Jordan and Dante and whoever in there talking. Sorry, Robert, talking about you know well you know, some of the legal aspects of it as well. And then you had, you know, the, the parents of the other kids who were out that night. And then Liz has got a very good point. If it was anybody but Anna, like, she doesn't know what Anna's been through. But, yeah, why is somebody carrying a gun around on Halloween? You know, there's too many things that could go wrong with that scenario. But you're right. She didn't know the whole story. But I still, that doesn't necessarily mean she'll change her opinion. So, um, I think it's all right to, to wonder why people are carrying guns around. So, anyway, um, Jay, did you have anything else to add? No, I agree. Yeah. Liz was talking, you know, talking about from a parent standpoint, she has no idea what's really going on. So, I understand where yeah. Liz was coming from. Yeah. 
and uh, medical people are going to tend to think a little bit along those lines too, because they see so many bad things on Halloween, you know? Um, so uh, anyway, uh, Halloween was also the night we got another spooky goblin in town because Drew got out of prison. Drew's out of prison. Michael's trying to decide if he still wants to um, keep Nina away from Willow and the kids because he's, he's sort of seeing how much Willow really is enjoying being around her mother. Uh, yeah, Drew's out of prison, and it just kind of surprised me. I thought Laura, sorry, I thought uh, Carly was just dreaming because everybody seems to be dreaming about things these days on soap operas. And um, they were all kissy face. Oh, I love you. And he went around and he said thank you to Alexis. And he went and saw Curtis. And he went and saw Sam, but Scout was asleep. I guess the kids, they'd been on enough that week. So they'd had our kid quota for the week. So the kid, um, the kid, probably, the kid probably fell asleep because he went to go see Carly first as always. So the kid was asleep by the time. He yeah, did. he didn't race over to see yeah. his daughter. No, he didn't. No. <laughs> she the kid fell asleep. No, she the daughter was on the the daughter was on the list somewhere though. Yeah, it, yeah, it was second on the list. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. He took Scout with him when he went to see Alexis. That's right. Alexis uh, <laughs> was third. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Alexis had a dilemma. Because Alexis had a dilemma as to whether or not she should report this story because yeah. how close she is to it. And Gregory, who still got the shakes from his disease, is like, you got to do what you got to do. Now, I would love for them to revisit this story where once it's all said and done, does she have an ethic to say, I nail because I, I nail have to report the correct version of what happened? I mean, if you're gonna, I would love to see that. What is her ethical dilemma? Because you know you're not going to print that child's name because she's a minor, but you're going to put Anna's name. Are you going to print an updated story once all of this is done? But we're probably not going to get that because they don't care. So is everybody excited that Drew's out of prison? I'm so excited. No, I'm not doing a cartwheel. I'm not trying to get hurt over him. Hit me up when he goes to talk to Elizabeth since he seems to be worried about her and her kids. I think she's 10 on the list. I don't think she's in the list. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right to to oh, I don't think she's on the list. Who yeah. said Bad. she's on the list? Oh. It was funny when he said, I went to Carly first, and you know who my next choice to a pick was. I said, this is so stupid. (laughs) They forget to remind you of a... They they do sometimes tend to forget to remind you of some of the connections, because did James James ever call Nina Auntie Nina? I just know that that's his, his, you know, like you, you don't always see all the connections, and you have to sit there. I get distracted sometimes. I'm like, well, that's his aunt. Is his dad? His dad is uh, the late great hubby, uh, hunky Ryan Pavey. But it, late great, Nathan. he's not dead. Nathan, oh, not wait. Ryan's still alive. Um, Hallmark. Thank you. But anyways, I, I sorry, I, I skipped over that um, whole Drew thing. So the the only intriguing thing about that now is that Michael's starting to to 
question whether or not he should tell anyone. He's trying to make it sound like, no, no, we, I definitely know it wasn't Ned. Like, it couldn't have been Ned. It wasn't Ned, but I'm not going to tell you who it really was. And so, he's, so, and Drew doesn't even care anymore. He's like, I'm home. Let's just forget it. It's in the past. We can't change what happened. But you know Carly's not going to let it rest. You know Michael's not going to let it rest. So the truth what, about what Nina did will come out eventually. Am I wrong? Mm-hmm. Well, it will, and I hope it's followed by Michael's Michael's little secret. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because maybe Harmony's telling uh, Willie, Will oh, there that uh, she shouldn't trust her husband. Oh, what? Yeah. Well, I was just saying that you got too many people who knows what Nina's done, and um, as far as Harmony telling Willow about maybe trying to tell her about Michael, I'm just trying to figure out when did Willow become, when did Harmony become like the greatest thing? I'm still kind of flipped on that. I don't, I don't get it, but okay. Well, I think that like somebody, I think Michael or someone said, well, maybe it's because you, she, I don't know who said that. Maybe it's because she hurt you so much while she was alive. I don't know. I, I may be dreaming. Maybe I had a dream about that or something, but I don't know. I don't really know. It's weird. I, I can't like explain it. Hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, um, I the way I see it is Michael will probably start to soften up a bit and just in time for Carly to find out the truth and then figure out that Michael knew and then she'll be mad at Michael. And then um, everybody will be mad at Michael. The only people that know what Michael's done are um, Willow and... Um, the bohunk um, decks. So, I mean, the, does anybody else know what Michael was trying to get Sonny sent to prison? Besides those two? Mm-mm. Oh, Jocelyn. Sorry, I forgot yep. Jocelyn. Jocelyn. Yeah. And Dex, yes, Who just Dex. Carly also knows, doesn't she? Yeah, the, 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 oh, yeah, Carly knows. But no, none of those people are going to tell Sonny. Which is why I need for all evidence right now to be pointing to Michael. I need for I need for the I need for the Nina stuff to be revealed first. And as Tia has been saying, I need for, for Sonny to have the appropriate response that everybody wants him to have. Nina Tui Tui, you know, get out, whatnot, and blah blah blah. And then I need for my it to come out of what Michael did. And then I need for Sonny to blast Michael. I need for him to blast Carly. I'm sorry. And I kind of need him to blast Jocelyn because all of them kind of, and this is only for the contained event of you knew what Michael was doing and you never told me. Or even if you didn't have an allegiance to tell me, you knew what was, you knew, you saw the outcome of what happened afterwards with the whole coffee and, you know, the whole arrest and all of that stuff. And so don't blame me 
for me getting arrested in front of your children because Michael, if Michael had done what he did with the video and all of that stuff, then none of that would have happened. So I just need for, and then I need for, for Carly to go, why, Michael, why? Why didn't you tell me? For some reason for me, I need to cut the, I need to cut the umbilical cord between Carly and Michael for a little bit. I don't know why, but I just feel like I need to cut that cord for a little bit. That would be fine with me. But I also think that if Willow finds out what Michael was keeping from her, I don't think she'll be all that mad, but um, that would be fun if she was. I don't really can't get too invest. I can't. I can't really care too much what happens to Willow in this scenario, or how she feels. I'm more concerned about Nina and Sunny. So. I just don't want Carly to say it because this is going to pre- like again. All right, the the war has to be over. The war has to come to a close with Carly and Nina. So I guess yes, you are going to have Carly be the one to snitch and try to bust up Nina and Sunny. I get it. You're going to have Carly saying she understands what Michael was doing because Carly being mad at Michael would actually be the shock of the year. I'm like, what? I... That's not true. Carly ate Michael alive when she found out what he did to Sonny, so let's be fair here. Okay, but what, but what I'm saying is, again, when I, okay, let me, let me break it down. What we uh-huh. wanted for Hollow Wedding, when we got that, we wanted it to last a longer period of time. If Carly is gets mad at Michael, let's be clear on it. She's going to have a moment where she is upset and da 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 And then she's going to sit down and she's going to have a, well, I can understand, Michael, why you did this. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's hard to compare because Sonny actually killed AJ. I know. I, everyone forgot. But... There was a death. This nobody died in this other scenario. Um, in fact, what Nina did was turn them in for stuff they did do. So she did the right thing. Well, I don't know if it's the right thing, but you know, it, legally, they did do something they weren't supposed to do. Uh-huh. Nobody died yet. Wait, Sam, are you, are you dropping something? Do you know something? Do you know something? I know nothing. I don't know anything. I just assume that sometimes people die when secrets are revealed. <laughs> what do you think, Jay? What do you think is going to happen, Jay? I think, they should all listen. I think they oh, should all listen to Drew. I think they should all listen to Drew. It's over with. It's done. Let it go. Um, I just feel like at this point, you know, he went to jail. Uh, Ma Corinthos lost, you know, her money, and she's working in in the in the in the um food industry now. Like they 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 <laughs> are paying for their mistakes, so let's just let it go and move on. I don't think we should continue with this with this bullshit. But of course, the soap opera. Like, I think Drew is right. He went to prison. He survived it. He's here. Carly is, you know, pouring coffee. Like, you know, and they still, they're still okay. So why not dwell on it? But you know how it's going to be. So 
Unfortunately, we have to expose Nina, who should just tell the goddamn truth, but she's just so Carly-ish. Like, she won't just, you know, fess up. I I was I kind of wish that Nina would just say, "All right, whatever, I did it. Now, let me see my grandchildren." Like you know, call Michael's bluff. Just 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 tell the secret of yourself, and you know, just and Michael knows, and Michael, you know, blackmailing me or whatever. I don't know. I don't care. Just I want the secret out, so it's just over with. Oh, anyone else got any opinions? Is there a Kim Cares in this scenario? No way. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> what, you didn't, no Kim way. didn't care that Drew got out of prison and, and ran straight to Carly's arms? Not at all. That was, the, ugh, that was horrible to me. Not even an ounce of Kim cared at all. Kim don't care. Not at all. Kim has no I'm even the least bit. Yeah, see I right. I fast forwarded through a lot of the Drew and Carly scene um scenes. I not gonna lie. I um fast forwarded through a lot of that because uh, no. I just kept stopping to see if she was gonna wake up from a dream or something. Um, the other thing I kind of fast forwarded through and I, it wasn't hard to fast forward through. It was these, uh, scenes. Okay. Eddie Main is, uh, or Ned Quartermain is back. He, Eddie Main dived into the water and almost drowned, but Olivia saved him. And then when he woke up after he spit up all that water out of his lungs was that he was, I, oh, I'm Ned now. I'm Ned again. And I can remember what happened while I was Eddie. And, uh, but does he remember about Nina yet? We don't know. Hmm. I fast forwarded through the water scenes because they were kind of dumb. Um, feeling very bad for the actors having to be underwater that long and probably, uh, probably got pneumonia. I'm sorry if anybody loved this, but I was just, um, I was just um, underwhelmed. Water, water took took uh, the net out, and then water took put the net back in. I am so glad. I think I said it on this on the show what last last time we was here. I said I hope this darn story is coming to an end. And Dutton see, mm, <laughs> I'm glad that part of the story is over with because not a lot of us was really. Uh, Feeling that Eddie Maine, okay? Um, shout out to Wally Kerstow because, yeah, I mean, not in your future for something. Even whether on days on GH, I don't know. That is the question. Again, I don't dislike the Eddie Maine part, like, that they've been leading up to. I just, this whole underwater um, rescue. No, baby. It, the, the, for some of us, this Eddie Maine thing, it was nice to read. It was nice to see Eddie. It was nice to, you know, get the flashbacks of, you know, Ned and Lewis, you know, no, you know, but no, no, Mm-mm. it's it's funny, oh. GH, you you can you can wrap up one amnesia storyline, but another one you're still letting on. Yes. 
Well, you know, we did get to see Olivia and Ned rolling around on the beach there. So I guess uh, if you're a big Olivia and Ned fan, that was. Um, yeah. Good. Yeah, I mean, you know. I don't know what to tell you, but I can't remember the song he was singing, but I, I just fast forwarded through it. So <laughs> I was in a hurry to get this show watched this week. So. Well, you, well, you know, another reason they probably rushed it is what's next week, Sam? It's the annual tradition on General Hospital, the quarter main Thanksgiving. That's probably oh, is that next say. week? Oh, and Tracy yeah, just left town. Week. Oh, it was before, real quick. It was reported Jane Elliott will be back. Yeah, she just went off. I don't know what's going to happen with this because she's going off to meet Bobby in Amsterdam and they're going to go um, through all of Luke's affairs. And Bobby's still um, with us on screen, um, at least. So I don't know if this is leading up to anything. Does anybody have any intel on when they're going to address the Bobby Spencer I, I'm I'm assuming that's going to be under Dan and Chris' watch, which we kind of said, you know, probably was going to happen. I mean, that they didn't want to rush. I don't want to say rush and and everything. I just think they wanted to. Hopefully, they wanted to take their time with this. See <clears throat> it. So I'm I'm thinking probably probably early next year they're going to address it. I don't want them to do it during the holidays. No, I think when Tracy, I don't know if that'll lead up to something, maybe when Tracy's away with her, or I don't know. I don't have any clue. I'm just But I also want to do it is will GH do what they did with Amy and not kill Bobby off, like have Bobby stay somewhere, like move out of Port Charles? Because Amy, Laura's sister, you know, is still technically – with us on the and you know in GH world, but the act. No, I don't think she is. What they killed Amy off? I I think. I you think know what so. they did? They did because I remember. Look, wait a minute! I gotta go back to that wall. Anyways, uh, did, yeah. sorry. I before we get too far down the road, does anybody else want to comment on Ned being awake and? I'm just Ned. I would say it wasn't the worst thing, but I'd have an issue with the whole water scene that none of both of them didn't drown and it didn't make any logical sense <laughs> that water for 50 minutes. I said two four episodes, y'all under this water. Y'all got, man, I hope we is all lucky to be underwater that long. Like, are you serious? I said, I can't. Yeah, I, it just took way uh, too uh, long. Like, even... Even when she went under the water, she opened her eyes in shock. I said, you doing all this underwater? And then went to him. Took the, I said, uh-uh. I, I'm not buying all that. But the reunion in the end, I was okay with it. Just the water scene. That should have finished up a little more quicker than that. That's the only part I fast-forwarded through, the water scene. And that shows you how much water it was. They survived a long time. You had a lot to fast-forward past. That shows the problem. Are you kidding me? Okay. It seems more preposterous and stupid, but I'm glad Ned is back. Goodbye, Eddie Maine. You know, don't come back in next until twenty years later. I mean I just ugh, I was That's over it. I'm glad Ned is back. Yeah, you didn't like my song? I'm a little mad at you right now. Okay. I'm going to say this. 
I haven't been a fan of Eddie Mae's storyline from the beginning. It's not because of the singing. Um, I think in doing one of the, we had a, a private conversation with the group of us this week, and I kind of figured out what it was that was preventing me from liking the Eddie Main storyline. It was that whole storyline of where all of a sudden he's Eddie Main, but he knows it's nine, it's twenty twenty three, um, but he doesn't know anybody or what's going on except certain select things. I, and the second part is, this is the second amnesia story that we got on the We had two amnesia stories, and neither one of these stories were playing, were being written well. So for me, yeah, I loved Rena Sofa coming back. For me, Rena Sofa was giving, I'm, I'm thinking Queen Fuller from Bold is going to show up. But I liked, I liked Lois. I liked Rena's portrayal of Lois. And I liked all of the peripheral stuff around it other than the Eddie Main, if you get what I'm saying with this. Because I just felt like if you were going to give him amnesia, he should have been right back into whatever year that was. Brooklyn should not exist. He should still be thinking he's married to Lois. He should be with over there going, well, where's um, Alexis? You know, it. I, I don't know. So for me, I'm just like, yeah, it's over with. You know, let him go ahead and squeal on Nina until we can get this done and wrapped up and maybe have some new stuff for the new year. Yeah, what she said. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I don't mind. if he, You know, if, if Ned wants to pursue his music career again, that's fine with me. It's not anything to do with that. I just, I don't know. I'm glad it's, I'm just glad they wrapped it up. Now we have to just figure out if Ned remembers about Nina and will he spill the beans or will Michael pay him off? I don't know. He blackmail something he can blackmail Michael with. So, um, <laughs> he, he, he missed the whole time Drew was in prison. So he's been gone for a while. Oh, so sad. Okay, so moving right along, um, Laura, uh, Esme has decided she wants to move out. Too awkward, things with Spencer and Trina, and, you know, she wants her own place with baby Ace, and Laura was trying to get her to stay, but then she's like, no, I guess if you're really going to do this, I'll help you pay your rent. Um, Yeah, okay. And then... uh, Nicholas, sorry, Spencer is not taking this well. He doesn't want Esme going anywhere with his baby brother, and him and Trina got into a huge fight about it, and she walked out. Um, He basically said to her, if if you're asking me to choose between you and my baby brother, then you won't like the answer. She's like, okay, bye. She left. Um, I... And I think that um, uh, so sad. It's so sad because I can't really take any sides on this one because they're both right, you know. Like I understand where Spencer's coming from, but he is not that child's father. He needs to be a brother. But I understand why he wouldn't really want that kid alone with Esme too. So, but I do understand why Trina thinks it's a good idea that she gets her own place 
Uh, I'm not exactly sure why Laura thinks it might be a good idea, but I think it's more, you know, if you're if you're helping to pay her rent and keeping an eye on her, then maybe she won't skip town, even if she's living in her own place. I, I just don't know. It's just a very uh, emotion emotionally filled because even Dex piped up that he he could understand why. It wouldn't be the same for Spencer if Dex, if Ace wasn't around all the time. So, um, what do you guys think? Okay, I'm gonna. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I would say I actually agree with you, Sam, because here's the thing: Spencer is looking out for his little brother. That is technically, because this is how GH is playing it, the only family he really is connected to. There could be more to the story on that. Like, he feels as though if he's around his brother, he's connected to his father. I don't know. Trina made a very good point that, yes, Spencer, Ace is your brother. You love your brother, but you have become obsessed with him and Esme. And it's okay. It's not like she's leaving the country. She's just going across the street somewhere. I think we all have said it on on the show privately and everything. Spencer, you would really think if you're a new viewer, Spencer was that baby's father. And I was and I was one of the people who said, why do I have a feeling they're going to do like flashbacks showing that something happened with Esme either doing you know drugging him or something like that? And we really find out to correct the wrong because a lot of people don't like the fact that Nicholas is the father that they're going to do with Spencer. Okay. Esme wins. Esme, Esme, even Amnesia Esme, she's now put a, like, she, she already put a wedge, but now she really, her decision has put a wedge in Spencer and Trina. Okay. I need for this girl. Well, hell, if that's what she's purposely trying to do, they're letting uh-huh. her do it, so. Well, that's why I'm wondering, see, this is where, okay, it has now been a year and three weeks since that girl has lost her memory, okay, Esme has now had amnesia for over a year and some months. This better be the thing to show that she has been faking it and she's trying to really, you know, I don't know. Laura, I get what you, okay. Laura is the grandmother to, okay, wait a minute, make sure I read that. Okay. Laura is the grandmother to Ace. And the step on of Esme. Kevin, where you at? Because I need to see you. Because to me, Esme should have been also in the Kevin and Laura. That's, another, fami- that's another family uh, connection they don't mention enough. Right. Is that Kevin is her Esme. uncle. Right, because I can see Kevin. Now, I can see Kevin bending over backwards for Esme because I think, as we said in our private chat, Kevin would try to save Esme from becoming like Ryan or something like that. And it would cause tension between him and Laura because of Nicholas Spence and Esme. And even Trina, because Laura likes Trina. So with this storyline, I mean, it was strong dynamics because even when Spencer was like, you're not going to like what I'm like, well, Trina, you're not going to like it because what did they say? Blood is thicker than water. Some like you know, hey, 
But also, Trina, I get you because it's like, Dante, you are a little too, mm-hmm. and uh-huh. I, I was like, woo. I was like, I'm going to leave now because I felt that. I'm like, I'm I'm going to I'm going to <laughs> Right, even, no, the look, the look of the week goes to Josh and Dax because when they came out, it was like this. What's going on here? And it was like, everybody just look at each other and just kind of be like, all right, meet me over the elevator, y'all. Well, I mean, I don't blame Spencer for feeling bad, but he doesn't need to be yelling at people. Like, it's, I, I know, but that's Spencer, you know, like, he's just, that's his emotions go crazy. I don't care if he's Clark Kent. I don't care if he's Clark Kent, Peter Parker. You do not. Well, he ain't Clark. He's sure not Clark Kent because he'll never look. Well, you know, I'm, just, I'm just saying. I'm just yeah, saying. Not you even but he's, I mean, but don't, no, you don't go yelling at somebody like that. I don't know who you think you are, Spencer, but you need to sit down, because that was the one thing where I was like, Trina, slap him. Slap him. Do something before, you know. Well, that's not exactly what I meant, but okay. Yeah. I know. Um, <laughs> on the other hand, there are more um, diplomatic ways to say finally than to say finally, so... <laughs> You could say, well, Spencer, maybe this might be for the best. Not finally. That negates his, where she knows he's upset about it. And she's just like, well, finally, you know, like, that's not a a good thing to say either, in my opinion. So I think that we're destined to have a blow up over this. Was Was she holding back her true feelings? No, she was not. Because, again, Trina has. She's been holding it out too long. Right, yeah, mm-hmm. but it's like also at the same time, it's like, okay, like, it's again, it's one of those things you say something before you thought about it because, like you said, yeah, she could have said it a different way, but she was feeling it. She was like, finally, that girl's gone. Like, dang, I'm glad she's gone. Like, dang. Yeah, to me, that's something you say in your mind while you're saying something else. Like, finally, like, oh, well, that's too bad, Spencer. I feel bad, but what can we do about mm-hmm. it? Not finally. Mm. Like, if you're going to say, well, I've been hoping for this, but it's just so, I, I don't know. I would have got broken up with that uh, Even if you say it, you're hoping for it, it still kind of well, comes uh, out. Know, well, I, all right, I, I, I would add to this. So for me, I'm just going to say, just for me personally, for at least the immediate future, I am off the Sabrina bandwagon. And fan. Just for me personally, I'm just off it, and I'm sorry. I don't care about the pain Spencer is going through. I remember I had this conversation on this chat about a month ago. I said, Trina just asked how her day was going, and everything turned out about Spencer. So it's literally not this. It's oh, for sure. We kiss. Yeah. It, it, it's we kiss. Oh, what is Esme doing? I'm over here having a conversation. Yeah, your day going bad, but let me tell you what I'm dealing with with Esme. We talk. It's Esme. We walk, we we take that non trip to the to, to the moor. It's Esme. Daphne's favorite thing. I stuff my shoe. But you know, Esme did the same thing last week. I, I'm just kind of tired of their whole relationship being about Esme. So they have the chemistry, but I'm sorry, they storylines absolutely suck. And I've been saying that for a while. I cannot mm-hmm. be with a based on Kim. I, I, I just can't because the only time to me they have been written. Well, it's the beginning of their relationship when Cindy was playing it. But guess what? Oh, he lied to you. He had a girlfriend the whole time. So you started off a liar and not the game dead. It's getting to the point. I feel like Trina is the one suffering 
the most. And then you're going to sit there and scream yep. and holler at her like you didn't lost your crazy mind. You didn't have to what she done for you. Sacrifices told Portia, everybody, that this is the man I'm being with, and all you're mm-hmm. doing is proving the naysays completely correct. So I'm, I'm sorry, Spencer. I don't care at all about the pain you're going through because you know what? I can't even mm-hmm. say. I would even understand the storyline if he believed as he was a bad person. According to the dialogue, he said recently he actually sees the change, the change in Esme. So that's Condi Dressing. Condi, you kind of uh-huh. been bad person with the change. I am Wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Let me just finish this out. For me, I'm just trying to say he is literally saying, unless he is mine, I'm going by the dialogue I've seen in the past weeks. He is saying she's approved. Oh, she's a good mother. You, even if you are, you yeah. are, no, no, you're, you're not, not wrong. Your right mind is going <laughs> to allow their boyfriend to live with their ex, especially an ex who did it. Just say this person was the nicest person in the world. Are you going to have to dump me then? I am not going to allow you to live with your girl. I, I don't care. That's not happening. So I'm right. like, okay, you have a blessed life. You live with her. I hope y'all live happier together because Trina was making facts there. If you want to be the father, you know what you're going to have to do? Get with Esme. Go get married yeah. to her. But go do that. Then you can, I, I cannot accept that. She's accepted this for too long and keeps shutting her mouth. So in that moment when she said, finally, I understand. When you hold up so much pain for this long, it's getting to the point like, I can't even chat with my boyfriend. We have to leave town to escape Esme. She's destroyed our whole relationship. Mm-hmm. And if I'm Trina, I will literally say, you know what? I'm going to blame myself. The second I knew you had a girlfriend, I should have walked away like everyone told me to do. So I, I'm sorry you could enjoy your life. I'm sorry for ever getting this tangled up with you. I like Sprina, as I said. I can jump back on the bandwagon literally next week. I just need better writing. I can no longer sit by and accept this writing because of chemistry. And I think that's the main reason I've been sticking with it. And I truly love the beginning. I wanted someone who's going to put Trina first, but... I think she deserves so much better, and I know it's a soap opera, and I don't want people who saying, oh, well, it's a soap opera. You have to stick with them. I'm sorry. Well, it's I'm not, not Spencer. Right now. If you want I'll someone to put Trina first, position. you don't want her with Spencer then. I want it in the future. I agree. I want the soapy, messy couples. I just don't need messy 90% of the time. She need, Even if you want to consider, like, his father, Nicholas Casabella with Emily, I mean, I've got some happy moments, and that's my issue. I don't feel we have any happy moments. It's like they only, they have to leave Port Charles to be and happy. Right. Yeah, it's almost a little too raw right now because I've been watching all these old scenes between Spencer and, and Nicholas yeah. back because of what's been going on recently with Tyler like I've been watching all those old scenes so it's really raw to kind of hear him say I don't care about my father anymore when you know you see all those Emmy winning scenes of him crying over his burnt up baby and like you mm-hmm. just it's hard to juxtapose the two I mean things change when sons and fathers age but you know it's still hard and with Nicholas not on screen it's even harder and we know that Nicholas is running around somewhere, but, you know, and then on top, you know, and then back to the, um, sorry, the whole thing with the actor, like Nicholas Chavez is supposed to be going to film something for Netflix, right? So are they building up to something that's going to explain why he's got to leave town for a while? Um, Like, does he take baby Ace and run? Like, you know, what's going on? Why are they writing him so possessive of this kid? And it's not just because he feels, you know, like he feels abandoned by his father, but he's too old really now to really feel that, you know, 
I mean, you could still feel abandoned, obviously, but it's almost like they're trying to overbuild this so mm-hmm. we can explain his absence from screen for a while because who knows, they might recast him. I don't know, but he's been, I don't know how long it takes to film a Netflix series. So, um, yeah, I, I, I can. Oh, I would, oh, just really quick. I, I agree with, with Tia. I agree completely. I, um, John, I love you some Sabrina all day, every day and twice on Sunday, but this is just insane. And I definitely am team Trina only because when she said, finally, and he said, well, you know, she's taking maybe Ace or whatever and leave, moving out or whatever. And she said, finally, it was a reaction because of what she went through and because it was Esme. Her hang-up and her thing is, like she told him in the, in the apartment when he went inside Dex's apartment, this is not about you, I me mean, wanting you to be separate from Ace. I'm not saying that at all. Like, you still yeah. will be in his life. It just won't be in the same under the same roof. Like, how can you get that through your thick skull? I get what you're saying, but this is this is in beyond insane at this point. It's about Esme, and just like she said, in order for you to raise him like that and be with him 24 seven on the same move, you have to be with her in a relationship. Is that was that what you want? He said, No, I love you. Okay, but I love Ace too. And she said, Well, what does that leave us? That means Esme, because long as you're with Ace, you want to be with Ace, you got to be with the mother too. You got to be with Esme. So that's what she meant when she was like, Where does that leave us? And he was like, Oh, you don't make me choose. She was even asking him to choose. She said she was talking about, thinking about the Esme factor, and he's of course just obsessed with the Ace factor. So they, the the wires are so crossed and entangled, it's ridiculous. But she was so right to say, you know what? I'll make it easy for you. Just walk on out because at this point, he really needs to just get his priorities straight. He needs to just kind of rewire himself or rethink some things because this this whole baby Ace obsession thing is is. It's a, it's a, it's ridiculous and it's unnecessary and it's all abandonment issues. He just said, well, you know, I don't want him to be abandoned, and you know how I am, and you, you of all people should understand it, losing a family member. Okay, but again, you, y'all need to just come to. I mean, I don't know. He needs therapy. Something, it's something needs to happen. But she was right to walk out. We will see what happens. But this is just, I'm exhausted. Um, of this whole storyline, so hopefully they get the, it all together um, and yeah. it's it better. So yeah, we'll see. I haven't watched yet, but let me tell you something. I don't. I guess she used the word finally. Let me tell you what I would have said. I would have said it's about fucking time you do. Yeah. Oh, let me tell you what. I've been sitting here while you've been playing house with the woman that set me up for a crime so I didn't commit. And you're gonna. And by the way, you and yeah, don't make me choose. You can be there for your brother and all your abandonment issues. You don't have to share the same address. So yeah, I'd be like, it's about fucking time, douchebag. Is what I would have said. <laughs> he, he, right. Exactly. Well, Terry, we we know way, how you talk to people. And by the way, yeah. but, here's, but here's the thing. But here's the thing. I would have pulled the Anna on his ass too uh, before I left the room. He deserves what Anna did to Valentine. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Oh, it's that comment he made was not appropriate. <laughs> That's why I'm like, are they trying to, like, say he's about ready to snatch up that baby and run? Because that's just as right. bad as anything his father ever did. Yeah. Uh, and more so because you're taking a baby away from its mother, whether we like her or not, you know. Even even Esme said that Trina's been, been the most understanding or the most, how did she phrase it, like, 
of all the people, you know, Trina seems to be the most forgiving or the yeah, most the like, yeah, about yeah. the whole situation. And at least she's mm-hmm. making it sound like she just wants to be free from that temptation or whatever. You know, she needs to get her own place. So why are they making her sound like the good guy in the situation? Um, but she's I, not even, I, she's, I don't even know if she's doing it to be manipulative either. I think she truly just wants to get out of the situation. But you know it's what hard she to said tell she's with her, though. Out, right? You know what she said she's moving out, though, right? Because right. she's growing, she's gotten feelings for Spencer, and I think well, Laura, Spencer, Laura knows yeah. that. That's why, that's why Laura is supporting it. Well, that's what but I mean. She she's that. trying to remove herself from the situation. Yeah. She's not. That's she's why, not being yeah. manipulative. She just yeah, wants ugly. to walk away, and I think that right, it's hard right. to tell because we don't know for sure that she really is exactly. what she says she is. So yeah. for me, it looks like on all appearances, if you take her at face value, like that she really is doesn't remember what she did. Then she's right. not being manipulative. She's like, yes, I'm starting to have feelings for this guy. I got to get out of here because Trina's actually been kind to me you know mm-hmm. so uh, but then you know there's that little part of us that's still like but is she really right suffering from amnesia right 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 no i mean okay. i don't i don't mean to downplay it i just didn't like that it was awkward for me that whole dialogue in the hallway and i thought well i i i just think that um Spencer really is so laser focused on one thing he can't even see who he's hurting and that reminds me a lot of other people in his family so <laughs> here's my thing about this everybody keeps not saying everybody on the phone but everybody keeps saying what well, Esmond's the problem no Esmond's not the problem Spencer is the problem Spencer is the one who holds all the cards he is the one who's causing all these issues he needs to let Esme and that baby go. But he refuses to let her go. He refuses to um, put distance between him and Esme because he doesn't trust Esme. That being said, Esme's had amnesia for a year. And please remind me, what has this girl done in a year that will make Spencer believe that she's going to hurt that baby? You know, you know, Esme's been rather boring. This year, she hasn't pulled no shenanigans this year. So, what 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 are you doing, Spencer? And I felt like, um, I think Spencer's beginning to pass by fans because they keep talking. What well, Esme did this, this, and that. Esme did that two years ago. So let's let's talk about what's going on right now. Spencer is the one causing issues between him and Trina. Spencer is the one causing issues between him and Esme. Spencer is the problem. He's a spoiled, entitled brat. And somebody needs to call him out on it. I am so proud of Trina. She told him to kick rocks, and she's right. Because you, you know, you, 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 you what you said to her was disrespectful, and she, she's right. You don't have to choose. Bounce. She's gonna bounce. So Spencer is a very complicated human being, uh, a complicated young man, and I do give him some leeway, but not this time. Also, Spencer is also being um, is paying for the mistakes of Nicholas and what Nicholas is doing, and what these writers are failing to have Nicholas come back to town and be held accountable for what he did. Nicholas said with Esme, Nicholas got her pregnant. Nicholas is, should be the one dealing with this right now, but Nicholas is not on that screen, so Spencer's the one paying for it. Um, so 
uh, I can't blame Esme for this. I can't blame her for this. She didn't do anything. You know, she has feelings for Spencer, and she wants to move out. So is she playing a game? Maybe she is, but according to what's on my screen, she's trying to get the hell away from Spencer. So I don't know. I think that the writers, need, if they want Esme to be the villain in this story, they need to start writing Esme as the villain. But instead, Spencer is the villain in this story. And, you know, one of his victims is Trina. And so I'm sorry to Sprinter fans, but y'all boy needs some help because something not right. He needs to go to counseling or something because, you know, he, he's – and, and I really think that he needs to start letting his abandonment issues um, take precedent in his life because Nicholas had a lot of abandonment issues, but I don't recall Spencer acting like this. I mean, Nicholas acting this bad. Remind me, was Nicholas this bad growing up? Because he had a lot of abandonment issues. The fact that, you know, Laura left him behind and chose that, that freak she married. So, I mean – I don't recall Nicholas being this bad, so I don't know, y'all. Mm. Well, Nicholas wasn't overly. Nicholas, well, Nicholas and Spencer are a lot alike. Nicholas was very entitled. He was very condescending. He was very um, hurt by what his mother did, and she continued to do because there are, there were times where she's like, we just still can't see each other, even when he was in town. So, I mean, like, I feel like all of that was way more than whatever happened to Spencer. Nicholas had every right to feel bad, to be mad at his mother, to to not want a relationship with his brother, to only be there because he wanted to help his little sister, basically, to have all the problems with Luke, because Luke never accepted him because he was a Cassidyne. But Spencer doesn't have the same... He shouldn't feel quite the same way. That's only a new development post boarding school. Maybe it's the Uncle Sunny side we're seeing. What? We can't hear you. Sound too low. I said maybe it's the Uncle Spencer, I mean Uncle Sunny part of of Spencer that we're seeing. Because I was thinking about this just now. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm about to do this, but I don't know. I was I'm just trying to figure out where this is coming from because this was be- this material was before the strike was over. With. Strike just had, the strike ended this week. Now going forward, yeah, I'm pro- if they, you know, well, Dan and Chris are back. Well, they've been back, so we're about to get their material this week. This week or next week, we're going to get Dan and Chris material again. So they could be setting it up, but I just... mm. No, I mean, I think Nicholas, I think, sorry, Spencer, I think what they're trying to tell us is that Spencer doesn't want to abandon Ace. It's not even as so much about leaving him with Esme, alone with Esme. It's because he doesn't want to abandon Ace. Well, you know, like, people get divorced all the time, and you know, but like Dex said, it's not the same as being there every day for your child, but it's not his child. <laughs> and that's the whole problem right there. It's just not his child. It's his brother. And that's a, that's a huge difference. You know, like if you look at like Michael taking um, the kid, 
Ava, Ava Jerome, Avery. Avery. No. Was it Avery? Yeah, it was Avery when when the whole hollow was. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I took like, Avery and, you know, wanted to take Avery away from his parents and blah, blah, blah. Her parents, I mean. Um, it never really goes well. So siblings just need to calm the hell down. Oh, And I hope they don't make Spencer the father of that baby. I'm sorry, I'm probably in the minority, but just let it go. Just let leave it where it is. Well, no, or I make not, it, no, if I you're going to make it somebody before. else, make it somebody completely outside the family. So it's Victor's baby. <gasps> Ew. No, that's gross. That's disgusting. <laughs> oh my god. You're twisted. Thank you. You're welcome. Anyway, what else happened in Port Charles this week? Nothing. I'm trying to think. A lot of candy thrown around. Oh, Sasha. Oh, Sasha, Sasha. is the face of deception again. Uh, there's a baby llama. The quarter mains just have baby every... Do they just have every animal at the quarter mains? Like yeah, they have horses. horses and llamas and dogs. Bears. Oh my. Yeah. Um she is so beautiful. Oh my god. Sasha. Oh my god, that's so gross. She's so beautiful. And <laughs> um little things. Uh Alexis met uh Blaze this week and told Christina she likes likes you. No, I think we're definitely getting something there. And Sunny was Sunny. About Ava, about Ava and Austin. About Austin. Oh, yeah. Sunny had it out with Ava. He had a little come to Jesus moment there where he's like, your boyfriend is involved here somewhere. Now, well, boyfriend in air quotes. You guys can't Mm -hmm. see me air quoting. Um. Yeah, I don't know if I really care to be honest. I I just want to know what why. I just want to know why Cyrus has such a hold over those two guys, and uh, we didn't see Cyrus this week, so I'm sure Daphne's sad. Thank God. Um, oh, really, Trina? Really, Trina? Take a seat. <laughs> I love Cyrus. I do. I love it when he's on screen. Um the hair. The hair the hair has done something. I don't know. It's just like you Did I, I did I miss anything, Trina? I mean Trina, shit. Kill me. Did I miss anything, Tia? Oh, <laughs> that again? Did wow. I miss anything? <laughs> Tia? Tia, Trina. They both start with a T and end with an A. So don't And I'm team Trina. You go ahead, Trina. You go ahead. I hope you go to be finally up his ass. <laughs> no, did I miss anything from Charles? I can't think Not that of anything. I remember. Swimming, diving for sirens. Uh, oh, some boring scenes between Brooklyn and um, Chase dressed up as in their Halloween costumes. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. Wait, wasn't he Captain America? No. 
I could have sworn I saw Captain America on there as one of the uh, kids in the costume. I will say, though, uh, Michael as Darth Vader was very fitting because if you're a Star Wars fan, you will remember how whiny and mm-hmm. <coughs> um, everything that Anakin Skywalker was. <coughs> Excuse me. So I can, I, I don't know if we're foreshadowing Michael becoming like Darth Vader. the Darth Vader type, but that'd be awesome. I knew Sam was going to have a Star Wars moment. I knew it. I knew I was waiting for it. Okay. Anakin Skywalker was a whiny little arrogant little, you know what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, that's it for me then. Um, I, I, um, I don't. Vote for next week I, for her to be back. I should be back next week because I'm intrigued with this Charlotte stuff. Sorry, I just am. Name is Shaw Shaw. Are we, we off to LA? LA or GC yeah. after the show? GC. Can you guys let me know later who the Kim Cares was so I can be um, dumbstruck? It's one, it's one of the worst. I, know, I, think, I, not... I think I know it's going to either be either from Young and the Rustless. Mostly I think Young and the Rustless. Oh, uh, unfortunately, it's not. No. Oh. It better not be it's who not... I think it is from Bold. It, it I sure is. To... Yeah, it is. Yep, yeah, that's all you have to know it is. Kim, Kim, tell me. He's tell on outside project right now. I but not the child. While I'm doing this recap, oh yeah, I not be. Yeah. All right, you guys, have fun. All right. Bye. All right. Here, here, here's the deal. I'm just going to do this, this, and that. Okay, real quick. Mariah and Tessa and the baby, because we're talking about Young and Russell's now. The baby can hear now. Okay. I'm starting with that because here is my issue that I mentioned earlier for the day segment. Young and the Ruffler. Josh, because guess what, Josh? I can't say such and such, such and such, and such and such. You've been there from the whole time, okay? So let me, let me break it down to you right now. This was a story that I actually wanted to see certain beats played. Because, again, we have new parents, we have a child hearing, this is so cool as they say, a social story. I, like Mariah and Tessa, yes, Mariah and Tessa are same sex. I should not have the problem that I'm having because, again, for me to be interested in the storyline, I need to see them more than once a week or once every six weeks. The same thing with the Sean and Bell storyline. If you're going to tell a story and you're going to have me as an audience viewer be tuned in, I need to see beats played. I'm happy the child has hair needs. I'm happy that Tessa was singing lullaby and goodnight. But I needed to see some things played out. I wanted to see some reactions. I wanted to see the emotional, like, breakdown of what if this doesn't work. 
y'all really have a problem. And it's going on all the shows, the stuff about, about Brad, we talk about you later. I'm just going gonna, gonna to come to Jesus now, and I'm going to pass it over to Tia. Tia, your thoughts about the storyline? Sorry, which If you one? have any. The Mariah, Tessa, baby, the baby storyline with the hair well, I feel I feel we need to see it. I thought the scene was lovely, to be quite honest, but I would love to see a lot more of the story. But I found it was lovely when the baby could finally hear again. I thought, oh, this is so sweet. So I actually did love it, although I do agree. There needs to be more actual story for it. And just to let you know, Kim Kears is on outside projects for the next few minutes. Yeah, I know. I got the message. Oh, y'all thought I wasn't going to tra- track her down? Oh, yeah, I'm tracking her down. <laughs> um, anybody else? Who watched? Did anybody have any comments about this? I think Daphne watched this this week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I watched it. <laughs> comment. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm the negative Nelly. I'm the person in the minority. I- I'm sorry. It was. It was sweet. It was coochie coo. It was all that. And a bag of chips, as they say. But this is, okay, so I'm only going to get this. We can't put Tessa, we can't put Mariah into any of these other stories. We just have to give them this one little story right here that we get to see on the third Thursday on the month that doesn't end in Y. Come on now. This is, I mean, I get it. You're trying to give us a social story. But come on now. This. Okay, so now what they're going to do? She can, The baby can hear. And what now? We don't even get Devon and in this story anymore. Nope. So, so, so is the story over and done with? Yeah. Yeah, so, so, so is the story it. over and done with now? Yeah. So, well, and the... They, and they, the they, they, she got her, story she got her for, hair. That was it. Okay. I mean, because Cameron's getting ready to, okay, Cameron is getting ready to go on maternity leave because she's due next month. Okay. The problem that I'm having, okay, there's a couple of problems that I'm having. She's on maternity leave now. Never see her. Here's the the thing. Okay, Young and the Rouse's Days of Our Lives, General Hospital. I'm putting all three of you on blast. I understand you want to make sure that um, you're well represented of all people, all people, old, young, short, tall, and everything. But this is my problem. Don't just do it so you can get the GLAD Awards. Okay? Don't just do it for that. To me, Mariah and Tessa... Leo Dimitri, Will Sonny, Blaze Christina, who else is something? I don't know who else. If you're going to give me this, I want to see more of them. I do want to see them in other scenarios. I want to see, yes, okay, Mariah and Kyle are friends. Tessa has a singing modeling career. Like, I need to see more of them as well as the storyline that they're in being played out. Why is it that I have to wait? Like, again, you started out a storyline that could have had a lot of emotional pull, 
especially from Devon's point of view, especially, again, having Tessa kind of question some things, having that frustration of what if this doesn't work, then what? You couldn't even give me that. All of a sudden, it's thunderstorms like don't wake her up. And the next thing you know, she can hear lullaby and good night. Oh, this is so cute. You missed the whole section. And now what? What are we? What are you doing? What are we gonna do now? Happy holidays. It's frustrating. It is very frustrating that you that you actually did what I was hoping you wasn't going to do. And Josh, like I said, I can't say nobody else because this was all on you, buddy. I, that's all I got to say. Because to me, you, daytime, I need for y'all to stop doing this because this is getting ridiculous now. And I stick to what I said. Just because you have them, you need to play them as characters and not just the awards. That's all I got to say about that. If anybody else have any comments about it, we can move on. Anybody else have anything to say? Nothing. I mean, I'm glad her. Oh, sorry. By the way, Kim's back, okay. I believe. Okay, Kim. Um, you know, I'm 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 glad I'm glad she has her hearing. I'm so glad Ari has her hearing, and you know, she was able to hear. I honestly thought those were sweet scenes. I really did. I appreciated those scenes, mm-hmm. uh, especially when they were at the doctor. You know, and I mean, I just, I can't even, I don't even know what it takes to even make a baby, I guess, quote unquote, cooperate, you know, when they're acting the same, because they don't know any better. You know, they're, they're oh. infants, you know, they're babies, you know what I mean? But I think it's interesting and, and great how they respond to certain um, gestures and tones and music. It, it just fits well um, with the script and everything like that. So I just thought, you know, when Dr. Wene, you know, they, of course, had it, you know, where I guess she, you know, of course, we didn't see it, obviously, because she didn't need hearing in real life. So when it came back right. um, to the scene, then, you know, she the, the ear, you know, it was already in, in the earplugs or whatnot, or the hearing aid were already, was already in her ears and stuff, and when Tessa started singing, they were nervous, you know, said, so, okay, my gosh, is this going to work? Because this is what they've been expressing all along anyway. Is this going to work? What if they don't? Like, you know, and so when they, they were kind of nervous, and when she started singing, she responded, you know, she lit up, and you know, and then when Mariah said something, she looked back at Mariah, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's the cutest thing ever like I just loved it so I actually appreciated these things and I agree to with Daphne it's like why just have them on like once every quarter like it's just like okay but I mean this storyline was interesting and I appreciated the support from Devon and Abby and stuff like that and just being there for them 
and just going through this whole process because, of course, you know, a lot of these issues on soaps are in real life, too, obviously. So, you know, people who can relate to this, you know, I'm sure they appreciate it or whatnot. And it just, I just thought it was really sweet and it was well done to me. And the fact that when they brought her back to um, the coffee shop, Crimson Lights, and you know, it was it was just amazing. And Sharon was happy. I just loved it. I thought these were really sweet things. So I appreciated them. Well done. I, I will say this. Do, okay. Kim just said something that actually fits into what we're talking about, that you wanted to see sort of reactions leading up to this. Because, all right, if we're going to do it, let's just do it. My is, Like I said, my issue was, Six weeks ago, literally six weeks ago, this storyline started. To me, again, hearing Tessa saying to the baby the reaction, that's fine. But again, we went from A to Z without going through B and Y. We literally did not have a middle part to this where, again, like you said, the, you know, the whole anticipation of will it or won't it work. Yes, that's, that's, that, that should have been in there. But throughout the whole thing, you should have where Tessa and Mariah are saying everything is going to be okay, everything is going to be fine, and show one of the parents starting to cry and kind of having that reality of I have to be the strong parent just in case this doesn't work out. I'm just going to come straight out and say it. We didn't need this storyline. I'm sorry. We just didn't need this storyline at all. This was a craft storyline, baby storyline, or however that you have it. I think, and maybe it's me, again, um, maybe I'm a couple of courts lower estrogen or whatever it is. I need to take my hormone meds or whatnot. But we didn't need this. This was a crappy. If you were going to give this to me as a social storyline, this was crap. This was bad. Now, before anybody sits here and starts coming after me and saying, were well, you talking about the same-sex couple? No, I'm not, because there's so much more in GC that you can have these two, these two, these two wonderful actresses to be over here doing. Mariah should be over there smack dab in the middle of Kyle. She should be telling Audra what for. She should be telling Audra to stay away from Kyle. She should be over there going yin nanny boo boo to Abby. She should, we should be showing her, you know, doing what all couples do. They're having an issue now with a baby and, and, and all of this. We should have Mariah, who wanted a baby nonstop, being more focused on a career, and you should be having Tessa saying, what the hell just happened? I had this rock career. We got Danny freaking Romilotti in town, and you mean to tell me not one time has Tessa and Danny ever had a scene, an interaction with Coming each up. other? We should be finding out that Tesla's open up. I, I, I don't care when you say it's coming up. This should already be happening. This should already be happening. We should already see Tesla either knows Danny, Tesla is meeting Danny, or something. I'm just saying it for me. I don't know how we we spending all this time on what for a middle, a beginning, and an end for this here storyline. But to me, this storyline was just crap. It was bad, and I'm just gonna say it. Compared to what else is going on on general on on GC, 
We didn't really need this here. If you were going to have that, then this should have been this should have been a contained couple of episodes or a couple of weeks for this. So I'm sorry. Maybe but that's, just you know me. why they Maybe. did it. You know why? I just I just said it because okay, just because you have them. But that's the problem that I have at this point. We have got two things. We got a same sex couple. So you mean to tell me they don't get to face the same things that the that the um that Kyle and and some of them are having? They get the law. They get the law. law. We're gonna get the. We're gonna give them just so we can get the Glad Awards. We're gonna give them, and it's a half baked story anyway. Come on now. And then I'm I'm getting ready to go in a little bit when you talk about it. I'm getting ready to give Josh some props. But I got to give Josh a negative on this. This was just, this was just to me, it was filler. It was something to say, oh, we get to see Mariah and Tessa. Yes, I know Mariah's um, the actress who plays Mariah. She's getting ready to go on maternity leave. But you done had six to eight months to put her in a story before she goes on maternity leave. So I'm sorry. For me, it was just, it, it, this was not, it, it needs a beginning, a middle, and an end. It just needed to have not been shown. But that's just me and how I feel. No, I mean, and that's the thing. It's not okay. First of all, let me preface this. I like Mariah and Tessa. You guys all remember when they got married. I was like, I was like hoping. I kept saying, I hope they don't do what sadly. And I'm going to be honest. In the last couple of years, that these folks have been doing, just because you had reputation. And what I always say about daytime is everybody wants to see them on TV versus the skinny people on TV. They want to see handicaps. They want to see, you know, plus size. They want to see, you know, baldness. They want to see, the, you know, they want to see them. But when you do these kind of storylines for a quote-unquote point to get a nomination, because let's be real. Can we be real for a second? I hate to be the one to be the bitch right now. But that's how some people are operating right now. General Hospital, hey, y'all had Christina on for a long time. Now all of a sudden we're getting her with Blaze. Ooh, okay, interesting. It's just, it's just so funny to me. <laughs> Leon Dimitri. Talia Chanel. Just saying. I have no idea what is happening. We actually saw them. Well, no, but what I'm saying is is that they do this. Like, okay, gone are the days. The reason that I invested in Will and Sonny and Paul. Oh, real quick. Shout out to Christopher Sean. Hey, boo. We see you, Ultraman, coming out on Netflix. The reason that I was invested in them is because guess what? Guess what they did? They told us a story, and they didn't treat them special. They treated them just like normal people that you meet walking down the street. The same thing with Bianca, Frankie, Maggie, and them. I don't understand why they're doing this. Why is it that Mariah is not 
somewhere in the orbit of the Newman stuff that's going on. Even even take her out of the Victor stuff. Watch she watch like Sharon. Like you said about Tessa. Should have they should have those moments where, you know, I did put up a lot I sacrificed some things for you. Can I can I can I say two th- can I play both sides of the fence? I think they're treating them like a quote normal couple. I just don't see think we're seeing it enough because you know what? Uh, normal quote normal people have blindness, deafness issues with their kids. I'm not offended I'm, with the story. I'm offended that they, we don't see them enough. But the actual story, I don't think, is a slight or an insult to to yeah, Mariah I, and Tessa I, because they have they adopted a baby and the baby has a health issue. Okay. Yeah, and I take back how I'm saying normal, but it's just to me, I'm looking at it. It's just like, okay, I wanted to see, I want to see the story play out, just like everybody else. But then I'm thinking, like <laughs> these soap writers and these shows, it's like, okay, if we have um, multiple episodes, we can submit and get an award instead of, I don't know, I. I don't know. I, like I said, I wish I could have been more invested in the storyline. But in, for, in order for me to be invested, you need to show me some more. I'm glad for the baby caring. But now I'm going to say it. When is the next time we're going to see Mariah and Tessa? Christmas? Thanksgiving? Monica? Wanda? I don't know. All right. Moving on. Chance was shot. Um, it happened off screen. Nina got the phone call. Uh, Sharon Cricket, Nina came to the hospital, and Sharon witnessed a very um, intimate moment, not intimate, but kind of a, a special moment, where Summer kind of was like, I need you in my life. And Summer was holding Chance's hand. Phyllis kind of figures that Summer has feelings, and Summer's like, I can't, I can't act on them because, you know, that's just wrong. I don't want to be like you, Mom. I don't want to be like you. Kim, what are you saying with this whole Chance storyline and Sharon and, and Summer? You know, honestly, <laughs> y'all are going to laugh at this, but when Summer was at Crimson Lights talking to Sharon and she had that flashback, or not even a flashback, it, it was, was a just dream. Yes. I'm her saying, look, well, I do want to about that. I just, I was like, okay. at first I was like, yes, you are a bo. You're definitely your, your mother's daughter. But then she came back, she was like, oh, man, I was a little disappointed. I was like, that would have been great. So I'm like, I'm hoping she gets the nerve to do that and just say, you know what, look, this is just, I'm just going to have to be like my mom for a second because I was, I loved that scene. And although, you know, of course, Sharon's great. She's a like a goody two-shoes or whatever, if you call everyone because her for advice and everything. But, I mean, she just does not mesh well with Chance at all. I'm sorry. I just see Sharon and Chance as like a good, a good friend, good friendship being there who are just sleeping together. And I'm like, I just, I, I'm kind of like, not even, I wouldn't say Nina, because I believe that Cricket was telling Danny that, you know, oh, Nina doesn't really like it because, of course, the past history with her and, and Nick, and then, of course, with um with Ray and everything, with being a cop, I just, you know, I just don't, I just don't like it. So I'm like, okay, good. I'm glad 
Nana's not on the Sharon and Chance train. So, he, you know, she, of course, she's just accepting it because that's just who her son is dating at the time, at the present moment. So I'm just hoping that she eventually finds out that Summer also has feelings for her son and that she, you know, kind of pushes not being a fella per se, but say, hey, you know what? I mean, go ahead and shoot your shot. Why not? I don't know. I'm just hoping that's the case because Summer and Chance, I would love to see that or see where it goes or potential. What Even if a kid get a kiss, I don't care. I just like, I prefer Summer and Chance together and I'm glad he's going to make a full recovery. That's great. I'm happy about that. Um, so we can go ahead and move the storyline along and, you know, get. To, I just love, I also love the fact that Chance, the way he lit up when he saw, uh, I mean, I don't know, in summer and stuff. And she was like, oh, I didn't know I would, I would do this. If I lost you, whatever, this and that and the other. I'm just glad you're okay. And I just loved it. Of course, Sharon knows. I mean, she's not, she knows everything. She knows the signs and stuff. But I'm just, I just, I'm loving it. I just, I just hope they go there with it with Summer because it could be great. Like, so even if I get a kiss out of them, or a chance, I'll take it because they need to explore this and I'll be happy. But I liked it. Yeah. Are you here for a Summer and Chance? No, I don't care for them and I don't care for Sharon and Chance. So, no, both couples suck and. I love that Sharon was being shady when she said, yeah, and she also loved lost the love of her life, too. You said that was some straight-up shade from Sharon. I said, okay. I'm not here for Sharon going in this triangle, and I'm not here for my girl Sharon getting dragged again. If they want to make their summer chance thing happen, please slide Sharon up out of this because I don't need her getting cheated on just because she's an older lady because that's exactly what I'm going to think. I think we over here doing age discrimination on Sharon. She keeps getting cheated on because these are younger people. That's ridiculous. So, let's, y'all need to take a, a page from General Hospital book when Johnny loved him some old Olivia. So let's not do this to Sharon and make it seem like, oh, she's the old one, so all these men go keep cheating on her with the young cats. I hope this is like uh, Danny that, you know, that this is a one-way affair. She's feeling this way, and he just sees this much as, a, as a friend. So I'm here for none of this right now. I didn't watch much of week. only watched a couple of things. Something I did see is preposterous um, love triangle between Sharon, grown-ass Sharon, Summer, and Kyle. Not Kyle. Uh, what's that? What's Chance? Chance? Stop it. This is foolishness. This is preposterous. Sharon has been through too much of her life. They've been a fucking love triangle with Summer Newman and Chance. <clears throat> Come on now. Whoever's writing this crap, you're ridiculous. Let it go. Send Sharon, so. leave, leave Summer and a chance in the, in the uh, playpen and send Sharon on to be a grown-ass man and, be, and have grown-ass issues. Then this foolishness right here. It's, it's ridiculous. And I'm, it's beneath Sharon Collins, Newman. Like, come on now. This is ridiculous. Don't forget Abbott. Talk to McCall. We're putting you out there. We know all your names. Um, Daphne? Yeah, what are we talking about? Easy summer days for chance? Oh, please. Okay. Let me just say this. If we go through another thing where Sharon gets cheated on by a younger man, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to have words with Josh. Because this is wash with repeat of what's 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 his name when Sharon was daddy. And he slept Scotty. And he slept with Abby and all of this stuff. 
I need for at some point, for if we're going to, I agree with whoever just said it. I need for either Chance to say, I don't view you that way to Abby, or I need for Sherry to say, you know what? I'm not doing this. I'm not. I'm not competing in this. I'm not going to compete with another one of either my, you know, with another with someone else. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing this. If you want her, that's fine. Deuces. We can. You can still come by and get your coffee. Esther can wait on you, you know, and let it be. And let it. And let bygones be bygones. And let it be done with this. I just and then just put Sharon back over there with hypocritical Nick. Um, Carrie, I, I don't think you saw it, but do you have any opinions about? You know, I don't need to see it. I don't need to see it to know I agree with everybody else. Sharon Newman is is be, be above being in a triangle with her once former stepdaughter. This is preposterous. It would make more sense if this was Abby Summer and Chance, but you know I don't I don't write the show. Um, I just feel as though every time I see Sharon and Chance, I get flashbacks to Scotty. And her. Actually, Candace, that's a good point because didn't Abby bang Summer's husband a hundred years ago? Oh, um, yeah. Mhm. Mhm. Heck, even I would love to see Chloe over there, but I can't have nice things. Anyway, speaking of Chloe, y'all, let's have a come to Jesus moment because Chloe did. So this week, Chloe decided that Marquetta wasn't the right fit for her. And her and Sally um, went along and provided, you know, ideas for Daniel's new place. So apparently, we may found another calling. Yes. Anybody would like to share anything about that? Well, about Chloe? Yeah, about Chloe. Um, There's a lot more they should do to Chloe since Chelsea and Sally are the copies of her, so it would be nice to see the original version of this character get some treatment. I love that she said, hey, it's not for me. I'm tired of just being under some people I can't be. Michael managed pretty much under everyone. So I actually enjoyed the storyline. She said, Chelsea, go have a good day. I'm, I just can't be micromanaged like this. So I was fine with it. It'd be nice if she actually got some storyline. It's been years. I'm in my calm voice because I'm saving it for the <laughs> Uh, story after the other recap that I'm going to do. Um, because... yeah. yeah, I was okay with it, too. You know, she took her opinion. I, I could tell that she appreciated the the showing or whatnot with, at Daniel's house and everything like that. And I thought, I thought you know, she felt more comfortable, you know, there doing that more in her element. I feel that her and Sally would work great together. So, and I like their little working relationship too, as well as their friendship. So, yeah, I mean, I was fine with her, you know, saying how she felt. So, yeah, it was fine. I'm fine with that. Jay, HBT, Sally, and Chloe, are you with it or not? I didn't watch that. I didn't watch that, so I can care less, honestly. Um, yeah, next. Daphne. Okay, so I'm going to say this. I always felt that when you had Chloe and Chelsea, Chelsea always, I felt like Chelsea never pulled her weight. 
But Chelsea always hated something else that was going on. She had outside projects, as we say. And when I say outside projects, I don't mean other jobs and things. Chelsea just had other issues that she was dealing with. And if you ever notice when you go back to see those two collaborating, you kind of saw Chloe basically doing the work and and Chelsea always having other issues that she's got to deal with. So I was okay with, I, I, I felt Chloe's, I felt what Chloe was saying. You, she felt like oh, I want out because you have you have um, Chelsea with Chelsea the days to be a designer and she don't have any other issues going on. She's a good designer, but then you got and I and I understood Summer wanting to be hands on with this, but you kind of saw Chelsea and Summer sort of clicking. And if, I, if I'm thinking, right, if I'm Chelsea, I'm not going to want to be in this. I want to be in a place where me and my partner, we clicking. And so I was like, okay, kudos. But now I, I know I'm going to get flat for this. I kind of would love to see Chelsea, not Chelsea, Chloe without Kevin or without the mention of Kevin. I would love to see Chloe in some other storylines where she's not attached to Kevin. If you can understand what I mean, I wouldn't have mm-hmm. been upset if we had a summer Chloe chance. Since Chloe and Chance, everybody keeps saying they want to see Chloe and Chance together again. I just say I don't, I don't know. Probably. I was okay with this. I was okay with with the Chloe scene. I I actually felt her pain with that. Hmm. Look at everybody. Look, Terry, you didn't you didn't watch. Here's where I stand. They need to, and I said this earlier, they need to do more with Chloe. I totally agree with that. I feel as though this is one of those things where, sadly, if you don't have one half of a partner or whatnot on canvas or core place on the current and, and everything, it does, it isolates you. To me, I would have had a problem if they did a Chloe, Philly, Chelsea stuff storyline. Ooh. Because we, I think people sometimes forget. Obviously, I don't. I don't understand why people would forget that Billy and Chloe were a thing. I always remember that. I mean, I think mm-hmm. we know about Delia. But to sure. me, you know, because after Michael and Lauren, I believe Chloe and Kevin are the longest current. Let me preface that. Without breaking up, without divorces, or, you know, stuff like that, they actually are the second longest cu- couple right now, right? But to me, I feel as though Chloe has become the Ethel. To everybody, like she's just that friend that goes with whatever. I I don't know what to say. It's just I I again I want to see more Chloe. If not, can we do a so proper draft? Can I please have Chloe over at Bolden? 
She'll be their nice toy for one week and then give up on them. That's, yeah. Well, I'm just saying because right now I'm, like, looking at Young and the Rosses and I'm thinking to myself, okay, she's out of Marquette. What? Can I ask a question? Can she start her own company? Can she can she bring up Chloe Designs and rival Chelsea and 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 my, like can we can we get that started? Can we get that storyline started? Are we doing internal you know interior designs with Chloe, interior designs by Chloe? There you go, folks. Just came up with the storyline that she decides that she wants to go in business for herself because she only trusts herself and she can work for herself. There you go. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I like, let me say this, I like Chloe and Kevin, but at the same time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the same time. At the same time. At the same time. I, I don't know. Um, Real quick, Phil is dating Cricket. Uh, Phil is trying to make plans with Danny. <laughs> And she thought she was getting she was getting all excited, and then she finds out that Danny he's gonna be with Christina. By the way, I don't know if you guys voted. I don't know who the winner was because somebody didn't Danny tell me. Cricket, unfortunately. So you. oh so 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 that was the so that's a, the squish name. That's what it's called. Oh, it's just Danny Cricket. Danny, Danny Cricket. Danny. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. I, don't know. I told you. Okay, we oh, we get it. We get it. Is, I told you. Phil is that girl, right? Okay. So real quick, Tia, your okay. thoughts about Phyllis, Danny, and Cricket? I love the scenes when Nanny, Nina, and Cricket first when they was talking about it, and then yeah. she was over there like when Phyllis walked in, and she said, "I bet that Danny looked your way once." Once she, I think guess he didn't even notice that Phyllis was in the room when you came, and she said, "Yup, she had that face like, yup, girl, you know that's true." I said, that, that, "That's technically true." Once she walked in the door, Danny said, "Phyllis too." So I actually really just enjoyed them just being girls and gossiping and hating Phyllis. It's just been lovely, and then. He's like, please don't call her the bug, you know, don't even call her cricket. I guess he's the only one who's capable of doing that. So, you yeah, know, just call Christine. I said, oh, okay. So I actually, I really just enjoyed it, and I like the how much Phyllis and cricket just 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 hate each other, and they and they should most likely. And Phyllis just makes me laugh that she never understand why these people hate her. She did it twice this week. Like I think. She did it with pretty much Sharon. You know, I guess me and Sharon won't really be in good terms. But then the other one, Chris Cricket, I don't really understand what I can do. Sweetie, do you remember how your relationship was with these people? Calm down. But I love it. I love the Daniel Cricket stuff. And I like that we go in a little bit slow burn to see if they fit now. They fit it in the past, but that don't necessarily reflect into the future. So I enjoy these scenes, and I'm here for uh Phyllis to keep having eggs in her face because Danny keeps choosing cricket over her. So just don't run anybody else with a car because you jealous because sorry, city. Right. Or put snakes in the bed or anything. Daphne. And they even have that dinner planned out. Poor her. He he want to get that dinner a lot quicker than he want that dinner with Phyllis. So I've been loving that too. Uh-huh. Daphne. I am loving Christine and Danny. I am loving it because this is getting, taking me way back when. I'm getting the new stuff. I, I, Phyllis, 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 baby, darling, honey, let me just break it down to you. You are no victim. 
You mm-hmm. are not a. I mean, I Stephanie Forster. You re, does anybody remember that scene where Stephanie is trying to tell Brooke? Brooke is over there pregnant, and she's trying to tell Brooke that she's no victim when it comes to Deacon and all of this stuff. And Brooke is like, "But I love him," and she pulls her to the mirror and tells her, "You're no victim." Mm-hmm. This is what I need for somebody to do to Phyllis. I need somebody to give Phyllis, to break it down, to give it to her like a kindergartner so that she can understand, understand it. She is not a victim. I love Danny. Danny is like, okay, uh, she's over there. Well, can you help me meditate? Can you help me pray? Can you do this? And he's like, I'm not qualified to do this. I'm sitting over here hollering and laughing now about some of this and I'm just cracking up laughing and um and she's like well you can be my mentor no we need to get you some professional help and I was like oh yes tell it Danny tell it then she's trying to wrap Danny up into a date um and he was like well um and he was like well no I already got plans and she's like oh with the book I mean cricket and he's like no with our son do you want to come along and she's like oh yes please thank you and um, we go have such lovely time. And then I was sitting here gasping and laughing when the, when all of that was Daniel, the son, cancels on him, cancels. And then he turns around and makes plans with Cricket. And then I'm sitting here just, it, to me it's funny about Phil is thinking that all of their back history is just like they were a couple and none of the, none of the stuff that she's done. <laughs> now, Danny leading her own I honestly don't think so. I don't think he's purposefully being a ha-ha, I'm going to leave Phyllis on. I don't think he's doing that. I think he's trying to maybe help Phyllis. He's trying to be nice to her a little bit. And I think she's sort of taking things differently. Now, let me just say, she's sitting over there talking about that restaurant, and he can barely, doesn't really want to hear her. I love the fact when you see Danny and Cricket in the restaurant, she's talking about all the food she's done ate in the place, best places in the world, but she still loves and misses his sauce. And he's like, well, how about I make some sauce for you? And she was like, oh, please, that would be so nice. And then they reach over and he touches her hand. And there is creepy Phyllis peeping through the window. And I was like, bless the heart. Somebody needs to help this baby. There she over there peeping through the window. And I'm like, see, Phyllis, you're going to get yourself in trouble again. And nobody's going to be able to bail you out. But uh, just to watch her peeping through the window. But see, this is what I wanted to give some kudos to Josh for. And for the people who are saying they don't like the flashbacks, let me just say, the flashbacks are good on two accounts. One, they get the people who don't know the history, who don't know the full whole history of Cricket and Danny. You get that. But you also are getting the flashbacks of Phyllis and Danny, of Phyllis and Cricket. And you, cause you, you saw Phyllis had a flashback. And she was, I mean, she's flashing back to all of the good stuff. But we, the people who saw it real time, know all of that good stuff was just fake, phony, and shenanigans because she was pretending like that kid was his. So I'm loving it. I want to see more. 
I'm actually wanting to see Phyllis um Phyllis um deconstruct. I want to see her I want to see what she gonna do to the bug now. Um and all of this. Oh, by the way, I do like Danny telling her, please don't call her the bug. Um <laughs> at this point. You can call her Christine. Um, I love that part. So I'm just loving Danny and Cricket. I'm loving Danny and Phyllis. I'm loving this whole dynamic of what's going to go on. And thank you. Um, thank you for, oh, well, I just skipped. I just couldn't think of his name. What's his name? Um, Michael Damien. Thank you, Michael Damien, for taking a break with your with the Hallmark movies because, you know, he directs some of those things. Thank you, Michael Damien, for taking a break with directing, for singing, and coming back to to Young and Restless, even if it's for a marginal time. Thank you for coming back. Cause this is this is brilliant. The only thing I'm gonna actually need in here, and you know what I'm gonna say, Tia, who I feel like we need in here, just to even if it's mm-hmm. closer. I need, and I'm just gonna go ahead and say it, Doug. We kind of need you, even if it is nothing but to give closure. Mhm. Oh, you need to talk to Steve Kent about that. Um. Kim, that's the newest member of the Danny Christmas. Uh, you know, you know, <laughs> I like the storyline. It is so obvious that Danny is not into Phyllis like that, and she just won't see it. I mean, every time he sees Cricket, he just lights up. He's actually like pursuing dates with her and pursuing outings with her, and just you know, genuinely want to be there for her in a way with Phyllis I just feel like he's just more of of the I don't want to say pity but just say you know what she's she's Daniel's mother and you know she has a lot to prove yet still so we'll just see but you know I'm I'm a nice person so I'm just gonna because I'm gonna be nice to her you know I'm not gonna shut her out I know a lot of people here in General City hate her you know so I'm just gonna be nice and yeah, that's just who I am. I just I get that vibe from Danny. So it's just funny how she just just lighting up and oh yeah, how about this? Can you do this? You, I can't be excited for this and that. And he's like, oh, I have to do this. I have to cancel. But with cricket, he makes more of an effort to do so. He's more available, if you will. And so you know, he like that thing. He's making time for things he want to make time for. He definitely wants to make time more with cricket with certain things. So yeah, I'm just I love seeing. Phyllis just being all jealous or whatever or trying to, like, oh, I can get him again or whatever. I just oh, I just want her to continue to have it in her face, too. Like Daphne said, I just, I don't know. This this is this is good story, and I'm liking Danny and Cricket. I really am, and I appreciate the flashbacks. You all know, I love the history of the flashbacks and everything. I'm loving it. So, yeah, this is good. Team Danny and Cricket and, and, and more egg in Phyllis's face. I'm, I'm going to say this real quick. Um, next year, I believe, is Michelle Stafford's 30th anniversary for Young and Russell. I, I, I'm going to need for the, the, the come to Jesus moment for Phyllis because I feel as though that mm-hmm, Phyllis, girl, two couples you, you really ruined because of your cray-cray. But Y'all know I like and 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 the way Daphne was talking, you would think Michael Damien was on the show. Just like, but Michael, if you would like to come on show party, you can because I know you got an album coming out. So if you want to promote, go ahead, honey. Okay. 
And I am, you know, I do like Danny and Cricket, and I do feel as though, you know, back then, that was then, this is now. I want to see, and so far I'm seeing it, Danny has always loved that woman. And I think he wants to make her dreams come true. I get emotional when I talk about romance. <sighs> okay. Now on to the big show. Main event. This week on The Young and the Restless. Victor revealed to his family that um, he knows. He knows everything. He knows who the snake in the grass is, and he's not going to put up with it anymore. Okay? So, Nate, let me back up. Nate tells Victor that, you know, he needed to take, you know, a leave of absence to, you know, get himself checked out. And he won't tell nobody, you know, have Victoria, you know, take over as, you know, CEO while, you know, Nate was, like, seriously, like, pushing it, okay? Adam was, assist, you know, insisting that they, you know, avoid exposure by arranging care at the house because, you know. And then, real quick, Adam was going to tell, tell them, um, yeah, I'm Adam Newman. My father is Victor Newman. Really? Adam, we all... At the end of the day, in a family meeting with Nate, Victor, you know, obviously tells what happened, what he did, and he says, I'm going to tell you who was, who was the snake in the grass. And it was Nate. Everybody's like, huh? What? What's going on here? And then... While he was confessing all of this, he fired Nate. He told Nate, get the stuff in. And then, you know, Victoria defended Nate while Victor pressured Nick to come back. Nate is all like, you should have defended me even more, da 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 Victoria's like, wait, I, I still love you. Like, I'm a kumbaya. Nate walks away. He goes and gets a drink. Meanwhile, you know, Devon decides to make amends with Nate for Lillian, Aunt Maymay's sake, because Nate made a phone call. So now, I guess, they're going to be kumbaya and work together. <sighs> but here's the, here's the kicker. Nate was also a little upset with Victoria for siding with Adam, who, by the way, folks, in a moment of clarity, did not do anything wrong, question mark. He was helping his family. So, Kim, what did you think about all of this? Nate got fired. (laughs) You know what? Good. I'm glad he got fired. I really am. I mean, it's kind of like what Victor, Victor's all about family, family, family anyway. So I feel Nate should have saw that coming anyway in the first place. And I believe he got too comfortable. And of course he was plotting anyway with Audrey anyway. So I'm like, okay. I mean, I think he was more upset that he was blindsided and of course yeah Victoria was like we well, you know I actually surprisingly agree with with Adam 
So that threw him for a loop as well, too. But, I mean, kind of like he t- what he told Victoria. I mean, I should have known. You know, you Newman, Newmans, you know, you're all about family, no matter what it takes or mad- no matter who you hate. It, it doesn't matter. You're on your – if you're Newman, you're you're good either way. So he should have seen it coming. He just really should have. So he knew what, he should have known this was not going to last forever. And him being so mad with Victoria, I kind of – I kind of genuinely feel that he – did want to make things work with her or whatever. I don't even know if they're broken up yet. I don't think they're broken up yet, but he just wants some time or whatever, I guess he told her. But I just feel like he knows Victor is young and restless. So it's kind of like, you know, you knew what you saw it coming, dude. Just suck it up. And I'm glad he had the conversation with Devon and just go back to the family company, get back good in their good graces, and just move on. Again, family is family. And you should have known. I'm, I'm sorry, but you should have known this. I felt not one ounce of sympathy for him because he should have known it was coming. I mean, that's what Victor does. He's all about the family business and family literally first. So, you know, ugh, that's just the way the cookie crumbles in the Newman household. It is what it is, bro. Suck it up. Daphne? I'm sorry, Candice. I stepped away for just a second. Which storyline are we talking about? The main event, Nate got fired, Victor, and them. Oh, Jesus, hell mercy. Okay, so let me just say this. Earlier, I was over here yelling and screaming at you, Josh, for the Tessa and Mariah and the baby storyline. But I got to give you some props. With this, well, let me go back one. I got to give you some props for the Danny, Cricket, and Phyllis. Got to give you your props for the props to do. I got to give you your props for this Nate, Victor, Victor, and the Newman family. Because this had me either cracking up laughing. This had me going, you tell them, Victor. This had me going, ah, and just laughing. So first of all, let me talk about Victor and say Victor Newman is the young and restless. This was just such a good storyline where all I could say is I want to be able to weave a story and craft some lies. Well, no, I don't. I shouldn't say that. But Victor had all of these people doubting, believing, doubting, questioning, scratching their heads because they didn't know what to believe and whether or not he was sick. I still got issues with little Princess Victoria. I got issues with little Prince or so-called Prince Little Nicholas. I got major issues with the Queen Bee herself, Nikki Newman. The only person who I was like, of all of these people who was really looking after or really thinking about Victor was kind of actually Adam and all of this. And I was glad that Adam was actually innocent of any wrongdoing. Now, Nate, 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 if you hadn't learned the story by now, if you're not a Newman, you're only going to get so far in the, in the Newman company. I love when he fired Nate. Nate, that was a deserved fire. You thought you had it all. You thought you had your bases covered. You thought you was going to get Victoria the CEO, and she put you in charge, and you'd be co-CEO. But I loved how Victor just, Victor was two steps ahead of everybody. You know the situation is bad with Victoria. Little Miss Princess is over there agreeing with Adam. 
because I was like, oh, what? You mean you agree with Adam and, and stuff? So I was loving this. I was just loving the whole thing. I was loving the dynamic. I, the only part that got on my nerves was, was Nikki sitting over there. She, I don't believe this. It's Adam, and she's sitting over there. I feel like, I feel like she smells something, and then she turns her nose up any higher. She would drown because she was dead with her arms folding up. Now, let me just say this. Whoever is dressing Nikki, they need a raise because they are dressing her, at least to me, to fit this snooty, I can't stand Adam and all of this attitude. I am loving the suit. I'm loving the upsweet hair. I'm, she's giving me corporate bitch. I'm loving that part. Can't stand Nikki at the moment, but loving how they got her dressed. So I was just loving the whole thing. And then you got you got Nathan and going, you didn't take up for me. You didn't back me up, you know, and all of that. Then you got Nate and Devon um, over there. Then you got little Missy over there trying to interrupt them. I was just loving this whole thing. And this was deserved. This, the, Nate, you deserve this 110%. Yeah. Your thoughts. Um, I have two lines of thought. My first line of thought is that Nate is 100% correct. He did everything right. He got screwed over. I'm just going it from the logic if I didn't know what Nate was planning. If I looked at it with a clean mind and try to forget everything that Nate is doing behind the closed doors, he did get screwed. He just tried to offer some dudes some good medical devices, and he gets screwed over. But as Victor said, what the heck, I'm getting shipped away to this home already. You already called the people. It seemed like you just want me out of here to take my company over. What the heck is it that he pretty much said, well, so when I leave, what's happening? Well, Victoria's taking over. Of course she's taking over because you want to be right by her side. So I can see how he's seen through all this. Nate, actually, I'm going to say this to the writer, Jaws. I hope you do remember what you brought Nate in this storyline for. Can you have him and Audra have a conversation about how badly he oh, fell? Because I you. feel like we we dropped that storyline. I don't quite understand where we were going with it. We never went nowhere, so I guess he just fell. That's the only reason he dated Victoria was because he was trying to take Numa Enterprises. So if we can remember that, then I'll be fine. So I feel zero sympathy for him knowing what his intentions were. So Victor just checkmate you before you can screw him over. So makes a little difficult mm-hmm. to sad for poor Nate Hastings right now. Um, but I will this, say this, I did like I did like the Nate and the Vontes. Those were pretty decent. Yeah. Um is Jay on? Or no? Uh, uh I can't what you want to say on the podcast because we gotta be, you know, oh. professional. Oh, I know what like, you, I know. I think I know what you're gonna say to help. Oh, that one. Like, yeah. But, <laughs> but, 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 but you know, yeah, yeah. I think Nate must have forgot who he was and mm-hmm. Victor very much reminded him that he was nothing but the help. And so, good job, Nate, for thinking that your penis was so good enough that you was gonna secure the bag and. Oh Nate, now you want to reclaim? Now you want to, you know, be nice to your family now, huh? You should never left them. So sad, so sad for Nate. Oh, that doesn't. But that doesn't sound very sincere. Hey, you did. Did you watch one? I did not watch, but I echo everybody else. I mean, yeah, like knowing what we know, well. You have the nerve to be, you know, we donate no sympathy here. Question is, does his family take him back? Mm. No, I trust the person back. Good luck, guys. 
But they <laughs> scenes were nice. Uh, I like the scenes with Nate and, and Devon, but yeah. Here's what's the problem. I'm like Teal. Charles, you do remember that Nate and Arville was trying to take over, right? Okay. That's why Nate was like, I'm going to use my chest and my eyes to hypnotize Victoria into giving me more power. Which, by the way, Victoria, you did do that. You gave Nate the key to the gateway of power. Through your vagina. Just saying. Oh, my. Am I lying, though? Because it just seemed as if, okay, you were mixing business with pleasure. And Nate took took it a little too, like, seriously, all jokes. Nate, you've seen it with your own eyes. When somebody messes with the Newman family, regardless if they're at war, Somebody messes with one of them, guess what? They come together and get you. Nate, I don't understand why you were, you were hurt. You, were, you, you had to know that it was coming. You knew that this was going to happen probably. But, hey, fine. You go over to your other family that, by the way, you screwed over too. Devon, I understand that you're trying to be kumbaya and everything, but if I was you, I would be watching Nate like a hawk, too, if he does work for you. Sorry, Nate. You are black Adam Newman. Adam Newman, I look at you. How is he black? How was that? Well, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, because I don't even for me with Nate, but let me, let me, let me preface this. To me, uh, it's like, okay, Nate, Nate has done stuff to Devon. I mean, obviously, Devon did stuff to Nate. But as far as Hamilton Winters go, I wouldn't, tr- I just don't trust him. You see what I'm saying? Like, I feel as though, because I still got to remember the Audra Tide. Audra still got, like, they're still, I don't know if they dropped it or if they're going to pick it up. I'm just saying, like, to me, I just don't, in that regard. The trust part, okay? Adam Newman, thank you for keep proving me right about this. I just, I just love this. Okay, Adam, it wasn't you. About, you, you you're, you're about to join the Daphne for uh, analogy about stuff my shoes, Adam, for it. You're about to be a part of that crew. Yeah. Whatever. I'm Adam, about what are you talking about? Oh, yeah, no, she's been in that crew for a while. He, he breathes oh, no, because, that Adam is doing oh, wrong. No, because, I, I just, no, here's the thing. Again, Adam, okay, let's take a look at what you did. I don't understand did. how everything is. I don't understand. Can I finish my story? I'm talking about Adam right now. I don't. Oh, because okay. Adam was a part of the storyline. I'm bringing it all down. So Nick and Victoria were queens and kings. I'm, I'm not done with them. I'm okay. not done with my thought about the storyline. Yeah, Let I'm going to have my, my thought out about this. Here's the thing, because I kind of did jump on Victoria <laughs> a little bit there because she gave the mm. Okay. But I'm not done yet. Brain. See, this is what happens okay. when, you know, let the people talk. Let people talk, express their But opinion. it is the every week thing. I think that's why. But it's, like but it's not time. my fault that the show, because hey, here's the thing. I'm going to ask this question. Where's Abby at in the storyline? No, I, I would say this. I, I understand what you were saying, but, I, yes, because Adam does this every week. 
yes, but I don't feel the same smoke for Nick and Victoria. So it just made, it seemed like, like, but even it's, but you, uh, again, like, I'm not done with, I'm not done with the story. Like, I'm not done with my thought okay. about every character on the show. But this is what I'm going to say about Adam. Yeah, Adam, you didn't do anything this time. And I'm going to pause. Don't let this, again, don't be blindsided when next time they do something and you feel a certain type of way. Just saying. Victoria, girl, now you know you were hurt when you got demoted. You know darn good well you was hurt when you got demoted. And you was hurt that Nate did this. You cannot. First and foremost, you're right, Victoria. You are Victoria Newman, the daughter of Victor Newman. You will always defend your family, no matter what. But you screwed Nate, too. Literally screwed him. You, yeah, I get it. You're, you're trying to defend Nate, but at the same time, Victor is your father. You have time. You will always, 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 always be a Newman. That's your curse and your blessing, like Nate said. But, Victoria, you, too, you, you know that <laughs> you, were so, you were wrong and you were right. I'll give you that. Nick, you better not go back to Newman. You're the only out. You're the only person that, that actually can walk away without looking back. Go with Sharon. Yeah, you're, you, you're there too, Nick. When they, when they need somebody, you come right in too. But you know how to jump out. And Nikki... Well, Nikki, you're going to get yours next week. So, you know, just saying. Can't wait to watch it. It's much deserved. I mean, okay. So, real quick, that was the week's end of Young and Rockless because I think everybody will say this. Victor, Victor, whether you like him or not, he, he, Victor Newman is the Young and Rockless. Nate, you, you had to learn the hard way about what... Like I said, Adam, Victoria, Nick. Hmm. Where's Abby? I'm just saying, because I'm just like... She's enjoying her little baby, Tom. That's what she's doing. But I'm just like, you would think, especially if her father, quote-unquote, was sick, you would think Adam... I'm just saying. But let me talk... We we usually don't, but I'm going to say this. This week's bubble... Abby gets the Adam treatment. Abby doesn't is never told even worse. The she best scenes, one of the best scenes I've seen. And thank you, Tia, for remember, making me remember this scene. Abby is behind the bar, and in comes uh, what's his name, Ashley. Ashley, she over there showing Ashley photos of the baby, all of this stuff, and he's looking at her like, "Do you know what just happened? Why are you doing all this to me?" <laughs> Why are you giving me the time of day? Okay. This is why I always felt that Adam and Abby should have at least some kind of a connection, brother-sister connection, because they're both on the outside. 
Nate, to me, Kim, is, is nowhere near being a black Adam because Devon nor Lily has asked him for any body parts. And then say, oh, you the best thing. And as soon as you give a kidney, they say it tooey tooey to you. So, so Devon may have cut his hands, you know, or punched him or whatnot. But they ain't never asked him for to do that. They, they never. Devon, I just like Devon because Devon holds a grudge, and I can hold some grudge too sometimes. But I do like Devon. Devon, it's like I'm not giving you that box because I know what you are. But I also like Devon, and I think Devon is going to be one of those people where I can let you back into the family, but I'm not going to trust you. Yeah. So. I can definitely, you know, I can see that. But let me real quick, we usually don't do this, but, I mean, and that we got to go to days. I mean, bold, don't we? But real quick, the promo this week on for Young and the Rockless. Let me just say this. There's a reason why Melanie Thomas Scott is a gem of daytime. First and foremost, homegirl, I can, I can name some people right now, Laura Wright, Marla West, and Melanie, acting without makeup. A lot of people don't do it. <laughs> Because, you know, but Homegirl is like naked. This promo this week, this is, I, I said this in our private group. This is one of Josh's strengths, dark material, creepy material. If you're a One Life to Live fan, you know what I'm talking about, Killer Club, Days of Our Lives, it wasn't done. And then this. I am looking forward to seeing what happens this week because I see the speculations of who, um, um, what's the girl's name? Um, I'm gonna say Chloe, but it's not Chloe. Claire, 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 Claire. Who she's connected to? Because I saw the list of people, and I was I'm one of them who, who said something. I was like Eve Howard. I'm like Veronica Lay. It's like people again tied to the history of Nikki. It's gonna be, and they brought up. Oh, they brought up Casey, Nikki's sister. I'm like. But no, I'm just saying. I don't know what's going on, but I'm intrigued. Don't let us down, Josh. This is I'm gonna be honest with you. You got something. You got something. Speaking of something. Over on the sister show over there, I saw some Emmy reels this week and I wanted to slap somebody and I swear, Kim, this person better not got your Kim cares. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, hold on. Let me get. Let me see the technical. I think. Hold on. Let me go. I gotta go to the switch. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, go ahead. You can start the recap, Carrie. Just had to make sure I was in the switchboard to make sure nobody has technical difficulties today. Yeah. You make sure. Wow. Make sure we get everybody loud and clear. Um. So Ridge moves back into his office, stapler and all. Um. Uh, uh, Poppy has a confrontation with her sister, excuse me, Lee has a confrontation with Poppy. She's still having a hissy fit that Luna's at Forrester. Meanwhile, Liam and Bill have a heart to heart, who then, Liam, who then goes and gets, uh, goes and gets a Kim Kim, <laughs> Liam, after oh. spe- after um, you his speech, yeah, I'm sorry, guys, after I, thought his, her, I thought her phone would get disconnected, I'm so uh-huh. sorry. That after Liam and Bill have a, a very emotionally <laughs> heartfelt teary-eyed, heart-to-heart, he goes to visit Kelly's mother, who's very, very happy to see him, by the way. Um, uh-huh. Last week, I think that was it. I, I, when I went back, I'm like, what the hell happened? Uh, um, what? Oh, Sheila got punched. Did you mention that Sheila got punched? Right, and, and, and Rich found out his father died. 
No, we knew that last week. He phoned at the week. Yeah, we knew Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. We got a continuation. Yeah. And Steffi punched uh, Sheila. I couldn't remember. You know when things happen on a Monday? That was Monday, yeah. it If they yeah. happen, yeah. So Steffi, at first I was like, you know, what are you doing? When we found out, we, we, we kind of knew ahead of time, and I was like, what are you doing that for, girl? But then I kind of liked, I mean, look, she's poking the bear, but it was more like this is for my husband shooting me and my husband in the alley. But be, be prepared that you poke the bear, Steffi. Even though she's trying to act like she's a waitress, she's Mella, a uh, uh, friggin' flow at Alice's diner. Um, we'll start with that since that's the last thing. Um, we sp- so, uh, Candace, I'll start with you. Um, the Sheila and Steffi confrontation. What did you like and not about it? <clears throat> Let's start with what I didn't like about it. Steffi, like I said, Jackie. Great to have you back. You look fabulous, honey. I love the outfits that you was wearing this week. I love it. Stephanie, you do realize that you're really, really, really poking the bear. I get that you've had a moment in Big Bear Lake, in the cabins and all that, because that's why you didn't get the phone calls and stuff like that. Who's in the Alps? But you're acting, you're acting too big now. You're acting too bold for your own good. And you know, first and foremost, if you've learned anything, have you learned anything, Sassy, after getting getting a bullet in you? You do not go around and say, I am L.A. and pop Sheila. I get that you're trying to do this because, you know, there's your family and stuff like that. But you do realize what you're doing. You're, you're, you're provoking her. You are provoking Sheila. Sheila right now is being calm. Believe it or not, Sheila's being very calm right now. Because if I was Sheila, <laughs> but Safi, no, girl, no, we're not doing this. Are we talking about the? Are we going to save Liam stuff for later? All right. Yep, we sure are. And I, and I forgot to mention. Now we have to talk about this too. I forgot. I speak another uh, epic showdown that happened with Steffi and Hope. When Stephanie walked okay. in, Thomas and Hope Another can't get themselves out the the office. If you want to go, go ahead and, and on into that too. Uh, okay. Let me just say this: This is something weird that's happening right now on Bold and Beautiful, and I'm just gonna real quick say it. Doesn't it feel like we're kind of um, going into a new chapter where I think Brooke and Ridge may be like I'm not saying take their places, but they're like kind of now like they're kind of the calm couple like a Steffi and an Eric, and, of course, you got Hope, who's now kind of embracing her brook, brookness. Oh, I, have a a quick, well, I have a question for uh, you, sorry, real quick for uh, Carrie. Since you were mentioning the Steffi and Hope confrontation, wouldn't that also fit with Taylor's? Because it was also yeah, about you know Thomas let's, and yeah, Hope. Let's hold, yeah, let's, okay. let's put, a pin, put a pin on that because it actually doesn't mix. Let's get the Steffi and Sheila out thing out the way, and then we'll, we'll, we'll go. Cause that, yeah, that kind of fits more into... The t- oh, unless you just because they all day was all talking about talk, yeah. Mhm. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess we might as well go out and get ahead. You know what? Yeah, roll into the the the, the um. Finish your thought, uh, Candace. I'm I'm like out of sorts. I was doing good for a while then. I mean, I can go. Um, it's okay. I was just saying. I just wanted to tie the table. I would. Yeah. I just wanted to tie the table. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna tie, okay. okay. I can do that. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, like I said, with Sheila and Steph, um, Sheila and Steffi, Steffi again. You are really provoking the bear. Taylor and Sheila. 
Taylor, yeah, y'all was cool by y'all, but Taylor, you gotta understand, you put a you put a bullet in in Taylor's daughter and her son-in-law. So you know, yeah, I don't see y'all being friends anymore. I don't, I don't see it. You need professional help, Sheila and Taylor. You better not offer it, okay? Taylor also was right about the mental health of Thomas, and this is what also Stephanie is worried about. Hope, honey. <laughs> by the way, you're looking fabulous. I love your Meg Ryan haircut, bang. Okay, but you know you're wrong. Okay, first of all, I need where's the HR department at Forster? Like, where is like who? Why is this going on? Where people just walk in and everybody's having sex? Do we get any business done around here? Do we get design? See, this is why Eric was mad at all. Yeah, we just had the whole okay. central wars. I mean, seriously, but no, like Stephanie, I swear, I literally had a deja vu with Hope and Stephanie, like. Hope is Brooke, and Stephanie is Stephanie with the pantsuit. I literally had, I kid you not, y'all, I literally had a flashback of Brooke and, and, and Stephanie. Stephanie is looking out for her brother. Hope, Hope. Real quick, wait a minute, hold up. Can I bring this up about the, are we trying this all in the divorce papers? Or no? Well, I mean, Taylor, when, that, was that mentioned this week? About the divorce Taylor, cause, Yeah, because Taylor said it, right? Yeah, she what? said that about, because this was all about Thomas and Hope. All that was about Thomas and Hope. Yeah. So, but I, guess we we have, I think them going to be in a different, I would say that's going to, I see that. I think yeah, they're going to be separate. Yeah, so everything here is Taylor, Sheila, Steffi, Brooks, whatever. Okay, so Hope and Liam's divorce papers are finalized. Well, not that they're so not finalized. Up. Here's the thing. Well, it's, it's not, not that they're not finalized. No, here's the thing. Taylor says they're not filed, so there's only one of two things. Taylor don't know what the hell she's talking about or the writers forgot. Because initially, when they first talked about the divorce papers, Liam left them. When Liam and Hope signed those damn divorce papers, Liam didn't have physical possession of them. But then all of a sudden, three weeks goes by with the mermaid oh. party, and he hey, has them. But he... Who, who did Hope give those papers to? But that's what I'm saying, Candace. Initially, remember that emotional scene when they had their goodbyes and they signed their papers and he left yeah, the yeah, house? Yeah. Those divorce papers were left in that shed. But then when we fast forward two weeks later to the mermaid party, Liam said he had them. And, they were gonna, and he was only waiting because they wanted so to sell them first. It was, again, sort of like, uh, like Days and, and, and GH where they, where they had something and the writers probably forgot. Because I was going to nail tie it into Thomas. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Thomas didn't. Mm-hmm. No, t- yeah, no, I think it's more, I think, no, I honestly think they have forgotten. Because technically yeah, they saying. were there. Then they were with Liam. Now, and, and I don't know how Taylor, I don't know how Taylor knows, A, that Hope didn't file him. But B, I don't know that Liam didn't file him. Unless he thinks, but how does Taylor know? Unless Thomas, this this whole fucking. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm bringing it so back to Thomas. Because is it? It's Taylor not. It's a writer's. It's a writer's mistake. They're not. They're not. It's not a continuation of what actually happened because when Taylor mentioned it, I was like, wait a minute, that's that's pretty shocking. You know, no one has mentioned this divorce in months. So but I've assumed that their divorce was filed and, and, and it was over, but 
They're not even filed well, yet. Well, I didn't know. I didn't think it was over because, remember, in, in L.A. it's six months because that was the whole annulment thing. Here's my issue. Ordinarily, I would just chalk this up to somebody writing in, in what's the word I'm looking for, inconsistency. But for me, it ties in with some of the dialogue that I'll get into later when I talk about Steffi and Hope and all that shit. Or if it was just on its own, I'd be like, huh. But to me, I, I that's why, my, that's I why I'm like looking at like that's why I said like about Thomas because. To me, it's like, all right, is there, like... Well, no, Thomas that, has like, nothing to do with this. This is No, neither, no, no, they, no, what I'm saying, no, when I say Thomas, I mean the fact that Hope is, you know, she's, you know, she's like, okay, yeah, I can be free now because, you know, I don't, I can do whatever I want with Thomas. I can be like, Well, hey. she's been doing but it, doesn't matter. Time, but at the same time, it's like, you know, why did they bring that up? Like, that kind of, like, was like, huh? Like, a Scooby-Doo movement, huh? Like, wait, why are y'all bringing that, like, was... Again, like I said, me, Candace, I just assumed, like you said, Jay, once they brought, when the card, I assumed that six months was going to go by, then we'd be watching a random episode, and one of the two Jamokes would say, oh, they'd get the manila envelope, and it would be official. Because there's no need to talk about it every day, but I was taken aback when I said, oh, we're still talking about those things? Mm-hmm. So, I. I don't, um, this, is, it, this is very wonky. It's just, it, to me, it's not making sense. Um,. Okay, we'll go on to the next story. Um, so I'll just say, but, so do you have an opinion? Because I don't have much. Like, yeah, that the whole Steffi and Sheila thing to me is going to be brief. So, do you have an opinion on Sheila of uh, us uh, O'Hara punching Steffi out? I mean, so oh, not I, Steffi, like Sheila. I said last week. Like I said last week, Steffi needs to control herself. I feel like this. I am the. I am L.A. I'm the queen of L.A. Stuff is foolish, and I think that. Steffi is smarter than that, and I felt like she looked ridiculous. And people were like, ooh, she smacked her. She punched her. Good job, Steffi. You punched a psychopath in the face. That's wonderful. Good job. Because when Sheila goes crazy and starts kicking ass and naming names, I don't want to see Steffi rolling around in fear. You know, oh, Sheila's after me. No, you, you poke the bear now. Deal with it. Yeah, I think what I'll do is I'll do the Sheila, uh, Steffi, Taylor, and then we'll do the Lee stuff, and then we'll, because the Thomas, Hope, Steffi, and that all, all that other stuff, Bill, Liam, all kind of ties together. We'll end with that. <clears throat> yes. Um, Daphne, are you here? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, did you have okay, a thought so on Steffi I punching get, I get, face? I get the fact that Steffi wants to confront Sheila, because I feel like before she left, that, that Steffi was a mess that Sheila had gotten to her, that she had lost her mojo. So I get the fact that you want to confront Sheila in a room full of people. Mind you, I ain't confronting Sheila by myself. I'm not going <laughs> in no dark alley. I don't care how much I need my mojo back, not unless I got a gun of my own, um, and, we don't, and I'm not in over here. So I get the fact that. But to punch Sheila, girl, come on now. You know, okay, I get all of these people Figuring Sheila out. Sheila has been on the show or been in, or been in their lives for years and years and years. So I get the fact that you guys don't believe the namaste, the kumbaya, the all of this stuff, and you want to poke the bear. But come on now. I'm sorry. I'm not going to be poking that bear at this point. And to me, I was like, because Sheila might be waiting out for me in the parking lot one night. 
And so, no, that, to me, that was just a wrong move on Steffi's part, you know, for that. But that's just me. I do feel like it was a wrong move for all of that. So, and I still, something is in my back of my mind, Deacon is too calm, cool, and collective with all of this stuff. So I don't know what they're doing with Deacon and everything. Well, he's just satisfied. Yeah, but I do. Oh, but let me just go back even further, though. I do like the reunited, and it feels so good. I do like the reunited scenes between Steffi and Finn this week. That was some good stuff for the reunited. Mia, do you approve of Steffi punching Sheila out? I'm fine with it. It is what it is, so I guess I'm like, hey cool with it. Um, I love the Taylor's uh, Sheila scenes as well. I thought that was pretty good. And now how that's how you handle Sheila. I'm sorry to you. That's how you handle no. Sheila the way Taylor did. Now, when Taylor went in there and got her all the way together, that's I cheered for Taylor. That's how you deal with Sheila as a grown woman, not socking people in the face. This is my opinion. Yeah, what did you say about uh? What, I don't even. I didn't even hear what you said. What did you say about Steffi and Sheila? It's okay. The podcast could hear. It ain't nothing serious. Oh. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, what did I say? I was gonna say. Um, so I'm gonna need. So now I'm gonna move to Lee Finnegan. I, I got everybody. Wait, Kim, did I get you on Sheila and Steffi? I'm sorry. Did I? No, you? not yet. Oh, it's oh sorry about yet. that. Oh, no, it's okay. It's okay. Just really short and sweet, too. I... Oh, it's okay. No. <laughs> you, know, you know what? <laughs> it's okay. I I didn't really care too much for it. It, it. it was fine as well, too. She didn't she get that off her chest. She had to do what she had to do. Um, definitely Taylor as well, too, um, for everything that she was put them through. But like I said, Steffi definitely, I think she kind of crossed it on the line a little bit because we are dealing with Sheila here. And no matter if she found, quote, unquote, love anyway with Deacon, she's still Sheila Carter. So she definitely has to tread a little bit more lightly now. But it's too late, unfortunately, because she did soccer and push her and stuff like that. So now she was really just smoking for Steffi in the back of her mind now. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, to, to punch. I get the frustration, but this 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 is still Sheila, no matter love or not. But we'll see. Yeah, just be prepared, Steffi. Cycles on the loose. Um, uh-huh. Lee, Lee Finnegan. Okay, so we know Poppy screwed some doctor at the hospital when uh, when Lee gave her a got her a job at the gift shop. Okay, I understand, Lee. You were embarrassed by whatever happened, but you went on and you became a very successful doctor. And then she's taking it out on Luna. And even Finn had, had to ask Mom, I don't understand why you take it out on Luna. If this child is so that, that was unnecessary to talk like that, but go ahead. I, well, you know, sometimes I just have to get in the mood. Oh, that's um, Wow. The thing is, yeah. if this child isn't for Jack Finnegan, I don't understand Lee's smoke all these years later, and especially to take it out on Luna, because, okay, Poppy might have done something that was trashy. Luna is a, basically a kid. What's her deal? Even her even her son doesn't understand it. Um, Kim, thoughts on Lee and her issues with Poppy and Luna? I think it's insane. I cannot stand their storyline until they show me what Luna has done in the past, if anything, 
to trigger her um, and not just go off of what her mom did and be blamed for that. I mean, if that's the case, just tread lightly or so. I don't know. Like, it's just it's just weird. I, we haven't gotten any indication. Like I said, if we would have had a seen a flashback or something or some indication of Luna sneaking off or, or thinking about plotting or something, then I would understand. But, I mean, as of now, she hasn't done anything, kind of like with the whole YNR Diane. She have, we haven't seen nothing. Where is her plan? So I need to see some kind of something to even believe it. But because if not, then I'm going to continue to say, Lee, you need you at this point, you kind of you need to be in therapy of what Poppy did to you because you're throwing on to it and you're blaming <laughs> the other generations for it when they it's like, uh, uh, it's annoying. And I hate it. She's getting on my ever loving nerves. Ugh. Me too, especially because it, it, it doesn't seem all that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things. Right. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I I stepped on for a second, y'all. Who who who's bashing Lee on here? Me, I am. Thank Me. you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Because I'm sorry, Mama Finnegan got to go. By the way, Kim is too. Because what what thank I said, you. Jay, is here's the thing. Okay, Poppy embarrassed her back in the day because she slept with a married chief of staff or whatever. Okay. It was embarrassing at the time, but Lee is now a very successful, was she a doctor, surgeon? She went on with her life and did wonderful things, raised a wonderful son, successful son. Why does she still have the smoke for Poppy, and especially Luna? She's a kid. If this kid isn't Jax, I don't understand her mo. I don't understand her emotions. I, I, I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need Miss Mama thinking go find some outside projects because I, I haven't liked Lee Lee for a very long time, but this week I'm like. Girl, take a take your blood pressure pill and go to go to lunch even, or something. Go get Jay, something to eat. Jay, what you mad even for? Finn, Jay, even Finn had to ask her mom. I don't understand why you are treating Luna so bad. Yeah, and I don't understand either. Like, girl, and the way she just busts right. up in that office. <laughs> what the hell are you doing here, Penelope? Girl, sit your ass down somewhere. Like, like, we'll find you something else to do. Like, what? Ain't nobody about hurting nobody. There, there has to be more to the story. Because if there's not, I, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need my time and energy back. Because why are you so <laughs> yep. aggressive, girl? I, I almost thought that um Penelope should grab a gun, a gun or something. The way that Lee walks up in there demanding that she get out of her daughter her daughter's office. Lee, go find somebody else to play with. Like, what you so mad for? You slept with the chief of staff twenty years ago, and like, like, so what? I mean, come on now. And, and even if, let's just say, because let's, let's just say Luna, you knew the, because like this, you know, she thinks Luna targeted the Foresters, whatever, whatever. Let's say that's the truth. How does, and let, if it's just that, listen, the Foresters say that's a scandal we do on a Monday for fuck's sake. What, what does Luna being, even if she did, went there intentionally and said it to be at Forrester, how does that hurt Finn's position as Stephanie's husband? I don't understand. Exactly. They got bigger fish to fry. Right. I'm going to say this, though. Of all the fashion houses in the world, Concur. you from LA, you from California, of every single fashion house in the world. That's why I said, that's why I said it up the way I did. This one. Yeah, and, and I agree with you. You've got to come to this fashion house. You've got to come to the one where my son is the husband of the co, well, I don't know if she's a co-CEO of this. Now, regardless of how Luna got that job, you can't tell me the people in the basement, once they find out 
And once they find out that Luna was over there helping Eric, she's at the house. You can't tell me that Luna didn't get special treatment. I don't care how it goes whether Luna didn't tell nobody who she was. That's Donna and Eric's fault because they didn't process and run her background. Donna specifically said she did not run her background because Luna helped her to answer some phones. She told them to go ahead and hire her as an intern. So I have some whole issues with But that's not the this. issue, though. Because but that has nothing to do with Because Luna specifically said, and I will go back and I will get this episode, because I went back and listened to it. She said she has been following RJ all this time. So to me, yeah, I know Leah's got some issues, and Leah's out here going wah, wah, wah. But to me, there's something going on with this. Because why? with Luna. There's London, there's New York, there's Paris, there's Italy, there's Australia, there's Milan. There's all these other places where she wants to pick up her design career that she can go to. Now, I can understand but, that she lived in L.A. and she, when she lived in L.A., she's supposed to be, quote, unquote, poor. But they're not portraying Luna as poor. They're portraying Luna as actually that's middle not class true. or she's No, that's not true. No, there was in dialogue that they struggled, her and her mother, because she was ousted from the, she was They were shot. They struggled when she was a kid in 1972. I'm talking well, about Luna because, because according to Luna and them, Luna, she's not getting paid for this internship. They made that clear. So that's why I'm sitting here saying, you can't be saying that you're brand new to a new area, you're brand new to California, you're brand new to L.A., and you don't and you work at an unpaid internship. The money got to be coming from somewhere. So that's why I said Luna can't, Luna's got to have something at this moment now. Yeah, Luna no man grew up poor, and, and I saw that they struggled, but Luna ain't struggling now because she's in an unpaid internship. But like, made, they was, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, no, I'm just saying, so you're not going to find any questionable that you're not from California, that, okay, I'm not from your, your state where you live at, and all of a sudden I got to get into your profession, and all of a sudden there's 50 others, 50, 49 other states I could go to. You're not going to find it questionable that I'm coming to your state. But if that was the case, if that was the case, they would have had Luna working at the hospital with Finn. Because Luna right now, Luna, correctly if I'm wrong, Luna hasn't had scenes with Finn, has she? And, and, and by the way, if I, and, and oh, if I'm a fashion, and here's the thing, Daphne, they might be Yes, Luna has Finn. scenes with Finn before, yes. Here's the, but here's the thing, Daphne, she might be in fashion, there's 58 states, but you know something? If I'm starting fashion, I'm not going to 48 of them. I'm going to one of two places, and actually I do have a cousin that's in fashion. She left Massachusetts, and you know where she is right now out of college? In L.A., you would go to L.A. or New York. Now, did, did she know? But I, understand, but I understand that. But you can't tell the other. You may have the best intentions of doing things the legitimate way. But you can't. I, the one point I do agree with Leon, you can't sit there and tell these other employees that Luna is not going to get special treatment because but she but is that, but the that's, No, no, Luna, that's, that. this isn't the point. That I'm talking that, that 
That's a forest. That they, by the way, there's special treatment all the time. You know, everybody, there's special treatment all the time. If Luna gets a little special treatment because they like her, this won't be the first time that the foresters or any company gives special treatment. That's if not Luna even gets special them. treatment, if Luna gets That's special treatment, it's because of her relationship with RJ. So I, 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 I'm, 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 I'm trying to get my point right. This, what, this, what, this is what about Lee. This is, this is about Lee. Thing. What does Lee have to disagree at Lisa's point? I'm not trying to say that, that Lee is not wrong in what she's saying. I'm just saying, I'm questioning the fact that of all the places in I the never, world. I never said she had, I never heard where she got unpaid, but. You so to me, Forces is the, is the top best design house in the world. And that's, according to the show, that's not even true. They are one well, of Actually, them. that's not true. No, they're, they're very world renowned. Yes, they are. They're one of the, if you're in fashion, first of all, if you're in. The only, they're not the only world renowned design houses. What I'm saying is, I know they're supposed to be Maybe she took a look at it. At the, end, at the end of the day, I don't, until they, here's the thing. Until further notice, I don't know that Lee has another, uh, Luna has bad motives. I'm not saying she doesn't, but as of right now, they haven't shown me that. It could be because of RJ. She could have had two motives. Good fashion house, and I know my cousin Wait, Jane is over here, and I, and I want to get to know her. I'm going to pull that episode but I do think y'all may need to look at that episode again. But for, where for, she for me, it doesn't matter that she's not getting paid. That's a, if she's getting special treatment, I actually don't. That that's, Special treatment goes on. She happened to hook up with R.J. Forrester, one of the Forrester family. If she's not getting paid or getting special treatment, Donna gets special, Donna gets special treatment. What the fuck qualification does she have? Because she's screwing Eric, and apparently she can hire interns. <laughs> At least Donna is sitting there working and answering phones. So she, she is. Doing yeah, but, yeah, but Luna did stuff too. See, Luna did stuff too. I just see this. What Luna see that is to me. This isn't even the biggest thing. And my issue is why is Lee? I, I, even even if I even if I stipulate for the purposes of this conversation, Luna knew exactly where she was going. I still need to know from Lee's POV what her issue is. She's running around like a crazy person, and I don't know why. <laughs> You guys are thinking that I'm 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 actually against what you're saying. I am not against what you're saying. I agree with everything that you and Jay just said about Lee. But I'm always but I'm just adding a second layer of issues that I have. I agree with, with what you said about Lee and all of that. There has to be more. We need to be told. I'm just saying I need I need to do more about the layer of oh what, why on earth is Luna at Forsters? There's got to be a specific reason for that. Of all well, the it's not like they're a Kmart. I mean, they are a world they are a worldwide fashion house. It's not like they're just. Some... I I get that, but, but why uh, that one? Let's go to the next one because we're going to argue too much about those ones. And I agree with every see everybody's point, but let's just go to the next the next topic. Well, I didn't chat on this one, but I want to say it. Daphne, I understand what you're saying. I think the difference is everyone, like what Daphne was trying to say, is having a different opinion. She agreed with you guys with me, but she was trying to have a different conversation by saying she don't know why Luna chose this one. And, I, and that's for me here. I understand this is the best company. But she knew what she, the difference here on her first episode, she's over there sneaking and stuff because she technically knew what she was doing. It's not like she came in here and said, oh, I'm at Forza. I, I can't believe it. I didn't know Finn worked here. Well, not Finn, sorry. Steffi worked here. She knew that. That was literally the first, her first episode was like, who is this mystery person? Because she was secretive and she was trying to keep her identity a secret. So that means if you are doing that, you do know you aren't doing something 
quote unquote correctly. So I, I do think it is a very single company and that exists in this world. I need more of an explanation. Even the mother, even the, even the mother saying, is it no other company you could have been in? I, I don't quite understand. That's like me, if I want to be a doctor. I know a doctor sibling. What if I hated that sibling? I couldn't have chose any other hospital. I had to choose that exact hospital. So I, I think that's more of the issue I'm having. And that's why I said I think it's two opposite conversations. When it comes to me, I agree. Based on today, I can't be on Lee's side because I don't know and I don't really, she does seem like a crazy person, although I am Whitley when she say, why is it this company? Could it have been any company in the world? That's the only part I agree with. Has she asked her that, by the way, or just told her to get up out of there? No, I think she's told her many times. She asked her why this company. Yes, she said not here. She said you can work anywhere you want to, just not here. She literally said that. I think the first telling me she said anywhere you want to be, you can be please just not here at all. That's all she's having an issue with. But I do agree you shouldn't be attack you shouldn't be attacking Luna because the sins of a mother. That's where I will say I completely agree because I feel she's hating the mother. And I think that's what Finn was saying. I think that's what Finn was saying. Okay, I understand that Poppy messed you up, but what that has to do with Luna. So mm-hmm. I, I'm going to, I have two sets of mind. Oh, I love Finn. Mm-hmm. Finn was a, a, totally on point. Like, what's your deal? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Kim, did you, you didn't go on here, right? You didn't go on this one. Did you oh, want to? Oh, Luna. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Candace is going, right? Um, so, uh, how do I do it? Yeah. Um, so, I'm going to, so, Steffi, uh, goes to the, well, uh, Eric moves back into the office, and oh, actually, Luna Luna found the stapler. So Eric has a stapler back. He was in the office having his little moment. Rich had said, "You got your office back, Dad." They were really sweet scenes, and um, yeah, he got his. He's not even okay. Yeah, so my name's Sophie. Okay. <laughs> and I don't and, and, and I don't think it's gonna happen simply because we kinda of know where the direct the direction is going, so it's gonna be yeah, all about yeah. Eric it's gonna be, you know, all Eric, all this. So um so Steffi came home, had her reunion, went to work and she went into the office, I guess to, I don't know if she was going to see Thomas or whoever, but apparently they didn't lock the door. The, the, uh, listen, the yeah. listen, chemistry is cool and all that. And all, but that's all these people do is screw in the office. And I know here's the difference: people say other people did it all the time. That's true, but they also had story along with it. But okay. yep. So Steffi asked, you know, was taken aback and asked a simple question. He's basically told her, "You're taking advantage. You're abusing my brother's feelings for you." And then uh, she said that comment about, oh, yeah, yeah. oh and so uh, Hope said, you know, I'm following my heart. And she's like, oh, just like your mother. So in this conversation, when Steffi specifically asks uh, my about her feelings, her Thomas's feelings and what's going to happen to him, somehow, some way, instead of what making her point, just mm-hmm. friggin' saying, I'm not living for other people's opinions of me, I don't care what you say, which would have been perfectly fine and acceptable. Somehow she dropped the gondola from 1982 mm-hmm. and then per- followed that up with, I'm not the victim in the morning of the gondola when you stole my life. I said, yeah. How did we get from Thomas's mental health to the gondola? Yeah, maybe you can help mm-hmm. 
Am I also discussing Taylor talking about it or the Taylor and Brooke? Oh, yeah, go, yeah, you can, yeah, you can go ahead and do that, yeah. Oh, okay. oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot um, about that. Those were great. There was, yep, go ahead. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to say, uh, y'all know I don't let, you know, what is it? People say limb derangement symptoms. symptoms. I'm having hope once to the point I don't think, it's going to take me a long time to care about this character. Every time she's on screen, I just want to push fast forwards. I don't care for her new woman empowerment. I don't care for a word coming out of her mouth because she's just full of crap, a person who can't own her mistakes. Any new viewer who's coming in will literally think Liam cheated on her a few weeks ago and she turned rogue. That's what they would think, and that is not the truth. <laughs> this dude hasn't done anything to her in some years, so I don't like that every single conversation somehow or another goes back to Liam and what he did, or the gondola. The gondola that Liam forgot about five seconds after it happened. So, and I agree with most people, you need to have more smoke for uh, Bill. Who made that happen for you? But I guess you don't have smoke for Bill since he helped you get Liam back the last time. So I guess y'all even after that, right? Okay. So I'm just, I just can't with, with the character of Hope anymore. She's just terrible to watch. When it came this, when it comes to Steffi and Taylor, the reason I agree with them is because this is this is Thomas' mental health. I love that Taylor again. When Ridge said, "Oh, they grown adults," Taylor said. I agree with you in any circumstance. That's not to anybody else if it's not Thomas. That's that's literally what I keep saying. Mm-hmm. Y'all would not hear me. I would I would be quiet. If it was if this happened, I would tell Steffi to go go get some outside projects. I would say Taylor, go sit down and relax and go worry about your obsession with Riz. Go worry about that. But in this case, mm-hmm. since this is about Thomas, I, I can't take it out. I don't think it's okay to play with somebody. If he's not playing with him, then I give it to her. I, I say, come on his pocket and say, you know what, Ho? I was wrong. I, I give it to you. But to me, you have to think about the after effects of doing this. You can't really say, oh, well, he's handling it well. Of course, he gets to have sex with the woman he's been obsessed with for five years. Of course, he's handling it well. We're obsessed with her. Go watch some Lifetime movies. I'm sure they all be happy right. the person they right. for all this craziness for. So that doesn't mean anything when people say, this dude is okay. Oh, all right. Do y'all guys know how obsession is? All right. So, to me, I can't even really truly tell that he's actually approved. Like, I can't say that Thomas has gotten better because he's literally with the object of his obsession. I, I don't quite. That's that's like a a person who says they're not an alcoholic no more, but they keep continue to drink. But they be like, "Don't worry, I'm not an alcoholic." All day they drink and everything. I'm like, um. You sure about that? They be like, "No, nah, I'm sure I'm not one." But this is literally to me how I view Thomas. He they saying he's approved. But he's with his obsession every day. We won't know. Every until, day. I don't, unless, yeah, you won't never know until unless she breaks up with him. And, and just to add to your point about the Ridge and Taylor season, why I loved him and why, because I've done had these conversations on Spaces too, we can't mm-hmm. apply these rules that we're having with Thomas to a regular person that doesn't have these issues. Because let's say, for instance, when mm-hmm. if and when Stephanie gets into a triangle between Liam and Finn, she's not going to want her daughter her. Of course not. But you won't see her in the office with these same concerns about Stephanie's mental health. Yeah, so I don't want to hear about Steffi doing wrong. No, she should be worried about the mental state and how she's acting because it's just, I, I just don't care about her. I don't care about the gondola thing that happened mm-hmm. all those years ago. They have grown since that. That was a recast ago. But again, your husband, Liam, your ex-husband, Liam, moved on the second it happened, so I guess you need to take that up to him to say, hey, but, oh, you know what? Why do you have the discussion with him like, Liam, why have you gotten over the gondola? I never gotten over it. But we, I could understand that conversation. You know, maybe that's a conversation about the gondola I want to have. How were you able to move past this? And I'm still struggling with this. I'll be like, yeah, you know what? Hope yeah, actually that should have been That should have been her clue that maybe she shouldn't have gone back. But, well, okay, whatever. 
So that's all. I'm just with the storyline I'm through. Uh, you write with comics of hope. I know everyone finds it sexy, but I personally don't. Every single episode, it's in the office. I mean, they they was it this that's week? You called like, was it last week? Um, uh, probably the wait a minute. Oh goodness, I, I don't know where. where uh, I don't know. He compliments Pop her every week. So, you know, <laughs> so you know, you know I, wait a minute. Does she have the short hair? Let's like, I think it works this week. She she should you be should be the face of Forrest. Yeah, you should be the face of Forrest. And I want y'all to know y'all Brooke haters. If anyone approved of that comment, then I'm going to need y'all to shut up about Brooke. Because if any Logan should be the queen of some Forrest of creation, that's Brooke Logan. What the hell has Hope done? Her line was about to be shut down like five months ago because Thomas was in the need to sign her. At, at least with Brooke, she actually made some formula. She actually walked that runway and had Brooke in the bedroom. She actually put in the work, but no fans want to admit that. But now since Hope Logan is over there <laughs> um, rocking off Mr. Thomas every day, that she's now she should be the queen of queen for what? So if that's the case, let me go ahead and be the, the queen of force of creation. Let me go ahead and date somebody and go to be the queen of force of creation. I gotta tell you guys something. So when we T and I talked off obviously it's first, right? She said, What did what did um Hope do? I said, Well she came up with a good slogan, Hope for the Future. Yeah, okay. yeah, you, yeah, she did because I think people forgot before Thomas told oh, everyone who people hate on them. He was the one helping her build the website. So people, this was before Tom. Hopefully, the future existed before Thomas did. But she's did done none good. of the work. She didn't, she didn't wait, even wait, build Tia, the Liam did something good. I think that deserves an award. But that's what I'm trying to say. Like she's done. I don't remember one thing that she done for the company besides make the slogan. I'm not. I'm struggling. Even the website, Liam said, "Don't worry, I got you. I'll fix this up." And I didn't even know. I forgot he designed websites at that time when he created it. I said, "Oh, okay, Liam." So no, uh, Tom, hmm. the whole can just. Uh, she's just a terrible. She's just a terrible character for me. That's that's nice that people could love her, but I, I just don't. She's a terrible character for me personally to watch. I don't care what type of woman empowerment moment she want to have. She's always going to be full of crap to me. So you go ahead, hope you go ahead and do you, and I ain't buying anything. You go ahead and hit me up when you stop using that man, or if I get told differently than what I'm watching on TV. That's it. Yeah, we're now hitting Thanksgiving. This she she had an emotional affair with the dude before she Rome. So I don't know what she needs to know. What does she need to know if she knows that she can have an uh uh? And to me, I'm very concerned that every other murder. Here's the thing: she's screwing Thomas. But if I'm a soap fan, I'm very concerned that. Every word that comes out of her mouth is Thomas. And I, I, excuse me, Liam, and I had a conversation with someone who had brought it up often about the writing, and I said, it's not the writing. This is actually who Hope is. But, Daphne, do you want to try and follow your sister Tia up? Well, I don't know if I can follow that, but let me just say this, though. I was a Hope fan that was defending Hope. Even I'm not defending Hope now. Even I'm calling Hope out. Now, I will say they have got Hope with the hair in the outfits, man, she is looking gorgeous. So whoever is putting the outfits and the um, you know, the costumes, fantastic job. Now, I'm gonna actually say this, and I'm not gonna run out the door when I say this because I got a qualifier for this. I was actually enjoying Hope with a backbone and was being mouthy to Steffi. However. I was not enjoying the words that was coming out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where I was like, okay, girl, yeah, you go. You get a backbone. Ooh, girl, but don't say that. Don't say that. Oh, no, you don't. You brought up gondola. I can't defend gondola. 
Um, I can't defend that. I can't. Okay, girl, you just go. <laughs> Where was this backbone months ago when Steffi was calling out your mama? Where was that backbone then? I needed to see that backbone where you were being mouthy a little bit to Steffi. So I was just like, no, baby, I can't, I can't do this. Now, I wanted to say this. I am so sick and tired. Steffi needs to get a new mantra. You just like your mama. You just like your mama. You just like Brooke. It's Brooke, 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 Brooke. Until hope sleeps with her daughter's two husbands, her daughter's husband gets a baby, until she sleeps with her other daughter's fiancé and whatnot, until she sleeps with her sister's husband and gets pregnant and loses the baby, till she gaslights her sister, you know, and got her sister thinking that she ain't doing nothing. Now, I need the comparisons to Brooke to stop. Because there's a whole set of comparisons that you could be calling Hope out for. She don't necessarily need to be saying that you, but I get the story. They're trying to correlate her to Brooke. I don't know if they're trying to make, whoever said it, I don't know if they're trying to rotate the people up. Where where Ridge and Brooke now are becoming the patriarchs of the, of the, of the patriarchs. I'm not going to necessarily call them Eric and Stephanie because I don't think until the end Eric was obsessed over Stephanie like like Ridge is with 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 Brooke and with Taylor yeah with with that so I can't say that they are the new Eric and Eric and Stephanie at this point so I can't go for that but uh, so let me ask you did we talk about Taylor and and Sheila did we get to talk about that yeah yeah you but but I'll say this real quick I I agree Daphne before before I watched the episode I was cringing that Steffi was going to bring up Brooke but having watched the scene I was okay with it simply because I don't think she was talking about having babies for Deacon it was when when Hope said I'm following my heart so in that narrow instance I was I went into it thinking oh Steffi don't say it but when I saw the scene play out and the fact that O'Hara wasn't screeching and carrying on it was simple because because hope is the one that I said I'm following in my heart, and she said, "Oh, just like your mother." Mm-hmm. So I was okay mm-hmm. with it. Um, you can, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, go ahead on about um, uh, t- uh, Taylor well, and Sheila. Well, I say to me this week, I loved. I this week I actually loved every single scene that Taylor was in, and Taylor spoke sense in every single scene that she was in. When she sat there and told Brooke, you know, she's concerned about Thomas's um, mental health, you know, if Thomas, you know, this relationship, what's going to happen, if Thomas, Thomas is making, has made all this progress, I was like, kudos, yes, that's right. And then I, I was, I was, I was, I was loving it when she told Ridge, yeah, they may be grown, but come on there, you, you, you got to be concerned about Thomas. Now, let me just say this. Now, of all the scenes with Sheila, the Lee, excuse me, the Brooklyn Ridge, the Finn, the, um, the Steffi, the best scenes with Sheila was actually Taylor. I was sitting there going, Sheila's in there going, but I'm a victim. But I'm this. You know, you and I, we were, we were making headways. You know, you invited me to Christmas dinner, da 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 And she said it so calmly. And she didn't raise her voice. She didn't make a threat. She said, but the moment that you put a bullet in my daughter and spin, 
that, that just went off the that just went off the that was off the table. The look on Sheila's face, to me, everybody else, she was expecting everybody else's comments. Everybody else's comments to, to Sheila was like water off a duck's back. She was expecting, anticipating that. I don't think she was expecting Taylor to be the calm, cool one. I don't expect she was expecting Taylor to say, you know what, you're right. We were making headway, but the moment you put that bullet into the kids, you can't expect nobody to sit here and open you with welcome arms and say you've changed. So I need to say kudos to whoever wrote all of Taylor's scenes this week. They were spot on. Yeah, I really like them a lot. Um, Jay? Well, here we go. I, of course, have to disagree with everyone. I enjoyed the Stephanie and uh, uh, Hope scene. I had no issue with what nobody said. The gondola, you just like Brooke, you know, all that stuff to me. When you in my face, I want to say whatever the hell I want to say to get you out of my face. So if bringing up the gondola is going to shut Steffi up, go for it. That's exactly what it did. It shut Steffi up. So, oh, well, I mean, you know, and the whole thing about, Taking trying to take Liam and me, regardless of whether or not it was 10 years ago, six years ago, five years ago, both Steffi and Hope has done some messed up stuff to each other to get Liam. So Steffi done stuff, Liam done, I mean, uh, Hope has done stuff. Both of them had the right to throw it into his face. So, yes, the gondola. I thought it was hilarious. I thought, you know, the tweets and the, the, the dramatics about the gond- bringing up the gondola like we like like it's not like we can't bring up the gondola ever again. Oh well, it was brought up and it shuts that fear. No, and we that, can't. We sure can't. Uh bring it up again next week. Like I, let's, let's, I only want I only want to bring it up for Tia's reaction. Bring it I up like again next me. week. I mean, my God. I mean, when you going back yeah, and forth. Well, I guess, well, I guess that's why but, you won't ever move on for somebody then. But here's my that. problem with the gondola comment. Here's the thing, Jay. I just thought of this. If Hope never got the man back, I might could give her some leeway 13 yep, years later. But she seduced him away from Steffi, and she just had him. And like Tia said, he's been his most loyal. So what's the, so what's the gondola got to do with together, it? So, they yeah. have a kid together. But, but, that's, my, but that's my point. That's my point. Both Steffi and Hope have done bad things to get that but that's man. That's Steffi don't continue to but bring this wasn't this about up. Them. Steffi's that's not allowed to. But, 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 and also, this conversation wasn't about their sordid history. So this is where, because this is her deflecting about. See, she's still not That was not about it. Well, well, I took that comment as Hope saying um, that I'm not going to be a victim anymore. I'm going to do but whatever the hell I want. Victim, and, but that's what she's saying. She hasn't saying. been a victim in decades, though. But oh, that's what... Oh, okay, Lord have mercy. I'm next topic. I, okay, anyway, I love the scenes, and I thought both Steffi and Hope had points. I thought it was fun. It was a very mature back and forth. It wasn't, you know, too dramatic. And in the end, they agreed that Sheila was trash. So, I mean, I found the scenes to be just fine. As far as Hope and Thomas being together, uh, I'm done fighting about who's using who and his mental health. Everybody is so concerned about Hope and Liam, Hope and Thomas, things going bad. It hasn't been bad yet. I mean, I, I just... I feel like, like if, gasoline and drip, but yeah. 
Well, I, I feel like as a, as a fan, Jay, you're, we're right as fans, but when I'm watching a show, I have to see Taylor and Ridge be concerned parents as they should be. Of I course, absolutely. I, feel, I have no issue with that. My thing is, if Hope and Thomas are going to be together, things are going to, they're going to have disagreements. They're going to have fights. They're going to have times where they may break up or get back together. We can't, I can't be so concerned about Thomas's mental health every single time. You know, I feel like Hope is treating Thomas like any other relationship. I understand that may be wrong, but I, I just, I don't see, I don't see now. I, I just feel like they're too deep into it. And unfortunately, we're just going to have to wait and see what happens. You know, I feel like, you know, they are having fun. They're together. And um, we, we'll see. And when and, and if it turns out that Thomas reverts back to his old stuff, Hope's going to be held accountable for it. She'll be wrong. So, you know, let Hope follow her heart. Let Liam, not Liam, Thomas follow his heart. And if it turns to a disaster, then so be it. I mean, it, these, like I, I said, I, I have to agree with Rich. These are all adults. Let them be adults. They're there if they want to play games, let them play games because Thomas is playing a game as well. He's getting what he wants. Hope if Hope is playing games, he's playing a game too. I just think that they said what they said. Hope said what she not hope. Stephanie said what she said. Brooke said what she said. Everybody's against them. Now it's time for to watch Hope and Thomas. The writers need to invest in and figure out what they want to do with Hope and Thomas. <laughs> but the problem is, see, you're sounding logically as if they're together. That's not my problem. Like, to me, if Thomas or Hope were just a normal couple and they just decided to get them together, I actually would agree with you. But they are together with her saying, I want you to know I don't feel the same way with you. I might not Every day. I might not feel the same way about you. Please tell me how beautiful I am. And literally was about to have sex two weeks ago. He said, please, I need to hear the words. That's literally what she said. That's, that's what I'm having an issue with. If you, you treat this like a normal relationship, it's not normal. I can't treat a non-normal relationship as a normal relationship, What she's saying. Even again, the, the connection I have with Liam, I would never feel with anyone else. How, how, am I, how am I supposed to root for that and say, well, let's wait to see a crash or burn? That, that, to me, that's, that's ridiculous. That's like when you see somebody in the edge of real life, you'll be like, well, just let them crash and burn. Well, and that, not, not, to, not to interrupt you, Tia, it's, it was, it was T, T, Taylor's dialogue. She says, when things go wrong for Thomas, people get hurt. And, and Jay, let me say something. I don't, and here's the thing. Do, do I think Hope is, quote, using him with bad intentions? No, but intent here doesn't matter when you're dealing with someone who has obsession. He abused his kid. He was kidnapping her. He ran Emma off the road all for, all for shit for her. So do I think she set, is setting out to use him? No, but for me, that's irrelevant if he crashes and burns. And and like I said, that's why when in, in a month from now, if Steffi's in a love triangle, her parents are going to be like, geez, I hope Steffi don't get hurt this time. But they're going to sip their coffee and move on with their day. That's going to be the difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the so I, I guess I hope we find out soon because we keep getting the same dialogue. Uh, yeah. more, I would love and, that. And, 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 and since you're a soap fan, Jay, here's the thing. Because I've had these conversations on spaces. I don't, it's not about I get slow burns because I get told slow burns. Believe me, I'm a soap pop fan. I get it. But I'm, we talk about the room because this shit's been building for probably a year or better. At what point should we expect a pivot from her? That's my issue. With her, when we get that. We'll be sure to come on here and say, "Y'all." y'all oh yeah, right. absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. Kim, uh, Stephanie, in the hopes confrontation. 
Taylor. Um, oh yeah, tell, yeah, please, and yeah. Yep, and yep, and Taylor's too. You know, I'm definitely uh, I am a thoper as well, but in this case, I am 100% in agreement with Taylor and Steffi only because when she, <laughs> okay, first of all, of course, we know that Thomas has brought everything and then some out of her and she's dressing different and whatever and so like that's fine and dandy but the way she's looking at Steffi when she walked in on them and stuff and she was like looking like now nah, what you gonna do like she was just you know just just oh you just see she had that quote-unquote I guess like everyone said Brooke behavior or whatever but the fact that she told Steffi oh I, you know, we're together. I'm with Thomas now. It's like, okay, when you say you're with someone, that means you at least be seen with them and go out with them and actually acknowledge them and be upfront with that person or at least with yourself. You need to figure out what you want to do, what you want to do with him instead of just use him and everything. Yeah, of course he's not going to say no, of course, because he is sleeping with someone he's obsessed with, who is he was in love with and constantly says how beautiful she is and just says everything that she wants to hear, yet she's just giving him sex and everything, and that's it. How about with the emotions? Even if I heard or even seen something that she lets those viewers know that, okay, yep, I actually am falling for him, at least not for, at least outside of just being a sex toy or whatever. At least something, give me something at least. Because what's, I mean, where are we going here? Yeah, they keep having sex. Okay, we're getting soap sex all the time in one sided relationship with Thomas saying how much he adores and worships her and everything. But I just, uh, I'm just, I guess, I guess I'm just exhausted with this right now. Yep, they've had sex. Okay, that's great. We all know that they can have sex like no other. They're the bomb. It's awesome. Okay, great. I love that. That's fine. But now I need something else. I need a little bit, a little bit more of a shift on hopes. And at least, I'm not saying, oh, I want her to say, oh, I love you. Death, I want to get married tomorrow. No, that's absolutely insane. But I at least need to know something saying, okay, you know what? I'm starting to feel at least 1% of something. I mean, I need to just give me a, 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 throw me a bone or something. I need something right now. So that's, that's getting on my nerves. And I do agree with but Taylor, especially when she had the conversation, she's like, look, you know, in any normal circumstance, absolutely 100% they're grown. But when this case with Thomas, you know, it, it's something different. We have to kind of monitor him and just see for his mental health. Like, this is not some, anything to play with. So I definitely agree with Taylor in, in that sense as well. So, uh, I mean, we'll see what happens, but I'm definitely Team Steffi. And it, although I'm a doper, I am Team Steffi. And Taylor, you have to tread lightly with this, too. So uh, it's just not. I mean, it, it, I mean, like they keep telling Thomas, the feelings are not reciprocated. And she keeps saying, oh, well, he knows what it is. He knows what it is. Okay, yeah, but I mean, it, sooner or later, that quote-unquote, oh, he knows, he understands, is going to be thrown out the window because his emotions are even more digging more deeper and deeper into the physical with it, too. So it's only so much of the physical only you can take when you're obsessed with someone or in love with someone. So uh, hope trash to me right now. So we'll see. Yeah, and I don't quite – yeah, and I have, I'm having a hard time understanding what she, what needs to happen for her to, to make that pivot, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, we had a dollar bill setting. I don't know how many times we'll see him, but he had a. Uh, he went to see his son, and they had a nice heart to heart about the woman they once and pro- well, one of them and uh, two of them probably still love. Um, uh, which which then I guess prompted him to go over and uh, see.
see. Oh yeah, I might as well. I might as well put these two together. Yeah. So Steffi and uh, Bill and Liam had a heart to heart. Then Liam ended up over at uh, Steffi's house, who was very happy to see him when she opened the door and said, "Oh, you're always welcome here." Don't tell her husband that. Um. So. <laughs> Daphne, what did you think about the Bill and Liam uh, conversation? So I'm going to say this. I don't know if I could sit and be having lunch dinner with my mom and we sitting here talking about the same person that we both done had sex with. You and I wouldn't have had and sex with somebody I'm on that had sex with, but okay. But see, I'm not going to see thing I'm giving yeah. you go here. I'm not going to be having sex with the same person that my mom. I, I Maybe that's, mm-hmm. I don't know, that's a, that's a generational thing. That's a, I don't no, know what that is. Way. But I can't be having sex with nobody that my family members have had sex with. I'm sorry. Y'all off limits. I don't care if they the best thing, they billionaires. I'd be like, no, you went with my cousin, my sister, my brother, my uncle, my mama, my, my whoever. Mm. Y'all know I don't have some of these relationships. I'd be like, you, I can't, no, we can't be doing this. And I would hope that my relatives would would honor me and give me the same thing. But I'm just like, this is a little bit, This I, I always feel like that when, when Liam and Bill are having this conversation about Steffi, it's borderline creepy. I feel yes, like Donald Bill has now taken over the Liam, the, the Wyatt face. And again, the, mm-hmm. the having a conversation with Wyatt over Steffi is creepy because oh, guess okay, what? The also has her too. So, yeah, I'm sorry. I just was <laughs> like, oh, these, this is, this is, this is why I keep saying that Bold and Beautiful needs at least four more people who are not related to the Spencers, the Logans, the Forsters. Or any, or the mm-hmm. Finnegans, or whoever is the, the the fourth family or the third family, for this, so that you can have conversations that don't be icky and creepy with that. Because to me, I felt like the conversation that Liam had with with Reed was creepy. So yeah, we ain't, well, we well, haven't gotten to wait. The rest of what Rich, oh, Rich and Liam's say. conversation was creepy. Why was well, Rich and Liam's creepy? Well, I felt like it was kind of creepy because I mean I get what what, what Liam is talking about. They're talking about Stephanie's safety, but then you're talking about she should be with me, and we need to tell her to dump her spouse, and we need to tell her she need. I'm like, okay, Liam, this is creepy. This is this is really none of your business at this particular point. You and that's why I love the expression on Ridge's face. We Ridge is like, what is this fool talking about over here? And when Ridge took his glasses off and like he was like, I got to make sure that I'm seeing what I'm seeing. And I love Ridge's comment. Steffi is her own ball. Steffi doesn't like to be told what to do. So with this, I, I actually love the Ridge and Liam. I love that chemistry actually. Well, I'm, 
it was it was a good conversation, but it was borderline creepy though. At least for me, it was. Now I'm gonna say this. I need to know. Okay, okay, Liam, did you hear what I said before? Because you sure did knock on Steffi's door when Steffi is at home, but you couldn't afford to knock on the door when Sam was there by himself. I just had to put that out there because he knocked on that door. He didn't just walk in like he normally does, like he did before, or he normally, or he he's done before. He literally knocked on that door and waited for Steffi to open up. Now, I'm, I'm just to the point now where, first of all, let me just say this. I don't want anybody coming to me telling me I got Liam derangement syndrome. I don't want anybody coming to say you you looking back at what Liam has done in 1972. I'm looking at what, earlier this year, and you guys can go back on the podcast, I was giving Liam kudos for protecting his daughter, for the things that he was doing with Drift and for Kelly, because he's supposed to be doing that. I just got the issue with Neil. To me, I feel like I don't know what to say. I, I don't know if they're writing him wrong. I don't know if they what they're trying if they're trying to retcon this. I don't know if they're trying to give us a new triangle or not, but I still have the issues of Liam when he walked through that door, had the few conversations and things, and talking to, and telling Stephanie, you know, you can we can get back together and everything. To me, I'm just like, I don't know what it is about this. I wish that if Brad was going to do this, if they're going to put Liam and Stephanie back together or have all of this, it needs to be done a different way. It should be they should be co friends. I have an issue with Steffi because I feel like Steffi, you allow your mouth is saying no, no, no. Your actions are saying something totally different. And I don't care what anybody believes. Actions sometimes speak louder than words when it comes to these things. I feel like they've got a blurred line when it comes to co-parenting. I just, I'm to the point now where I got issues with everybody. I'm dragging hope. I'm dragging certain parts of Steffi to what she's doing depending on what scene she is. I'm dragging Liam depending on what scene he is. I have dragged Finn, you know, before he told Liam, before Liam told him, if I get another chance with your, with your wife, I'm going to do this. I feel like everybody keeps saying Finn needs to go. If Finn leaves, Steffi, Sheila is gone. I feel like sometimes I'm the only person who's saying even if Finn leaves, Sheila is going nowhere. Sheila is going to still be there in all of their lives. She just may not be in their lives the day-to-day. You have to look at Finn. But I also want to say, everybody keeps telling Finn, you need to do put, you need to put Sheila in her place. I would love for Finn to ask, what do you guys want me to do with Sheila? Just spill it out. But I just had some issues with Liam this week, you know, with this whole pushing the agenda that he needs to be the one to save her or they need to get back together. And their getting back together is going to contain Sheila. It's not. No, it's not about containing Sheila. It's because if Steffi leaves Finn, she's not in imminent danger because Sheila doesn't perceive her as the threat. Sheila said in dialogue in the mirror, Steffi's the problem. If Steffi's off with Liam, she's not going to go put a bullet on her because she can make a path to her son, one. And two, as far as Liam, you know, saying come back to me, well, that's fine. You don't have to like it, but... I'm gonna have to go. Thomas, 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 Thomas did the same thing to a married woman. But wait, but let me just say this though. I don't get how people are saying that if Finn is gone, Sheila is not going to be worried about Steffi. 
She's not going to be because the only reason she's worried about her, she has said it out of her mouth. The only reason Sheila gives a rat's ass about Steffi is because she knows that is why her son isn't in her life. And he's, everybody on planet Earth knows that the only reason Finn isn't dealing with Sheila is because of Steffi. What's that? We're talking about imminent danger. because she's the mother, but right, the, the the reason that Steffi is a target is because she's literally the roadblock between her and Finn. Because that that's it. it, it really comes down. She's not going to put a book. She's not never going to love the lady. And I get that, but I feel that the way they're writing this, and this is just me, and we can always agree to disagree. I feel what everybody is saying. Once Steffi leaves, Sheila disappears. No, 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 that's not what they're saying. They're saying Steffi, no, no one ever said she disappears. What they're saying is Steffi won't be in danger because you're taking that. They're never saying she's disappearing. They're saying if she's not, a, if she's not with Finn, Sheila is no longer threat. I don't she's not a, a, she's not to Steffi, no, not an imminent threat, no. But see, but, but, and maybe you view it that way, but I don't. Because the moment she still got that grandson, to me, I feel like she is not going to let Steffi have enjoy But here's the thing, Daphne. She <laughs> here, let me explain it this way. Right now, if Steffi stays with Finn, let me, I'm going to try to wrap this up real quick. If Steffi stays with Finn, she doesn't have Finn or Hayes. But if Steffi leaves Finn, she will eventually get to Finn, which ultimately later on deadline gets her to Hayes. Right now, she has neither of them. So we don't know that because the thing it, is, no, it's in her it's mind. Wait, wait, no, wait, wait. You, it's not. It's not what we know. It's what Sheila's warped mind thinks. And say, you know what, Sheila, you have cost me everything because of you. My wife left due to. We don't know that Finn is going to come back and say. Well, but but wife, again, Daphne, we I'm know that. But Sheila's. Sheila is nuts. Look at look at her now. She, we're, we're talking. Sheila was in that mirror the other every day. He, that's why Deacon keeps saying to her, right now. Sheila, it's not rational, but she, Sheila thinks Steffi is the soul, and she, it has, and she's right by the way because Finn was lo- loving on her. It, she, it, she is correct that Steffi is the only reason she doesn't have a relationship with Finn right now. Because he told her, he called her a hero. Wasn't he arguing with Steffi to cut her slack? I get that, but I'm just saying I can't see Sheila just all of a sudden saying, I got Finn back and she's satisfied. Well, she got Deacon and she's pretty satisfied. She's satisfied and she's going to leave the force to the world. Kim, what do you think? You know... So the, I felt the conversation that Liam had with Bill and Bothridge were were good. I appreciated them, and although I am a Liam fan, I still appreciated it and I enjoyed it um, because low key I kind of feel that Ridge is a Steam fan, and he, I saw his expressions as being 
okay, yeah, Liam is really going in hard. He is trying to get my daughter back, and the way he's talking about how, oh, he missed her, and, you know, it's good to have her back, and et cetera, et cetera. He had a grin on his face. I saw that grin. He had that smile on his face, and I know Ridge is a Liam fan. I really do, and I feel like Sheila is in the way of him and even Taylor. I, Taylor with Taylor, the conversation with Steffi, I feel like she's a, more of a sin fan, Taylor, but I kind of feel like the fact that Sheila is the the mother of Finn, is that's the issue there, too, because Taylor kept saying it. Oh, why, do he, why does he have to be her son and this and that? So I feel like they're going somewhere with it, with that. But I'm totally fine with him saying that or whatever, saying I wish he would leave her, leave him and blah, 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 blah. I mean, of course, Steffi's going to do what Steffi wants to do. And that's exactly what, or merely what, what Ridge was saying. Like, you know what, do you think I have the, the you know, the audacity or to tell her what to do? You know she's going to do what you want to do. Like, you know, Stephanie, uh, Stephanie, of course. So, you know, I just feel like it was that. It's just funny because I know, we all know Liam is up for the fight. He could, you know, it is what it is. Liam's going to, Finn's going to have to do some hard work and fight for his marriage. I mean, it just is what it is. And then plus the, the dress factor that no one's ever known is that she he embraced her in the, in the prison, and so no one knows that either. So deep down, although he says, "Okay, you know, I have my wife back, I have my children back, you know, I'm good. I'm not gonna do anything. I don't want to mess up up or anything." But deep down, he still has that care and concern, and those two hugs, and that one person of affection for his biological mom somewhere hidden in there, somewhere somewhere's in there. So the fact that Liam's like, you know what? I can keep you safer. I can keep you more sane. <laughs> you know, I absolutely loved that. You know, and yeah, he knocked on the door. But I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't, not, not trying to be rude or anything. But whenever Finn's home, I feel like everyone and anyone just walks up in and don't even knock. It, it, Hope did it. I mean, I just feel like everyone just walks up in there when when Finn is there. So that's just neither here nor there. But I just feel like the the way that she lights up. You know, when she sees him, you know, he's like, oh, you just made my day. And that's blah, blah, blah. She's the best part of my day. Can I come in? May I come in? Of course. It's just it's just something about their dynamic anyway, Um, outside of their chemistry anyway. And I feel like they're kind of like the whole Eric Holt thing where they're like, you know, we'll, no matter what, we'll always love you and love with each other. We'll always do that. I feel like that's the same way. I feel like they're soulmates. Steam are soulmates. I really do. So whatever happens, it's going to be a long road. I don't want them to be like, okay, well, yeah, steam right, full ahead, right tomorrow. No, they definitely going to have to work for it. Liam's going to have to work his butt off because, of course, obviously, Steffi's rightfully so, loves her husband, obviously, because he's in love with her. But the thing is, is that she's starting to think, you know, from the words Liam are saying, look, you know, Sheila's in the picture. She's always going to be in the picture, no matter what. Finn's around. He's your husband. But, I mean, you know, you're never going to feel safe. You just you just aren't. Even when he knocked on the door, she, she kind of jumped. She was scared, like, who is it? You know, he's like, hey, it's me. So then she was like, oh, kind of relieved. So every, anytime she's in that house, she's still going to be just just feeling scared and frightened. So, I mean, it, you know, I'm just ready for the ride. And, again, like I said, if 
steam is in game, which I think it is. It's months down the line, months and months. I don't care. I just feel like it's going to be good in game on. I'm here for it, and I'm loving Liam. He definitely got my Kim cares because he's showing his genuine concern, and I hope Tia doesn't mute me or cut me off, but he's showing his concern about the love of his life and their daughter. And from, like I said, from Finn's previous actions with Sheila, he knows that deep down, Finn will always have that tie or some kind of connection and soft spot for Sheila. So even just 1%, like I said, so I'm not mad at it at all. I'm loving it. And <laughs> full steam ahead. Liam, even this month Liam ahead, I don't care. I'm Kim Kim yeah. Absolutely. I will say, fu- and I got my, I'm going to mention. I don't know. Okay, well, I guess she, at least she made the list. I will say, some a friend of mine made a joke because Liam knocked on the door loud, and a friend of mine said, I think Scott heard the criticisms. He wanted to make sure everybody heard him knock on the door. That's pretty funny. <clears throat> Last but not least, you can wrap this up. Um, you done like with your technical apologize. difficulties? I would like to apologize. I, I was doing something, so I didn't run to the phone. When she said somebody, when she said Liam, God, I was, you know. But I, I, I'm not. I don't do anything with temper with anything. So I'm sorry, guys, that that got made it on air. Kim doesn't mean what she said. She just wanted to bring some humor at this night. It's real late for us. For the listeners, it's 12 a.m. So she didn't mean to do this. So please just. And, and any, anyone that was on space with us, with us would have heard Tia's real reaction a few days ago, which was priceless. <laughs> it's, it's okay. We all know deep in our hearts. It's, I think, you know what? I think I'm going to make an executive decision as the consultant of the show. This might be our last week of Kim Kyu. So, I think November November 13, 2023, I hope y'all really enjoy Kim Kids. The den is still here. We haven't gotten no people there. So, I think Kim want to focus more on the den, like the recruiting people on that end. So, that's the announcement we have to make, that this will be the last episode of Kim Kids. So, wow. I'm sorry, guys. This is just not the time for that. So, Daphne, I hope you promote Kim in the den to keep bringing more applicants there. Probably she could focus 24-7 on that because I don't think Kim is well, that's really okay. passionate. Well, Liam's a villain, so he'll have a seat. There. Kim, don't worry about it because Liam is such a villain, you can put him there, too. So I just made the move. I'm just going to say Liam and Nicholas, Nick Newman, are at least two people right now we may have to find some place to put them, but they can never be in the den. They get eaten up. Oh, but I just want you to know, Daphne, she has a promotion with your show. I hope you could, you know, give her a promotion there because we won't have any more Kim Kears. So wow. I think it, I think it lost all its credibility this week. Nope. But when this it came, is not when the it last of Kim Kears. When nope. it comes to these scenes here, yeah, no more Kim Kears at all. So when wow. when it comes to these scenes that we've seen this week, um, Nama Ridge, whatever, I guess, the Finn scenes with Steffi, Sweet, um, I guess, I don't, do I even remember that? I don't remember. Um, Liam and Steffi, yes, she brighted, uh, she brighted like a diamond, and I don't have much to say for these scenes either, so I, I think this is an interesting story because I don't, I'm not rooting for any of the couples here. But I do think it is good soap opera to have this happen because it did sort of bring me back. To old school vibes of how one person fights for the other person. I mean, who am I to Even, do even if they're married? Because Thomas did it. 
Yes, I'm I'm the couple who shipped Nicholas and Emily, and I want you the guys to know she was very well with Xander when Nicholas mm-hmm. was going to get with her, and she cheated on Xander, too. She sure did. So I, I would be a hypocrite to say, I can't believe this is happening. I, I mean, you know, it is what it is. And then she marries Xander and still was more in love with Nicholas after the fact. So, mm-hmm. And that is my favorite couple on so, so proper. So that shows you how much I care about affairs and the seriousness of marriage in some of these soap operas. But I will say in this case, I just hope they continue to take their time with it. I hope we get more of Steffi development. I like that Liam. I'm okay with Liam, what he's doing as long as not manipulative. You know, like like pretty much what Bill was doing. Now, I don't need him to do that because to me, that means it's not an authentic choice. I want like if it's a choice made, I want it to be authentic. I choose you because I love you more. Even Let's say even if they had an affair. That's on both of them. Like that's yeah, because because yeah. yeah, because she has the because here's the thing. Yeah, he he's just now put putting the full court press, and this is why I said now I'm gonna say what I said on spaces and in our private conversations. Anybody, you can hate Liam all you want, but Steffi's in the marriage. Let I I I literally can't wait to see what she says. I'm gonna be up to my TV tomorrow, listening to the details and how she shuts them yep. down. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so to me, yeah, it's more of her. She's the one who has to shut him down. So if she doesn't do that, then. I don't really know really what to say with her in this case, but I, I am looking forward to the storyline and seeing what happens. I'm still not shipping any of the parties in this situation, mm-hmm. but I am curious on what's going to happen, and I do agree. I would never, ever take Liam and Bill's scene seriously, so i got to say, unfortunately for Steffi, if she stays with Finn, she deals with psychopathic Sheila. If she chooses Liam, she deals with creepy father-in-law, so I think either way, Actually, she won't have Tia though. Yeah. She won't have to these days because because uh, Bill's never on. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's the true. dude, you, the dude. You, I I don't think I could be with someone when I know the father's lusting after me. I, mm. I, I, the father of my person. I, I think I, I, that's a little. So I think. And it's way, funny you say that, Tia, because I said on a spaces if, if and this is a big if if they do revisit it, I really do want them to go all the way back to that. And, and hash it out because you can say it now, but but how would you not have that in the back of your mind, right? But to me, it's not even her that's the problem. It's Bill. I think I would literally have. That's why I hate that this show is never going to do this. I would literally have one discussion with Liam say, "Hey, by any chance, are you still feeling the same way about Sissy as you did that before? You, did, yeah, right. you said you had you said you had locked away your feelings away. Has this happened again? Are you still secretly being creepy to, to, to the person I'm in love with at this point?" Like, cause that's kind of what broke us up before. So, you know, if we wasn't sneaking around trying to simply get my wife, then we wouldn't have been in this situation to begin with. So I, mm-hmm. I think that's for any time, and clearly they also face him as a white talk, too. So we're going to have, I hope we don't have Don Mott on this show for that. He deserves a lot better. So I'm going to need these writers Amen. to do this a lot better. I mean, I don't need him. If you want to have him just talking to the person every day, then Don could stay on his outside projects. We don't need to see that. But in general, I thought this was a... Uh, Interesting. Um, yeah, that's it. I don't really know much since tomorrow's I, episode. I, I will say, for me personally, they showed us Eric coughing up blood one time. We get the picture. I don't need to see it. It's gross. We we get it. We know that's what's happening. <laughs> so wait, before we leave this topic, before we leave this topic, Candace posted something she wanted to say. She needed to say that Kim, you were just yo Kim cares with Liam, and she also wanted to say that Liam was wrong for saying that Steffi and Sheila won't stop until uh, yeah Liam was wrong for saying that Steffi and Sheila won't stop saying that to Steffi 
that Sheila won't stop until she eliminates Steffi. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, I, all I know truth. is I can't wait to see Monday. <laughs> I can't wait to see Monday's episode. I'm hoping that I can. We don't have. We have a slower day, so I can lunch at one or one thirty, so I can see it live. And depending on what goes, I may t- live tweet. I may not live tweet, but I just know I can't wait to watch tomorrow's episode to see it. And it's been a long time since I've said I can't wait to watch Bold and Beautiful. Yeah, me too. And mm-hmm. so, uh, I know a car accident well, is coming up this week on Days. Like you said, I'm looking forward to see how 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 vehemently uh, persistent she. Uh, yeah, only I can't. Uh, yeah, I, I, help you out here. I, can, I can help you out here. Okay, on days, we got Nicole who's going to give birth, and somehow Leo stalked that douchebag, and Dimitri's going to be the one helping on. Probably Erica's going to make it there or something, but not, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't think none of these people are going to be here to see this baby get taken away. Another storyline we didn't send 50 different times again. On Young and the Restless, we got, we about to find out what is psychotic uh, clear is, and I think it's some people who feel that, you know, you I, I don't want to call... I don't want to call someone out, but someone you know very well said they are team clear with this. Poor Nikki. Nikki look beat down and all that, and you're going to say some things like this. Wow. On Bold and Beautiful, <laughs> if the news of Eric's health decline might be spreading around, and we will see what Steffi says. Hopefully she's not interrupted, though. Fingers crossed. On G8, two of the biggest couples of the current generation of Vanna and Sprina both broke up. Will they both recover this week? We have no clue, but please, let's take Charlotte down. Oh, and also Eddie Mae Memories is back, but does he remember the Nina SEC, SEC's whole storyline, and when he will he reveal the truth? Stay well. Thank you so much. Good show mm-hmm. tonight, everyone, and thank you all for being here. God willing, we will be but here I will next say, week. It was a good show, but I'm so sorry about the cancellation. It was a tough season with the strike and stuff. Some shows we have to budget on, so apologize on that. Mm-hmm. That's it. Have a good night, everyone. Night, everyone. <laughs> good night, good everyone. Night, everyone. So, excited for Black Friday? You mean Black Friday? Nope. At BJ's Wholesale Club, it's Black Friday. They've got early deals on toys like Hot Wheels, Nerf, and Barbie. Yay, the kids love those. Plus, you save $20 instantly when you spend $100 on toys. <gasps> Yay! And there's more, like up to $50 off artificial trees. Yay! Oh, I get it. Get your holiday shopping done now with early Black Friday deals at BJ's. Valid through 1116. Terms apply. Not a member? Join today. Visit BJ's.com slash Black Friday. BJ's. Absurdly simple savings.